Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. USGP Life. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, September 4th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Lots to talk about tonight. Really lots to talk about. Is the end of American motocross here? Have the European invaders surpassed us? We will talk about that and much more. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida was the site uh, of the WW Ranch track where the USGP just happened. And uh, Jeffrey Hurlings won again. And RJ Hampshire won as well in the MX2 class. So lots to talk about. And uh, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, Speaking of RJ Hampshire, he will be on the night. The MX2 winner. Of the Geico Honda team, RJ Hampshire will join us on the phone to talk about his win, his first win in Amer- in, in Pro MX, and it comes at a USGP. Weird, right? And also on the phone, uh, Paul Malin, the uh, GP, the voice of uh, MXGP each and every week. Paul Malin from England, uh, former factory Cowie rider. He won some GPs back in the day. Paul Malin will join us as well to uh, to recap um, a little bit of the Jacksonville race as well as the series in general. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have lots to come up on the show tonight, and it's going to be a lot of fun, okay? Just have fun, all right? Everybody have fun. Bottom line. Um, Thanks for you people for listening. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us, especially those X-Brand Goggles. Terrific company, great goggles, just fantastic Great to have them on board. Uh, great to have you people on board with us, too. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the show uh, live on uh, the Pulp Mex app. You can get it uh, live on uh, on PulpMexShow.com. We are on Facebook on RacerX Online. So what's up, everyone on Facebook? Uh, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Get the archives on iTunes. Get the archives on the Pulp Mex app. Uh, also, to the Kiefer Tested Pod, that's something that's been re- doing really well for us, our buddy Chris Kiefer. That's available on the Pulp Mex app also. Please check that podcast out if you're into technical aspect of the motorcycles and reviews and things like that. So please check it out. Also, too, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, go to PulpMex.com. Click on the Amazon banner on PulpMex.com. It takes you to, to uh, uh, Amazon, and we get a small slice of that, and I can afford to uh, keep buying slices of pizza, which I did tonight for the person in studio as well as uh, that producer guy. Uh, joining me in studio, he's the 100% goggles uh, sales manager, among other things that 100% carries. He's been in before, and uh, we're pumped to have him. Charles Caslew. What's up, Charles? How are you, man? I'm well, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Lots to talk about. Yeah, just putting some overtime in today on uh, Labor Day for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you too. Uh, you and your lovely wife, Riley, came up here, hang out, and then came to the show. So that that's awesome. Thank to both of you for, for, for doing it. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, we have lots to uh, to talk about when it comes to the USGP and uh, to handle that and much more. Uh, 702-586-7857. Jason Thomas will be on. Old JT. Yeah. You were impressed with his... Uh, commentary? I was. He did a really, really good job, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, do I need to go don't, watch this? Don't tell him. But he'll be on later. 
Don't tell him? Yeah, we might want to keep that to ourselves. Okay. But he did All a really right. good job. He uh, really did. I'm surprised being associated with Pulp, he was allowed into a TV booth at, a, at an MXGP. And he was really able to keep his uh, American emotions in check, too, oh, which God. is surprising. I, I think he might have even kind of went off the other end of trying to make sure he wasn't being biased. I mean... He was he's basically making love to hurlings on social media every chance he can get. Yeah, that was it's, apparent. Right? Yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> I like to I like how, I, I, and we'll get him we'll talk about I like how he's just I don't know, he's just discovered that there's racing in Europe in the last little while. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the most patriotic people I've ever met when it comes to US racing versus uh-huh. the GPs, but yeah. he I mean, he laid it out there. He said he would bet on hurlings to win the second moto, which turned out to be good yeah so. yeah absolutely and uh so we'll talk about that we uh we got lots to talk about and uh producing the show over there holding things down we might lose him tonight ladies and gentlemen the chavis marks what's up marks dog i'm here you're struggling no i'm not you're not good. struggling and maybe just a tad i got red bull though we're good to go this is the sound of a red bull cracked open <laughs> i should have waited that, 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 i should have waited to open it that should have been really great yeah. um uh what do you think of the usgp you get a chance to watch it? I didn't watch all of it. Okay. But uh, the second motos, I saw the second motos, and yeah. I thought it was cool. I, it's something different, for sure. Yeah. But seeing the Euro guys is, is pretty cool. It actually, Charles, I don't know what it looked like on TV, but it looked like there was some good amount of people there. Yeah. It like, looked much better than a Clint Helen one, right, that's for sure. Right? Uh, maybe there's a future for these. I don't know. Maybe down and, the road, there's a little yeah, bit of a future. Yeah. I think timing and location obviously have huge, huge parts to the success yeah. of those. And for whatever reason, the California people just... They're, it's so easily accessible racing. They're I, so burnt out. Yeah, I think they're like, you know what? We've seen two Anaheims. We've seen San Diego. We've seen Glen right. Ellen National. Right. We've seen Hangtown if you know if we want to drive up there. Yeah, so I think Florida, they, they are starving more for, for yeah. racing. So Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think so. Um, Lame. Uh, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. We're going to give away a set of uh, fly light hydrogen gear. We didn't give it away last week, Marks. We had a 2018 set of light hydrogen gear. We never gave it away. I can't believe you forgot. I did forget. And then, wait, that's sarcasm, wasn't it? If only there was someone in the studio that was supposed to remind you of those things. You're struggling. <laughs> You're struggling. Well, you know what it is? He, he did, did. Did you listen to the roundtable show? I did. I did. He's got stars in his eyes. Like, he is on the way to his own show. Move I think. over. What do you think? I think, the it was good. I think it was good. I, I didn't listen, to be honest, to the, any of the roundtables. Roundtables, yeah, which I heard were yeah. train wreck. They were. Um, they were train but it was good. I liked it. Um, Thanks, Charles. I listened, and it was interesting. I, I wish it's... It, you I, liked it because they were just gargling you the whole well, time. I was just going to say that. <laughs> the whole thing was just like basically how awesome I am, uh, except for Hobo being worried about me being too fat. Other <laughs> than that, the whole thing was just like blowing me. And so let's do a Roundtable 5 <laughs> ASAP. Let's get that... Up and We're running. We're going to do a roundtable five, and it's going to be nothing but negative about you. <laughs> uh, so please check it out. It's in the Pulp Mech Show feed, everybody. So I, I'm worried about Mark's getting a little bit of, you know. A little big head. Yeah, a little big head over there. Um, hey, so also to the btosports.com tweet at Travis segment, you still have time to get your questions into at Pulp Mech Show. On that, we have the X Brown Goggle Tear-Off segment. We have the Race Tech emails, Truck Hero question of the day. NFAB JGR check-in is with Filthy Phil. Imagine That's that. right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Now you sound like Pookie. I will boot you in a second if you keep that up. Filthy Phil, everybody. Uh, gotta gotta have Filthy Phil on the show. And a Gear Ally Cold Call, who we don't really know we're going to call. Maybe your brother? Do yeah, we know? Maybe. 
Uh, we haven't figured I it think out. Mechanics have phones. Um, your brother works for Dean Wilson on the Rockstar Husky team, by the way, and used to work for Nick Way. Survived that. Yeah, so you have and, that in common. Yeah, with him. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a small, it, small group. I feel like myself and Kibby and Mohead and um, Big Nasty. Big Nasty. We could have like a little therapy group to get together. <laughs> um, you guys, all know a whole lot more about uh, linkages and <laughs> clamps, clamps and yeah. things like that. Um, so everything at 100% is good. Yeah, uh, 2018, are great. 2018 stuff is out. Yeah, stuff. Uh, Embargo was lifted last week. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, selling through some goggles. Can I offer some constructive criticism 100%? Absolutely. What's going on with your sunglass line? What do you mean? There's some guys wearing some sunglasses that I'm like, you got to take those off. (sighs) Steve, you're not exactly on the forefront of fashion. Mm, Some would say I am. You're right. You're right. Um, We actually have a brand new... Um, staff of sunglass eyewear specific okay. people that are coming right. in and kind of restructuring and Glenn Coldenhoff, for example, is wearing a pair of glasses at the races, and I'm like, what? Were they 100? percent Yes, I would hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I um, have to look. But, but everything's good. Yeah, things are great. You guys have a cycling line, I understand too. Yeah, you got a full mountain bike right. apparel line, um, full eyewear line that is growing by the day, by the month. It seems like we had new items and new goggles and gloves came out as well. So. Exciting times at, at 100%. Charles Castle brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, everybody. The choice of champions everywhere. Brock Tickle, Freddie Norn, Kyle Chisholm, just some of the great riders that wear X-Brands. And okay. they dominate in X-Brand Goggles. It's a terrific company, and it's fantastic. Four-layer foam, outrigger. Whole deal. I like Rich. <laughs> uh, it's like when, when I bring Paul in and I present. Uh, he's Vortex. That's he's presented by Vortex. 29% stronger. Yeah, exactly. He likes <laughs> that. Why do I do this goddamn show? Uh, he likes it. Yeah. Um, Oh, by the way, yeah, you are following up that man, Jeff Matasevich and Denny Stevenson. Now, critically acclaimed show number three hundred eight. Good luck with that. Yeah, that it was a it was a good one. I now know why this this Monday was left open and <laughs> nobody wanted to come in. People really liked it. I did too. It yeah, was really good. Yeah, chicken was. Denny has great stories as always, and, and chicken is is chicken. Chicken was amazing in, in every aspect. Did, can we get to the bottom? Did he really get married? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the sixth time. <laughs> to the same woman. That's for real. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. Uh, it's amazing. So um, it was it was fantastic, and it was great to have those guys in the studio. Glad everybody uh, liked it. Uh, also, too, by the way, tonight, September 4th, Monday, this is the last day to get in the raffle ticket for Nona Chris Kiefer made friends with Nona. She, we're trying to send her to the ranch in 2018, and we are doing a raffle for his uh, Loretta Lynn's helmet, 6D painted up flying colors, a sweet-ass helmet after dark edition, and 20 bucks gets you a ticket, and uh, everything we raise, minus the square uh, credit card percent fees, uh, goes right to Nona. And uh, Marks, you're going to do the draw tomorrow? Yeah, if that's when you want to do it. Yeah. Sure. And and you're going to film it to make sure we're all legit, so people know. I mean, we're good, but... Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. random. You're, you're, you're just random. I'm going to film the computer picking the ticket. <laughs> okay, Garth. I don't know how that's uh, going to work. Um, but we're just doing... It's a random draw. So the more entries you have, the better chance you have of winning this helmet. I want to say we're up around three grand. I think we were... Yeah, I think we were within like a hundred of it. Yeah. Just shy last time Yeah, looked, so, so $3,000 for Nona. It's pretty good. So nice. pretty good. Get her a new bike, I hope. So uh, so please, check it out. It's... Uh, what is it? Raffle.pulpamex.com. All right. Go there right now if you can live. Check it out. And uh, you'll see her cause. You'll see everything that we're trying to do. And like I said, 100% of the money goes to uh, to Nona. And uh, good job for Kiefer for doing that. What a guy. What a hell of a guy for doing <laughs> that. It's, it's just great. Great, job. great work, Kiefer. Everybody loves you. Um, That's...
Charles Castle. Right. Charles Castle in studio, 100% sales manager. Uh, lots to talk about. Um, Paul Malin coming up shortly. Um, Truck Hero question of the day. I'll just start right out of the bat. Truck-Hero.com, parent company, the folks at NFAB. They're a proud sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team. And uh, they're, they're uh, a parent company of NFAB and Bedrug and Husky Liner. And uh, everything you need, top to bottom, for truck, Jeeps, and SUVs, uh, Truck-Hero.com has it. And you can accessorize your vehicle uh, from the folks at Truck Hero. The Truck Hero question of the day, I guess, for you. I'll start with you, Charles. Um, what the hell happened? To 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 the USGP. What the hell happened? What was that? What you expected to see? Tomac's first moto, unbelievable. Couldn't believe that he did that. And then I would have thought he would have won the second moto the way he rode. Right. Two completely different races. Which I think that's a, a tale of. It's kind of been what Eli's been doing here too. I mean, he, he gets a start and he gets out front and he has clear track. I think there's very few, if any, in the world that can can catch him and beat him. But then if you put a little, some things in his way and give a little turmoil in his race and it doesn't go exactly to plan, sometimes he gets 12th, sometimes he gets third, sometimes he wins. He's, um, he admitted afterwards, he admitted in the second moto, no excuses. I didn't have as much in the tank as I needed for those guys. And they were going faster. He looked worked after the first one. Yeah, Hurlings I mean. and Caroli were pulling away a little bit. Um, those two guys are pretty crafty. I wonder if they, you know, well, they did back at... Eli's lead, he won by 28 seconds, but mm-hmm. it was really, I think it was t- down to 11 or 12. Yeah, I think 14 is 15 was like pretty stable for a yep, while. Yeah, and then I think those guys, last few laps, maybe they saved themselves for the second moto. Yep. I don't know. Which kind of, Villo did the same thing, remember back at uh, yeah. the GP on like a Saturday in, in qualifier. Thailand, yeah. Really laid it down, and those guys yeah. were like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but then, you know, he got, Eli qualified like 12, finished 12th in the heat race. Yeah, I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Talking to the Cowie guys, they, they and Eli said this, they put the Southwick setup on for Sunday. Okay. I guess they didn't know it was going to be that sandy. Which, I mean, looking at the race on TV, which I wasn't there, I watched it on TV, um, the, the surface looked a lot like Southwick. It was sandy, but yeah. had a hard base yeah. underneath. Yeah. So I think that translates really, it's similar. I mean. So I guess I should have phrased the Truck Hero question a little bit better, but what surprised you the most? Eli's first moto or Hurling's second moto? That's tough. It's hard to be surprised by a hurling second moto after the yeah. ass whooping he put on everybody at Ironman. So, yeah. And knowing that he's the best stain rider in the world, arguably. So I would say I was really hoping for Eli to, to do what he did in the first moto, but that would have to be the, the biggest surprise of the day for yeah. me yeah. out of those guys. After turning around on, after Saturday. <laughs> right, because it was not looking good after Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was not. Um, so full credit for him right. uh, for getting the start. and. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the track? What do you think of the facility? I think it looked cool. I think the, the really cool that it was neutral ground. I like that yeah. part of it. Yeah, except you know? maybe for RJ Hampshire. I don't know how much he's written he there. He said but... he rode there one time. Oh, really? Years ago. Huh. But yeah, it, it, the course looked good. This, I mean, it was sandy. It was not like a you know a European sand track by any mm-hmm. means, but it was it was sandy and had good dirt and and it you know it rained obviously before, so Saturday was a bit muddy. But Sunday they really pulled it together and. I mean, the track looked cool. It had scenery. It had a nice little pond in the middle. It looked good on yeah. TV. I, I was thinking there was a gator in there. <laughs> it probably Florida. was. Yeah. Right? Probably was. Um, some bad news right out of the gate. Adamson Cirillo right. crashed, hurt his knee, pulled mm-hmm. out. Cooper Webb broke his thumb, pulled out. Rough day. Right? Joey didn't race. Joe, Joey was supposed to race? Then he's... Uh, yeah, I don't think he was ever really going to, to be honest with you. But, but then he said on did, Instagram he was going? They did a press release saying he was going to race, but... I mean, I, I talked to him a little earlier in the week, and I uh-huh. knew he 
tried to ride and it wasn't okay. really good, so he was going to try again. But so I always I w- wondered, like, okay, you can race Ironman because your foot is yeah. pr- apparently broken, some toes mm-hmm. and stuff. Why the hell would you ride the USGP? Monster, I think, would be the answer. Right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but if you're injured, that's you're injured. Th- right. That's not, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't dig into and it. And Justin Hill was not good. Status quo. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. Yeah. Um, I, he had a rough GP, US GP. Um, he's had a lot of rough outdoor races. So, Truck Hero question of the day. The biggest surprise for you was Tomac's first moto. If Yeah, if yeah. we're talking 450, yeah. the MXGP class. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Um, 250F, I mean, the MX2 class, like that Hunter Lawrence kid was a surprise yeah. to me. He was impressive. That's second moto charge. He's an Aussie. Uh, he's young. He tied his career best with second overall, but he told me that he got the, his better best moto finishes of the year. Yeah. Um, he was coming, man. Like RJ's like, I don't know if I had one more lap in me. And, but then Hunter Lawrence was like, I don't think I had one more lap in me either. <laughs> well, that's good. So, that's cool to see him land it all out there. Yeah. I think that was really, really an awesome race. Um, I, it's the end of the year, Charles, but you have to think. Going one one at your last race helps RJ Hampshire throughout the offseason. Sure, you know. Yeah, and I, I want to ask him that actually. It's, you know, this was, as you said, he hasn't won a professional motocross race yet. So, you know, winning an MXGP is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm kind of curious if this is like the monkey off of his back for yeah. getting his first professional win, or if it's so different that it doesn't yeah. translate. I, I don't know. Going back to MXGP, if Caroli doesn't fall, does he win? Hurlings is like, yeah, I was, I was stalking him. You I know. think so. I, I was, think he does. Yeah, I think he wins. And then we have an answer party for the wrapping up the title. <laughs> yeah, there would have been, I assume. The, the most upset person at at WW Ranch was Randy Valade from Answer because now he has to go to Holland. <laughs> true or false? I, uh, yes, I would say true would be the answer <laughs> to that. I said, bro, he no. He might par- or might not be more bummed than Tony. I said, no party. He's like, I know. I guess I got to go to Assen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Tony's probably pretty happy to wrap it up over back uh, closer to home rather than here in the mm-hmm. U.S. But so you think you think you think he wins? Caroli wins. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's in hell of a good shape. Yeah. Hurlings has said I have some problems with the heat, although you wouldn't have known it. But yeah. he said that in the past. And Tony's an an amazing rider. I think he wins too. Yeah, I think he yeah. putting Tony in that position. He has so much experience, yeah. and he's so yeah. there's so much on the line with the championship. I think he. Yeah. He holds it together. And it wasn't an easy pass to tra- uh, track to pass on. No. Nope. Uh, I saw, like, RJ trying to get around Covington in the first moto. I mean, he must have been going 40 to 60 feet wider in some of the turns. Yep. Trying to set Thomas up to get by, and you just you just couldn't. Like, you're sweeping in, out, you're trying to find a way. It looked hard to pass on a little bit. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, a little bit of the nature with sand tracks like that. They offer the ability to get creative and move around because mm-hmm. you're not locked into ruts a yeah. lot of times. But at the end of the day, the, the sand... It gets it's deep in one spot, yeah. and then there's you know a, a more packed down area where everybody goes. Yeah. So if you venture out of that packed down line, you know you're just going to be deep and spinning your wheels. So Paul Malin coming up here on the Pulp and Mech Show, uh, going to give away some 2018 Fly Racing Light Hydrogen gear. Uh, please give us a call. Uh, let us know what you think about the MXGP race. Paul Malin and RJ Hampshire coming up. Uh, we may as well just get to this right now. Rainy Yellow, what's up? I thought you were done calling. Yeah. I thought you were done calling. What happened? No, no, never. Never, unless I die, which is always a possibility. But uh, the stew thing's going to have to wait because I'm very, very concerned, and I'm here to offer my thumb to Cooper Webb. Well, thank you, Randy Yellow. I mean, I think that. I mean, yeah, no, I think that's that's really nice of you. How are you going to uh, be the janitor with no thumb? You know, being a superhero that I am, I'll find a way. Okay. Well, fantastic. I like to hear that. Yeah. 
That's great. But I'm concerned, man. His first, you know, they talked to all Webb on the 18. You know, we're all waiting for good things. And this has got to be a huge blow to him. The first race on the brand-new bike, and he wads it up. I mean, I I just think, Charles, that this continues his year. Like, this, maybe this has just signified the ending of his year, the way it is. Yeah, I think kind of like we talked with Justin Hill, just status quo. Yeah. Nothing different happened at the GP versus the rest of the race. Yeah, no. I've been... I've been hearing things about Webb, you know, sort of off the track stuff. He's been he's been a little bit of a personal stuff going on, and, and people, you know, leaving his camp. And I I, I just really? I think he just needs a mental reset on on the year. You know what I mean? I yeah. I don't know. But he would think there's time for him to heal to to at least give it one last you know little bit at the Monster Cup. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think. Not with a fractured thumb. We're, yeah. we're what, a month out? Yeah, I would think. We don't, we don't see him until. Yeah. Is he committed to that Aussie race? I think yeah. he was, right? Yeah, he is, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it, – look, he wouldn't – Cooper Webb, he's only – I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know him very well. But if what's going on, kind of what I hear, he would only be the 700th young motocrosser to get a lot of money and maybe lose some focus, you know? Uh, really? in his career. So he's got to get back to, you know, whatever he did Six, in 250 man. class. So what's that? Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So thanks for any yellow. Thank you, buddy. Well, one quick question about goggles then, since we have someone in X- there. Uh, well, yeah, X-Brand goggles. We're happy to answer anything you need. Absolutely. Since, uh, you know, you got the Scott prospect, bigger lens, you got the air brake, bigger lens. When is the hundred percent going to step up and get a little bigger lens? Uh, there's some, some new stuff coming out in November that uh, can't let too much out of the bag, but well, keep an eye out. X-Brand coming out in October. <laughs> so There we go. There we go. So um, the, stew, the stew thing will come next week because I, I was a little concerned for Cooper, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the knife away from my thumb. Well, good God. We can't wait. Thanks, thanks Randy Yellow. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. Thank you. But uh, speaking about goggles, though, Charles, yeah, I think the, the, the prospect and the air brake, that is the way goggles are going to go. Right. That and I think I think X brand, I think hundred percent. Anybody else, you know, I think Dragon's got one, but it hasn't really caught on. I don't know if it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's a, it's a little different. It's like a frameless design. Yeah. It's more of like a snowboard goggle. Yeah, yeah. But the kind with uh, the kind where the lens is thicker, locks mm-hmm. in place. Yeah, the air brake is, is yep. you know, full transparency. I work for one hundred percent, so I can't talk too much negatively or positive about it. But the air brake's a great great product. I yeah. mean they've yeah. that I, prospect too. Yeah, the, the air brake has the injection molded polycarbonate yeah. lens, which the, the Prospect has a traditional like yeah, sand tr- style, yeah. but it does have the locking mechanism to, to easily put it in and yeah. out. Uh, yeah, I say I, easily in air quotes. Uh, yeah, I, I think the locked in lenses is the way right. we're going. Yeah, I think just the, the ease of not having to pop it into the little mm-hmm. track, which you've done hundreds if not thousands of those over your, your time. Well, I just think that, uh, especially when it comes to the higher levels of professional racing where millions of dollars are at stake, and a right. $20 goggle, you know, lens could cost you a, a championship race, yeah. you know. And so I think all the companies are going to start looking at that air brake, start Definitely. looking at that, start looking at that prospect, and go to that kind of uh, lens design. So we'll see. Um, 702-586-757. Paul Malin coming up. Let's let's get Paul on the phone now. He's in uh, he's in Florida still. He's not going home, I think, for till later this week. And they go right to Aston this week, which is a sand kind of sand supercross man made thing. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. It's like inside the oval right of the of the road race course. Yeah, I watched it last year. It was I just happened to you know click on it, not knowing what you know what that course is all about. And I got and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a <laughs> yeah. completely man made sand track at a speedway. I always, it looks uh, like I said, hey, Aston looks pretty good for a man-made track, mm-hmm. 
why can't we make man-made tracks in America that are any good? Like, let's face it, Salt Lake City was not good, mm -hmm. you know? Like Elsinore, not good. Mm -hmm. The National, you know? So why can't we do tracks like that? I don't know exactly what we're missing. I think Charlotte was kind of the closest effort to that, but it just it didn't turn out anything like, like the Aston course, that's for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Michelin Starcross 5, if you want to get a sand tire to go ride Aston. Mm -hmm. Get the soft tire from Michelin Starcross 5. They offer excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. Uh, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Do you have a set of these? You need to get a set of these. I do not. Are you a Dunlop guy, or what are you? Uh, I don't know. Are you any legally bound to any tire guys? I have no contractual obligations to a tire company. We need to get you some Michelins to try them out. The Transworld Industry Cup's coming up this uh, Friday, actually. If you had some Starcross 5s, you might perform there. Okay. You never know. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5, thanks to those guys as well. Uh, real cool promotion. It's over now, but a bunch of guys are going to get to spend time at Pastrana Land, courtesy of the folks at Michelin, and uh, so we thank them uh, for coming on the show. Also, too, uh, uh, Vortex Racing, the same sprockets that Cooper Webb, Chad Reed used, uh, sprockets and bars that uh, the Babbitts Kawasaki uses to dominate arena cross. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal. The V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition, Charles. Tell me more. Yeah, absolutely, right? Holds up great. Um, and uh, thanks to the folks at Vortex. And uh, they've got a whole line of, uh, they got chains as well, EK chains. They distribute that, as, of course, to the Vor folks at Vortex are a big part of our show. And uh, they are pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the evening. This man's a, a GP winner, a former factory rider. And if you're a fan of the MXGP series, uh, you hear his voice in the booth uh, commentating each and every single race. Uh, he's Paul Malin. Paul, what's up, man? How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining the show. I appreciate it that you didn't fly out today. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, um, we might not be flying out if this hurricane hits, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah, that's true, right? It's coming up through, through Florida. Yeah, I was just talking to the uh, the guys and girls down on the uh, front desk, and they were saying apparently it's going to be a bit of a direct hit here at uh, oh boy. Jacksonville, but um, maybe not until the weekend or thereabouts. Uh, okay. The weather can always change, but yeah, we're flying out Wednesday evening. So. Oh, awesome. Um, all right, so let's let's get talking about this race. Um, first of all, brand new track, facility, everything else. You've been to all these races. You've been to all the USGPs. What would you think of the WW Ranch? You know, as a facility, I actually thought it was quite, um, quite a good one. You know, it had everything in terms of... Um, uh, the logistics side of things, you know, the the space was good, parking was good. Uh, I think the organization was fantastic for a first one. And also, let's not forget, um, very last minute, uh, really. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, Junior down there and everybody, all of his team um, and everyone behind the scenes, I think they'll be, you know, feeling pretty pleased with themselves and, uh, and proud with what they achieved. Um, because it's not easy to stage a race of that magnitude and... Um, you know, and I think they did a really, really good job. The, the track looked good. It held up under the weather that we had over sort of Friday, mm -hmm. Saturday morning. And um, and I think, you know, if if, if all's well, I'm, I'm sure we'll be back here again next year. But, you know, you're always going to have the purists that are going to say, um, why no hills or why this yep. or why that. But, you know, motocross is a sport that's evolving as well. So, um you know, I think I think the first time, I think they did a great job. Uh, yeah, I read an interview with Stefan Everts, and um, I'm not a fan of the Mad Main courses either. Uh, you know, I'm more of a traditional guy. I like that. But, man, um, you know, this is sandy. This is rough. There is a couple of hills. Um, maybe they overdid it on the jumps, in my opinion, a little bit. But I, this track was, uh, you know, this was a, 
a good track. I I, I, find, I found it hard to find much fault with with the track and the way the layout was, uh, outside of a few bigger jumps that maybe maybe you don't need on a motocross track. But you know, other than that, man, it's challenging. So yeah, it was. And and here's the thing, you know, when we you know listen to people, you know, from sort of different generations over the years and today's generation. Um, you can look at circuits and say, yes, you know, the Majoras, uh, the Carlsbads, the Glen Helens, mm-hmm. the Unadillas, all these kind of circuits, you know. Um, they've all had their place. Um, some still have their place. And, um, you know, we still do go to uh, inverted commas old school circuits, you yep. know, traditional circuits um, when we're, you know, the other side of the Atlantic. Of course we do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when people say, oh, the track is flat, it's sand, no one ever complains about Lommel. You know, they look right. at Lommel as a, a flat piece of waste <laughs> ground, and it gets, you know, bumpy as. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a very, very challenging track. You know, I thought this track was very much like Kegum's, where we had the Nations in 2014. Uh, a firm, yeah. sandy base. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was always going to get rough. Now, you know, the one thing that stood out from listening to the, the interviews, the post-race interviews that I got to hear in the live broadcast was you know, how the likes of Eli and um, uh, RJ Hampshire, for instance, you know, sort of said, you know, man, the track was brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was just with MX2 and MXGP, you know, with uh, riders. So just four motos. When we're in Europe, you know what it's like when we have a a whole stack program with, you know, 125, 250, European, um, you know, maybe women or whatever else. There's seven motos on a race day. And so the track, you know, gets even more gnarly again. So, um but, you know, I think it was it was a good balance. Obviously, it was choppy, and it was hot. It was humid. So, um, you know, different riders faded and, and felt it in different ways, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in my in my talking to the riders and the, the team personnel that I know that do the MXGP series, Paul, I feel like everybody I talk to, and I mean every, I can't think of anybody that everybody is excited to come to America to race a USGP. Um, again, it's a flyway race for you guys, so it's, you know, it's a pain in the ass to get to. But I feel like you guys, as a as an organization, as a series, really like coming to the to a USGP. Do you agree? Yeah, I think they do. Um, you know, and it's it's that whole thing of um, going out of their comfort zone, I guess, mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, um, so much is made of um, what you guys have over here in terms of series. You know, and mostly it's Supercross that you guys concentrate on in the US, uh, and then of course it's followed up with a, a motocross series. Um, and obviously, when we do the world championship, yes, it's a motocross world championship. So to come over here and, and ride with the likes of Eli, it would have been nice if Marvin was there and, and Jason Anderson and uh, and Coops had he not got hurt. And, you know, uh, and there are a lot of other guys out there that um, would have been, you know, Blake Baggett, for instance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there would have been a whole bunch of guys in there. Uh, maybe we'll see them next year. I don't know. But um, it is just that thing of, you know, you see it all the time on social media where people are just kind of, well, this series is better than that, this yeah. guy is better than that guy yeah. and everything else. And, you know, it's been like the last couple of weeks when Jeffrey went out to <laughs> Indiana and, yeah. man, he caused a bit of a stir, didn't he? Oh, I know. Um, and, you know, but the the reality is, you know, what Jeffrey did in uh, Indiana, um, yeah, he did it. it. He turned up and he was fastest in time training. He, he won both motos, okay, arguably helped by the fact that Marvin fell in the second moto, but... On paper, it will show that this is what he did. Yeah. Um, we know that Eli was probably riding a bit defensive and protecting a title. And, you know, one result like that 
doesn't make a championship. And um, but what he did do was back it up here this weekend. Again, mm-hmm. Tony made a mistake, but would he have beat him in the in the closing couple of laps? Who knows? We'll yeah. never know. Yeah. Um, but Jeffrey's on a good run at the moment and is showing his his pedigree and uh, and it's there for all to see. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was one year ago that Tomac swept all four motos and Jeffrey won these. T- Can we just stop with all the bickering and arguing? Uh, good God! Uh, I read on Vital MX today. Uh, my brother sent me a note and. Um, Said, uh, oh, they're they're trashing my race report because I said he like Tomac got out to about a seventh place uh, lap one of Moto Two because the first time I saw him he was about sixth or seventh and yeah. you know I didn't see the start from the pit lane and and immediately it's oh I'm biased towards Americans and I don't want it to, I good you can't write anything like shut up everybody like everybody's these guys are world class Hurlings is great Caroli's great Tomac is great Muscan is great they all on their day can win. Yeah, they're all great riders, you know, and and that is one thing that is, you know, always going to be clear. There's no doubt about it. Um, On any given day, you know, either any of those guys can shine. Um, Mm -hmm. But i tell you what was interesting, and I'm just looking at the results here from, uh, you know, race one and race two in MXGP. Um, MXGP race one, Eli Tomac set the fastest lap, which is a Mm 203.3 and a couple of hundreds. And in uh, race two, it was um, Tony Cairoli at 2.037. So it was only about four-tenths slower yeah. when that fastest lap was made on a track that was probably a little bit more physically de- demanding in terms of For heat sure. and, and whatever else, and bumps and, and stuff. But, you know, I thought all three guys um, that made the podium in MXGP particularly rode mm-hmm. very, very well. Um, and in MX2, I thought RJ did a, did a magnificent job, you know, because on Saturday he, he was... You know, it looked like he was down and out, yeah. problems, a couple of mistakes, uh-huh. outside gate, and, and whatever for the main race. But yeah. man, did he pull it out? He pulled it out of the bag, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Charles, you got a question? Oh, yeah. Hey, Paul, this is Charles Gosselow. Um Hi. Hey, Steve and I were kind of you know bench racing earlier, trying to you know, decide who, if we thought Caroli had that second moto pre pre crash, if you think, um, you know, both of us kind of agree that we thought Caroli would would hold off. Um, hurlings in that second moto before he crashed. Do you feel the same way, or do you have a different perspective, being that you've seen all the, the yeah. MXGPs this year? What do you, yeah. What do you think happens, Paul? <clears throat> you know, I think uh, I think Tony did a very smart race this weekend because uh, in the first race, when he lost a toe, he just he he was the first guy to throw in the towel and say, "Okay, you you guys get on with it. Eli, you carry on chasing down the wind. Jeffrey, you carry on chasing down Eli." Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a bigger thing at stake here. It's going to be Moto2. It's going to be hot, brutal, gnarly, whatever. It's going to be a survival of the fittest. And, um, but surprisingly, Tony didn't make the great start that he's been making. He made 13 hole shots before he got to the U.S. Yeah. Um, he finally got his 14th in Moto2. And I'd already said before the weekend that if he gets a good start, for sure he's going to run with it. And it's going to be down to everybody else to play catch-up. And uh-huh. that's exactly what he did. Um, and Jeffrey you know, made a good start as well. Um, and it was down to those two. I guess the, the, the big surprise I was uh, that I had, um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that surprised me in the second race was that Eli got there in third and wasn't able to, you know, no. capitalize on that and chase those guys down. But he did say after the race, you know, they pushed a real good pace and, and the track got him a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, those two got on with it. And it was, there was a lot at stake, actually. Tony, he needed to beat Jeffrey to be crown world champion. And if he didn't beat him, then we're in the situation where we are now, which is we're going to Assen. It's 96 points. Um, you know, if it had tied on points, if they'd have gone 2-3-3-2 three, three, as yep. they, 
you know. Almost did, yeah. Yeah, as they almost did, could have done. Then it would have been tied at 101. Tony Cairoli would have been champion. So with that in mind, he takes a whole shot, and he's got no other choice but to push and push and push and hopefully wear wear Jeffrey down. Mm -hmm. In the end, it was a mistake that cost him was that because of the pressure from jeffrey you know psychologically um it was just a simple little tip over and um i mean you'll see it on our behind the gate uh 26 minute magazine that we've uh, just voiced over today uh that'll be online tomorrow um tony was wearing a gopro and it was just a simple little tip over in that mm-hmm. um second third corner sorry um Jeffrey seems to think that he would have passed him, didn't yep. want to, you know, blow his cards too early and that kind of thing and allow Tony back. Um, but it's one of those things we'll never know. But both riders were on top of their game in that race when they had to be. Yeah. You know, Jeffrey knew he had to beat Tony. Tony knew he had to beat Jeff. Um, and it worked in Jeff's favor in the end. And, you know, it's still game on. Two things about the uh, further back in the field, Paul. And by the way, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for the great Paul Malin, please please give us a call. I'm brought to you by Vortex Racing. couple things, uh, Paul. First of all, Goche Paulin is lucky to be alive after his crashes. You're not kidding. And two is Kevin Stribos in that second moto was very good. It was maybe his best race in a while. Uh, what Thoughts on both of those guys? Yeah. Um, Goche, first of all. I mean, how many times have we seen guys get that high off a jump and, you know, winding down on the windows and, you know, looking to get the feet on the ground? Uh, I've watched it again a couple of times today, and it looked like the bike may have just um, cushioned his fall, but the aftermath of that was pretty violent. You know, the way that he was tossed down the you know, the downside mm-hmm. like a rag doll um, <laughs> was ugly. And the fact that he got up, you know the coolest thing about that? He the next shot showed him pulling into pit lane, his handlebars wrapped around the back mud guard. Yeah. Taking a sip of drink and going, you know, I need to go out. Um Yeah. And um, you know, he just he, he just wanted to get a point. You know, I need to get a point. You mm-hmm. know, and that was it. And he scored a point and that's a lesson out there. It's similar to Roman Fevre when he crashed in uh, Majora in twenty fifteen on the um you know, the corner yeah. jump up around by the 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 building on the top there. Yeah, he nailed yeah. the the banking the bike the handlebars were ninety degrees down and he picked up the bike and came home for the win in yeah. the overall Grand Prix victory. So um, it's not always over until it's over. But yeah, he was very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as and Stribos, uh, yeah, yeah, go on. And as for Stribos, um, yeah, he's, he's just had a disappointing season. Um, you know, just niggling injuries. You know. Uh, He's in his 30s, I think, and he's just basically one of the oldest guys, one of the veterans out there now, and um, going to be without a ride for next year. But I think that performance certainly showed that in those kind of conditions, I mean, I read one of his um, you know, posts on his Instagram or maybe on his Twitter feed today that um, he's shown that he's still got it. Mm-hmm. You know, Even though the yeah. pace of the front guys was pretty tough, he was still there. He still hung in there. What was he, fifth or sixth in the yeah. final race? Fifth, I think. Yeah, fifth. And so he um, he's shown that even with those tough conditions, you know, he is still a guy that, you know, can run up front. And I think a team that uh, could pick him up would benefit from that because he's got uh, mm-hmm. he's a great tester of the motorcycle. He's um, he's still hungry for it. And um, and I think he was he's going to be a very, very good asset to a team. And um, you put him in that. He also came from the back. He stalled the bike. Well, there was an issue with the bike on the line in the first race. Okay, yeah. And he was uh, half of the start straight behind everybody when he got going. And he fought back through to 13th. So he had two difficult motos, you know, one coming through the field and then on a track that people said you couldn't pass on, mm-hmm. um, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. 
Um, but then, um, yeah, that second ride, I, th- I thought was, you know, I thought it was a brilliant ride for him. Speaking uh, of the I bike, think, um, he's obviously looking for a ride for next year. So yeah, see what happens. Was that Strybos's first race on the 18? No, no, they've been, they've been on the 18 all year. Quite a while. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, they've been on the 18 for a while. Yeah, and when they got it at the beginning of the season, it was basically you know very very new. They'd only ridden it. Um, I think we did the presentation in Belgium at the workshop um, on the Friday. They raced it at a preseason race uh, international at Hawkstone Park on the Sunday, um, and they were still very much you know uh, testing it in its infancy. Yeah, it was right. you know not a lot of parts and, and whatever else. So they've been building that up as the year's gone on and. Um, you know, it looks like a very good motorcycle. Um, Paul, what was the general um, feeling? You know these riders and the teams and everybody in the paddock. After you show up after Hurlings wins Indiana, and I asked Strybos and Paul in this, and, and I don't know their relationship with Hurlings. You know, some guys, Hurlings can be, um, you know, um, either liked by some or not liked by some in the paddock, you know, over the years. Uh, so I don't know what Strybos and Paul in's relationship with them, but I wanted to know, does Hurling showing up at Indiana and sweeping, like, is that cool for you guys that race this series? And, I mean, I know they're fast, and Charles knows they're fast, but a lot of American fans, they don't know this series. You know, it's it's a lot of people that don't follow it very much. Um, I said, does it make you happy to, you know, to see, even though it's, you may not like Hurlings, or you may like them, I don't know, does it make you happy to see an MXGP rider sweep? And both guys told me, yeah, yeah, that they were happy. They were proud for their series, that, that Hurlings went and won. And, that, you know, it really opened every, maybe it opened other people's eyes to, to how fast these guys are. Now, all of us know they are, but a lot of American fans, I think, uh, saw that. Did you get a sense of that, Paul, in, in the paddock? You know what, I think if you ask any of the riders that he's riding with on a regular basis, um, you know, are you happy that Je- uh, Jeffrey just whooped your backside and went 1-1? They'll probably say no, but the fact that he went to the U.S. and did it um, in the manner that he did, uh, short notice, not his bike, mm-hmm. um, brand new track, never been there before and all the rest of it. Um, I think when they say, yes, you know, we're happy with what he did, I think that's more a case of, you know, as a neutral, when you can sit on the fence and listen to, you know, both sides of the Atlantic saying we're better than you, you're yeah. better than us, and, and whatever else, I think all it did was um, put MXGP on the map. It definitely put Jeffrey Hurlings on the map, you know, um, yeah. because had he have, you know, got his ass kicked, if you like, he would have basically, you know, he would have been turning up in Jacksonville with a tail between his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and MXGP, you know, riders would have been sort of mocked or, or whatever the series would have been mocked. But what he's done is, you know, it's been a great advert for the World Championship, the the level of competition, the speed of Jeffrey Hurlings and the rest of the guys, you know. Um, and I think, you know, when they say, yeah, this is, um, this is good mm-hmm. because of this reason, you know, I think that's all it is. Um, um, but you know, you know how it is. Like I say, it's um, on any given day. You mentioned it before. Yeah. Any one of um, maybe a handful of guys, a dozen guys, can go and put in that performance and, and win something. I mean, look at look at RJ Hampshire. You know, yeah. everybody um, on the MX2 side of things would probably think, unless maybe Thomas Covington, for instance, he probably thought, you know, I've got this thing licked. Didn't account for. Um, RJ, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know he was the surprise package there. So 
I haven't seen you know too many posts today, but um, I'm, I'm assuming that there's a lot of guys there having the bragging rights, going, yeah, you know, this guy came and whooped all the MX2 guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's yeah. it, it, it's working in the in the opposite direction as well. But what mm-hmm. what it does do is set it up. I think next year is um, you know if we come back here, I'm assuming we'll go back there next year. Um, there's almost like unfinished business from you know both classes. You know, right. um, the 450 guys will want their you know their revenge and. The MX2 guys from MXGP will want their revenge and, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, want to sort of seal the deal in that respect. So, yeah, and we're all winners for that, you know, so. Um, but I did, you know, we, we spoke about the MXGP class. I did think Thomas Covington rode really well. Um, but the surprise deal there for me, uh, apart from RJ, was Hunter Lawrence, you know, just turned yeah. 18, two solid rides, uh, his second podium of the year. And, um, again, he's definitely put himself in the shop window. Um and he's a young kid. He's got a very, very bright future. Uh, speaking of uh, Thomas Covington, Houston, uh, welcome to the show. You wanted to talk about uh, TC64? Yeah, TC, he was, uh, he's been a fast kid since forever. Uh, I met him at, when he was like eight years old at, uh, shoot, the, he was the Spring Nationals down in Texas. Mm-hmm. That, kid, that kid hates losing. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. He, he would come in from, he would take second. And he was like, he was throwing stuff. He was pissed. <laughs> I can, I can, <laughs> I can tell you, he does not like to lose. That kid's been fast forever. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think Covington deserves a lot of credit. In a day and age of American Supercross stars and everything else, he said, "You know what? I'm not that good at Supercross." Um, you know, he, he comes from a, you know, his dad's a high up at monster energy. He could have put together his own program and gone the American supercross route and motocross, you know, fairly well backed for a privateer. And instead he took the hard route of going to Europe and struggling and fighting. And now I think the kid deserves a lot of credit for, for, for doing that, man. I think that's awesome. So, yeah, he does. you know. Yeah, and I yep. actually um, I actually interviewed him uh, for MXGP magazine last year. He was mm-hmm. kind of uh, our rider of the month in that particular issue, and um, he alluded to the fact that when he was at Kawasaki, there was a deal there, you know, to ride Supercross and everything else. And I think it was 2012 or 2013, he went and rode a, a European 250 championship round in England at Matterley Basin, where the um, Monster Energy Motocross of Nations is going to be in a few weeks' time, and. Um, Pre-season the following year, he got a ride as a, as a wild card. I think he did the first three rounds of the MX2 World Championship. Mm-hmm. And then it was put to him, you know, do you want to go back to the U.S. and do this? Or yeah. do you want to stay in Europe? And he just said, you know what, I'll just roll my sleeves yeah. up and, and get stuck in. And as you said, you know, a lot of credit there because it's not easy leaving everything that's comfortable as a kid, yep. leaving your parents, um, leaving a, an English-speaking country to go and live uh, in Holland or in Belgium, wherever he was, with a team that was mostly French, and you know, it's kind of yeah. the average person would have just gone, nah, couple no. weeks of this, just <laughs> yeah. fold it in, and just for sure, right? Still available, sir. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's done a really really good job, and I think he's in a great team there with Jackie Martins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his his talent and his speed and everything is really starting to shine through now. Uh, thanks, Houston. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. No thank you. Next call from all the way from Brazil, Icaro. Is that how you say it, Icaro? Icaro. Icaro, how are you? Thanks for calling. Uh, what's your question for Paul? Hey, Paul. Uh, first of all, i got to say you do an awesome job as, as the announcer uh, because, uh, I mean, doing announcing and analysis uh, should be pretty difficult. But I have a question. How, how long do you stay announcing on a European GP? Because you, you probably do the European 
championship too. So for how long do you stay how on Sunday announcing? How long are you trapped in that trailer for Paul? That's the question. <laughs> in the yeah. in the broom cupboard. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, first of all, for um, you know the compliment. Um, yeah, it's not a it's not an easy job. Um, when we do, as you saw this weekend, just four motos, MX2, MXGP, they're one-hour broadcast. So two hours on, an hour off, and then the, the final two motos. When we have a European Championship um, schedule, we will normally start around 8.30 in the morning with the, the first race. It could be a 150 race. That program will generally be around about 30, 40 minutes. Um, then we could have a couple more races, 125 and 250 Europeans, before the main races. So on a, on a busy day, it's going to be seven races, almost seven hours live. And then um, <laughs> seven hours, finish, almost seven hours. Yeah, four with the, the with the World Championship uh, races. Oh, good um, God! <laughs> and then we have the news highlights to do, which is done in one take um, between six and seven when the, the final edit is ready and that's the news highlights that you see online um, mm-hmm. shortly after the race you know, here's, here's what happened at the, the, the latest round kind of thing um, and then I will stay at the track and do my updates for the following GP but then around about two or three o'clock in the morning I'll be back at the circuit um, voicing over the, the 26 minute behind the gate um, video go, magazine. You go back? And, uh, yeah, I go back. Um, or if I'm if I'm really busy as the season goes on, it, I'm, I'm at the track longer and longer and longer. So oh, invariably, um, yeah, I might be the, to, you know me and the, the rest of the TV crew, uh, producers and uh, camera guys, editors, that kind of thing, will be at the track till three or four in the morning on a Monday. Um, <laughs> You're the hardest working man in in show business, like James yeah, Brown. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I had I had, an, I had a night off last night. That was great. Oh. Uh, we finished finished the news between around about six ish. Um, packed up my stuff, came here, and we did the voiceover at 10 o'clock this morning because a lot of the equipment has gone back to uh, yeah. Europe. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a busy schedule. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you for the Thank call. You. Thanks. Hey, uh, one more question. Is it possible? Sure. Quickly. Uh, uh, does your stream uh, help the teams on overseas races? I mean, in any kind of help? You stream? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they help with... Um, with the whole package in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the transportation of the crates and everything else logistically and, and, and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, otherwise it would be uh, very difficult to get everybody over here. Thanks for the call, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Uh, how did our buddy JT do in the booth? Now, Paul, you and I have worked some Bercy Supercrosses yeah. here, so, you know, keep in mind, you worked with me also, but how did our buddy JT do? Uh, you know what? I thought he did okay. Um I mean, this was all set up, with, you know, I wouldn't say without my prior knowledge or anything else, but uh-huh. they just said, oh, you know, JT is going to be in the booth with you. Um, do you have a problem with that? Said, no. Yep. You know, met him a couple of times, spoke to him a couple of times, whatever, and um, and that was it. And then we touched base on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, you know, just from my side, I just wanted to know, you know, what he'd done before from that side of things, you know. And he said, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he, you know, he'd done a bit and that kind of thing. So, um, and talking to some people in the media center afterwards, you know, they were also very complimentary because it's difficult to, you know, I can, I can gauge it when I'm sat there and think, you know, I think he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. thought Mike did a great job as well. But then to get it from somebody else in the media center, I thought, oh, you know, we were watching here online and, um, you know, you two came across really, really well. So yep. um, I think it was, I think it was good all around. What I about me? He was very balanced. What about me at Bercy? How am I? 
you know what? You do a fantastic job, Steve. That's much um, better than okay. Yes, much better. Yeah, yeah. JT got okay. I got mu- I got fantastic <laughs> job out of Malin. Yeah. Do you? But, um, but no, are you actually going to be at the Paris Supercross again this year? Or? I will be. Yeah, I will be. Um, New venue. Do you? Yeah, I can't wait. Do you get tired of me bringing up ninety four MXDN when you toppled oh. Team USA? You know what? I love it. Okay, good. Because I, 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 I'm telling you, I told you that before. I would, I would have that on a business card. I would give it out to everybody. Yes, I was on Team Great Britain when we beat USA, ending hey, their 14-year streak. Are you telling me you're actually going to make me some business cards? I, I will, because, man, that is a hell of an accomplishment. I would be so pumped if I was you. Um, all right, let's last call for you from Zach. Uh, Zach, what's your question for Paul Malin? Uh, I was wondering if there was ever a chance for him to announce Monster Cup if he would take it. You know what? Um, it's not something I've thought about. Um, if I guess you know, if, if somebody wanted me to do it, there's nothing in my, um, you know, there's nothing in my contract that says I can't do it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm contracted to MXGP and you know the the Motocross World Championship. So um, since the series will be finished by then, um, I could. But you know, that depends on the guys who are running it there because. You know the way I see it. You already have a great team over there with uh, with Ralph and Jeff, and um, you know on the on the indoor side of things. So um, you know, I yeah. guess that would be up for debate and and whatever else. It's having an Australian or a British person in the booth always sounds smarter. They always sound smart with their accents. You know what I mean, Charles? Yeah, absolutely. You're always like, wow, this guy's a real authority. I think GL even brings that right. a little bit. Yeah, GL brings it too. Yeah, where you're like, wow, look at Langston's. Langston, there's a good, there's an eighty percent chance that Langston's hammered uh, in the booth on on a Saturday calling the nationals. But he <laughs> he sounds like he's holding it together. It's Langston, fantastic. He's at the track till three or four in the morning too. In a different capacity. <laughs> he's not quite working like Paul, but he's also there at three in the morning. <laughs> uh, thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you, Zach. Uh, uh, yeah. By the way, Paul, before we let you go. Yeah. This is my annual plea to whoever's in charge at Ustream. Uh, you are phenomenal. We just you just told us how you're there for seven hours plus voiceover. Like, there's so much money. There's so many dudes running around in purple Ustream shirts. Can they get you a partner? For the love of God, can they get you a partner? You got to be the you got to be the play by play and the color for an EMX 125 race. I mean, come on. Come on! You've got their email address, Steve. I mean, you can you can go you can you can I tell you what you can be my agent. You can negotiate it for they me. They don't and, speak and, with and, Steve. And, you know. They don't really like me. I did meet David Luongo. I didn't know it was him, but uh, he did not look pleased to meet me. Um, Adam Wheeler introduced us. He did not look happy to meet me. Um, what have you done? Who knows? Uh, probably, the motoc- probably the motocross the nation stuff that I was talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I cannot believe I don't have a like. You should be the analyst. You won GPs. You've, you 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 toppled Team USA. You were a phenomenal rider in your day. Um, you should be the analyst, and they should have a guy like Wygant or you know or Ralph calling the action, and then you offer the analysis. And that's how I can't believe you do both. You're a hero. I, I don't know. I just I can't believe it. They need to, you know. I I, I tell you this every time. It's just amazing, though. No, no. It, it, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't really think about it. You know, I've been doing it since. Yeah. Actually, it's my tenth year at Ustream. Um, I started in 2008. I did. Uh, the opportunity came up when um, it was Kenny K that left the the original guy that was uh-huh. doing it for a while, and I did. Uh, the opportunity came up to 
do one motocross Grand Prix, which was in Czech Republic, the Locket, in 2008. But I also had to do five World Supermoto rounds. Oh, yeah. And I just thought, you know what? That's an opportunity for me there. I right. knew some of the guys that were riding World Championship Supermoto. And, um, and I thought, if I can get everybody's names dialed by the end of uh, the practice and qualifying sessions on Saturday uh, and going to the race and knowing everybody you know, by sight, by um, mm-hmm. the riding gear and, and everything else, um, and if I can do a good job there, then I know I can do the same at, um, in Lockett. So um, that's kind of how it that's how it's kind of played out, really. And then yeah. the following year, I got all the motocross and all the supermoto stuff, and I've <laughs> you know, been there ever since. So it's just kind of, and obviously the supermoto now, I uh, you know they they yeah. stopped the live, yeah, I did yeah. the voiceovers, but I don't, I'm not involved in that anymore. But just the the world championship motocross series. You got to get like. Honestly, I do this this janky four and a half hour pulp show, and I have a co-host every show. I would, if I'm not if I don't have someone here to bounce ideas and talk to, I'm mm. not I'm not doing a show. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to just talk and talk and talk and talk. And that is exactly what you do, Malin. It's impressive. Did, it really did I tell is. You that I plan the studio show as well. You know, for the Saturday and arrange the guests. And, yeah. yeah, and all of that. <laughs> did you watch that? Did you watch that yet? By the way, the no. studio show. We had Jeffrey Hurlings. We had Eli Tomac, and we should have had um, Cooper Webb. Uh-huh. Um, but we were 10 minutes from going live on Saturday morning, and then the next thing was, um, yeah, we're almost ready to go. And I spoke to Davey Coombs, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, oh, we'll be doing the studio show from here on the on the Skybox. Yeah. Um, and I said, yeah, you know, Jeffrey and Eli and, and Coop. And he went, how is Coop? Because they just carted him off. It is in right. the uh, Alpine Stars medical unit. I went, sorry? Well, you're like, what? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I went, okay. So then the next thing was, you know, trying to line up another guest. And in the end, we got Jim Perry on, um, you know, because we'd already got, you know, clips organized sure, for yeah, that yeah. segment of the show. So it was kind of, yeah, you know, we needed to get new graphics and, and that kind of thing last minute. But um, right. I think we pulled it off just about. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an amazing job you do. You got to get a partner. I, I, next time I see Giuseppe or David, I, I got to talk to him. I got I to gotta get you help in this booth because you're going to go nuts. You're going to go crazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll just walk in behind you like a like yeah. a little lost puppy, but like okay, you, you know. Just, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, also, too, uh, joining the show right now, RJ Hampshire. What's up, RJ? How are you? Doing good, man. How about you guys? We're good. We're just talking to Paul Malin. He called your name quite a bit on the on the weekend. So, um, Paul, what did you know about RJ beforehand? Uh, you know, you follow our series, but uh, were you surprised to see the one one ride? Um, you know what? It's the first time I've seen him um, ride, you know, live, as it were. And, um, you know, first of all, congratulations, RJ. I think it was a, a phenomenal performance. Um, as for, you know, sort of knowing about him, I just know that he's had a tough, you know, mm-hmm. tough season and, and that kind of thing. And um, and I just think, you know, what he, what he did at the weekend was just um, phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Paul, what about RJ's line in the second moto on the, on the going far outside? <laughs> I saw that video, and actually I was, um, um, was going to ask how much of that was kind of uh, a blessing in disguise because when you're in a qualifying race and you, you know, you're running sort of fourth or fifth and then you fall back to eighth and then your bike stops uh-huh. and then you are forced to have that gate pick, if you would have finished fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth, wherever, you know, wherever you would have finished, would you have been looking more towards the the middle and left where the other guys were, were starting from? And, and so, you know, did you feel that that was a blessing in disguise? You had no other option. Yeah, that was my only option. I feel like, um, I mean, I had that confidence that I could pull it from out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like if you go by, you know, the box, it's kind of, you're playing it safe, so it's like even if you do, you could get it, but even if you don't, you're still going to be out around the top ten. 
out there is either I was pulling it or I was coming out <laughs> close to the back. So, no, and actually in the in the qualifying race, I mean, we struggled with bike problems all day. So it really wasn't I, like I kind of faded back. I was, take, I was taking it easy, but not meaning for that. Like I was trying to get the best gate pick I could. So then uh, whenever we rolled down 38th or whatever it was, yeah. Um, I made that mistake first, but I don't know how in the deep stuff, and uh, then I seen Alex was like three bike lengths ahead of me that first photo. So uh, yeah, we made that. I kind of made that decision earlier um, before we even went down for that second photo, and yeah. I was just hoping, hoping no one took it. And then uh, yeah, I got lucky enough to I grabbed that gate. It's uh, it's interesting, Paul. Do, do does that happen at other GPS where there's a little bit of grass or hard pack for guys to get up on? Because th- we had a few national tracks that were like that, and after a couple of years, the the promoters and the track crew are like, "Oh no, we're going, we're disking this thing all the way to the edge." But are there other races like that, Paul, where you see guys, you know, kind of use their brain and get a really good advantage? Actually, this year, um, Conrad Muse, who is um, Thomas Covington's teammate yep. at Rockstar Energy Hasfana, he did a similar thing in Lockett in the Czech Republic. Uh, he went to gate one, and where they'd um, fluffed up, ripped the start straight, yeah. um, he came out of gate one and just kind of went left by about a foot and was just clipping the peg. <laughs> and, and the same thing, instead of getting bogged down, this yeah. thing just took off. And, um, yeah, he was he was in turn one first, but it's an uphill 180 switchback uh, left. So um, nice. you know, he got himself just clear, and, and that was a great start for him. Yeah, so occasionally it does happen. <laughs> it does happen. Uh, well, hey, Paul, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. We'll, go. we'll talk to RJ. Thank you for joining us, though. I appreciate it. Uh, nice job all year. I, I catch uh, every race when I can, and, uh, and we'll see you at, uh, at, at France in, in, in Paris. Yeah, no problem. Um, you're not going to the Motocross Nations? Oh, yeah. I'll see you there. Yes, yeah. never mind. End, end of September. We'll see you there. I will see you there. USA, these colors don't run, Malin. Remember that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Paul Malin. Everybody, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Right into R.J. Hampshire from the Geico uh, Honda team. Wanted to get you on with Paul real quick, R.J. But congratulations, man. That's awesome. Um, you happy? You still happy today? Yeah, I am actually uh, pretty excited about it all. Uh, you know how it started and how it ended was completely opposite. But uh, you know, we went there to have fun and mm-hmm. didn't really know what to expect. So. I'd say it uh, turned out pretty good. We talked uh, after the race. Did you find out if you're getting a bonus from Honda or not? Did you ask? <laughs> I was going to say something, but no. Actually, I found out today I wasn't, so I was kind of a little bummed about that. But, oh, that's a, no, it was, that is a yeah, tough had, blow. <laughs> yeah, no, we had fun there. So yeah, no. Can't really explain too much. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, RJ Hampshire brought you by Pivot Works. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. Uh, there's 40 to 50% off of the OEM's charge. Uh, their premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, steering stem, Charles, all sorts of stuff at Pivot Works. PivotWorks.com. Uh, since 1999, they've been around and uh, they have they bring you RJ Hampshire of the Geico Honda team on the show. Um, look, I guess, RJ, for you, you're not going to. Well, first of all, I heard you were going to race. This main racer X main race up in Maine, up in Maine on one twenty five. Is this true? Are you doing this? Yeah, I think uh, Grand just got my flight today. But uh, okay, all right. They were they were kind of bouncing around a little bit, and then uh, I was like, dude, if I go up there, there's no chance I'm racing a two fifty. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna go up there on a one twenty five. They got me one up there, so hopefully it's uh, somewhat decent. Um, yeah, that'll be awesome. So my question to you though is. Never mind so much that race, but your your off season begins now with a one one at an MXGP, your first pro win. 
I mean, it, this can help you in the offseason, right? Like, I mean, this can carry on. You know, there's no doubt you've been injured. You had a tough start to the year. Um, but this has got to help, even though your season's over now, I would think. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I mean, it's not kind of hard to put in the weekend, like put it into words, because, I mean, I've been fast yes. you know, since I've been back. You know, some of those I had the fastest lap times. I mean, some of those I was second behind Osborne behind lap times. And it's just like I never really put a whole weekend together. I mm-hmm. had those couple, you know, mo- uh, moto podiums. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just woke up Sunday and felt good. I mean, qualifying Saturday, I struggled. I don't even think I got in the top ten. And uh, so, you know, I was kind of regretting it a little bit. I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't even have came race this thing. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I just felt, woke up Sunday and, you know, I had a good feeling. I jumped on my uh, spare bike. Rode both of them in practice, actually, and my spare bike was doesn't even compare to the bike I was on. Yeah, and uh, I don't. We just had that feeling. We had a good feeling. I mean, it's it sucks because it's like hard to really compare the you know two classes from you know the Euros and then what I usually race because I mean there really wasn't that many of us there. But uh-huh. you know those guys were fast. I'm not taking anything from them, but it's just like I, I really wish I could compare the two a little bit more mm-hmm. so i felt like I, honestly, sure. I felt like i was riding good this weekend like i had that speed that you know i could go out and win any weekend and it uh just so happened to be against guys i never raced before right right so rj you mentioned that you you rode a spare bike in practice is that um fim rules apparently you can ride ride two bikes in practice yeah well so saturday my bike i, I told the team we, we were not on a competitive bike at all i don't know what what happened down the line or what happened on the build but our bike was really slow, and uh, I was casing every jump out there. I felt like I wasn't moving. I qualified like 16th in time qualifying or something, and then uh, we uh, went out for the heat race or the qualifying race, and we actually tried leaning the bike out just to get more you know, pop out of it. And uh, as soon as I jumped out of the gate, things started spittering and sputtering. And then, uh, yeah, I was just trying to salvage something. And I kind of, like, waved to the mechanics area because I didn't know the rules. I thought maybe I could, like, make a pit stop and make a bike change or something, but uh-huh. that wasn't the case. So then, uh, yeah, we didn't make the uh, full moto, so last gate pick or whatever, and then we woke up. Sunday we had a game plan of going into the warm-up and racing or riding both bikes, which we did. But, uh, you know, I made a decision to ride my spare bike. And then uh, before we went out for the first moto, we were planning on ri- racing the spare bike one moto, and then the bike I ra- rode the day before the next moto but then uh that didn't happen after we won the first yeah, one yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna do that now interesting yeah it is uh um listen rj i'm not gonna give away my sources but i was talking to a mutual friend of ours you may or may not know from florida pretty good racer back in the day you used to work <laughs> i'm not gonna tell who it is but you you know him so anyways yeah so we were watching your moto and this is first moto. You were catching Covington, and you went by him, and I'm like, what? And he he said something like, he's like, RJ's riding good. And I'm like, yeah, he's good in the sand. And this person and I were talking. It was very exciting. We were talking. I was very lots to talk about. But anyways, he said to me, he goes, he he knows he can beat Thomas. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, they were rivals when they were amateurs, and, and he beat him a lot. And RJ knows that he can beat Thomas Covington, and I bet you he really wants to. And and. This guy, I'm not, I'm not going to give his name out, but he's a terrific racer back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just saying, in your head, RJ, you knew you were better than, than Thomas Covington, and that really helped you. Do you and maybe, maybe this guy, 
and I'm not going to give his name away, but he's a terrific racer. Maybe, maybe, maybe he he was indicating to me. He didn't say it, but maybe you know you look at, at a Zach Osborne or a Jeremy Martin, and you're like, ah, oh, those guys are so good. And with Thomas, you knew you were better, and you showed it. Uh, is there anything to that? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I'd have to agree. Actually, I talked to some guy today. That kind of sounds familiar. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, he's, and uh, ask him how he's doing. Yeah, no, it uh. It honestly, it does. I mean, back I, I came into this race excited, probably more excited than I have been, just to go race any other you know event because, like I, I kind of felt like no one really expected me to mm-hmm. go out there and do that. I mean, because AC was supposed to race it yep. and whatever, yep. but it was like uh, I felt like we had the speed all along to go out there and you know win it. It just I kind of didn't. I just like was making small steps. Like I had a goal just to get a uh, you know moto podium mm-hmm. and then. Uh, like, I feel like I almost had that win in Washougal. And then, um, you know, I set the fastest lap time or whatever at Bud's Creek. So it's like I, I felt like I could have won it, but it was like I didn't, like, believe I belonged up there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I showed up Sunday, and I was like, you know what, this is it. I mean, we can uh, we can go out there and win this thing. And, um, you know, Ziggy Ziggy was there, and it was, it was, it was big for him. I mean, he kind of uh, – yeah. We've had some we've had some pretty emotional talks throughout the uh, you know my ups and downs and I think he was I mean the most emotional after you know the one one but yeah yeah I agree with I agree with what he was saying I uh, I just kind of believed that you know I was there to win it and uh, definitely paid off I feel like that's what I can bring into you know this whole off season now and training getting ready for the Supercross yeah I mean obviously winning your first professional motocross race at NMX GP probably wasn't your you know. Yeah, childhood dream. But wait a minute, though. How cool is that? You win this race, you stand on the podium to play your national anthem That's and everything. Awesome. Sure they don't was, do that at no, Bud's I'm Creek. Sure, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was that was something. I mean, I completely forgot too. And then, uh, you know, I'm standing up there, and all of a sudden, you know, national anthem comes on. I was like, man, this this is for sure a cool feeling. Yeah. But I was also, I was like, I was hurting. It was really hot out there. The sun was beating right on me. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was going to pass out. So it was a cool <laughs> moment. But also, I was like, man. I'm ready to get off this thing. But, no, not even that. Just, like, the whole race. I mean, yeah, to my home state. I, I live – it's almost about three hours away, so it wasn't like I was right there. But yeah. I've rode there once before. and then. Uh, but I had so many fans there. It was just something to, you know, look at. And then we have three races coming back to Florida. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I got that fan base, and I heard them the entire, you know, moto. Yeah. Seeing the American flags waving and stuff. Like, that was, that was cool. I mean, that's probably the closest thing. I've been to, you know, something like motocross designation or mm-hmm. something like that, just to, you know, run that flag and stuff. It was, that was something special for me. So do you feel like, like this is, you know, the monkey off of your back for getting your first professional win or is it, um, you know, too different to, to translate and be the same as racing the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship? Uh, I mean, yeah, it feels, it feels good, but it's, it's hard to compare it to, right. you know, what I've been doing because I haven't, got a moto win or anything like that so if anyone looks at the results they're going to be like you know this guy was out there racing you know weaker competition than what you know he's been racing but it's like it's it's hard to put that into you know con- like concept because i was fast at southwick too yeah. and it was you know a sand track so it's like maybe i just ride the sand better than you yeah. know what i ride the hard pack and stuff like that and it wasn't like those guys were like off me by much at all i mean they were right there so it's like they they were no joke. I mean, they were 
playing it down for the whole moto yeah. too. That I mean, that second moto, those Suzuki's were yeah, you know, right there at the end. But it was like it's it it was cool. Don't get me wrong at all. Like I'm still I'm stoked on it, and it was uh for sure something you know I dreamed of in MX2. I mean that's that's huge. Yeah. And then uh, I also outside a bunch of like big time you know business guys there with me over the weekend that were you know trying to work some deals out with the team so it was cool to win in front of them and oh awesome yeah nice. my home yeah my, my uh home state all that stuff it all adds up i mean a win's a win it's uh That's whether fun. it's in lucas oil from motocross or you know mxgp yeah. it was uh it was something awesome no, it's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, PivotWorks bringing you RJ Hampshire on the show. PivotWorks.com. Email james at PivotWorks.com for a hell of a deal. Uh, dirt bikes, chassis, and suspension parts. Grab a PivotWorks kit. Do it right and save some money. 702-586-7857. You got a question for the winner of the USGP in the MX2 class, RJ Hampshire. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a new team manager for you this year. Um, Dan Bentley from Honda moved over. He was at the USGP in a Geico shirt. I don't know if you knew that, Charles. But no, he, I didn't. He was started, yeah. I thought it was going to wait till next year, but there he was. But in, in, in uh, you're also losing Mike LaRocco uh, from the team, RJ. Can you talk a little bit about the rock and, and you know how scary he was and how much he helped you? <laughs> I mean, it, it was a weird relationship at first with LaRocco and I, but we actually gelled really well because – we were kind of training similar to how, or I was training kind of similar to how he was with like weights and stuff like that. So we uh, had a little bit more, you know, in common and he loosened up quite a bit to me, you know, the last year and a half or, mm-hmm. and uh, we worked good together. I mean, I was, I was happy with, you know, what the rocks done for me over, you know, since I turned pro and, and uh, you know, everything he's done for the team, you know, that was huge. But uh, once, once I heard the news of, you know, Dan coming over and, you know, uh, everything he brings with, you know, just himself coming over from factory Honda, you know, the relationship with Honda and HRC yep. and all that. It was, uh, that was, that was a big move. I honestly, I had no idea about it until the weekend, the, the day before it was announced. Like I hadn't, I had no idea. Jeff called me and he's like, uh, yeah, did you hear the news or you heard the rumors yeah. and stuff? I was like, no, I had no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, that was cool. I mean, having Dan there, I mean, I. Like I was never a fan of dirt bikes and stuff growing up, so mm-hmm. I don't really know his history much at all besides yep. him being a factory Honda. Yep. So uh you know, I just hear he's he's a legend in this, you know, industry and stuff, but it's cool having him there and then going out there and going one one for him this weekend at his first uh race with the team. You that were was, uh, uh that was cool. You were too busy throwing uh heaters down the down the middle to care about motocross. Yeah. Or, yeah, riding quads or something out yeah. in the trees. Or, you know, RJ was a like yeah. a really good uh, baseball pitcher. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see like uh, how much you think you could throw right now, RJ. How fast could you throw right now? Do you think? I don't even. I don't even want to try. I haven't picked up a ball in probably two or three years. Really? You uh, probably don't want to see me. Yeah, you don't want to see me swing a bat right I now. I think. I think Steve threw a ball two or three years ago. I don't want to talk about it, Charles. It didn't go well. <laughs> Wasn't it like? 42 miles per hour. No, you're being generous. I think it was 48 or something. I don't remember. Nobody really knows anymore. No one really keeps track anymore. We can get JT on the phone. I I tore my rotator cuff, okay? And it it was a big big injury. It took me a long time to get back to it. I am a shitty media guy. No doubt about it. Um, well, hey, also a uh, question from Paul Pal- Paul Malin. Uh, he's uh, listening, and he asked uh, me to ask you, RJ, who surprised you in MX2? Did anybody surprise you in MX2? I would have to go with Lawrence. I yeah. Kimoto, Hunter Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, that was something I was not expecting at all. I knew Covington was going to be fast. And yep. since, you know, he just got picked for the USGP, I mean, he's there to prove a point. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm there to, you know, prove my own point. So we're both 
I mean, if you watch it, I haven't even watched it yet, but I know we were going for it at the beginning of both of those motos. And yeah. I, I just I knew I was more, um, you know, adapted to the heat and humidity and stuff than he was because he has been training in it. So I, I kind of knew he was going to break. And then, uh, like, I'd be fine. Then that second moto, you know, I got, like, that five, six-second gap. And, yeah. like, I was, I was pretty spent, too, but I was just waiting for him to fade first. I kind of settled in, and then all of a sudden, I mean, those two Suzuki's were were coming fast, so it was like I had to pick it back up. I, I did, really did not want to at all. Felt like crap. <laughs> I mean, I was I was hurting, and I was like, dude, there's no way. I mean, I don't I don't get how these guys are doing this right now. So track was gnarly. It was hot. Uh, I wasn't used to the schedule. I mean, we we rode a lot. Yeah, the, I know, I mean, right? That's crazy. normal. That's normal for them. But I was like, dude, we are not used to going back to back days like that. So that second moto, I was hurting bad. And then, uh, yeah, Hunter was definitely the big surprise for me. Um, I, I talked to you, and I said, you know, you picked it up near the end. You saw him coming, and you said, I don't know if I had one more lap in me. That's what you told me after the race. And so I talked to Hunter, and I said, yeah, um, RJ said he didn't know if he had another <laughs> lap in him. And he goes, yeah, me neither. <laughs> so Yeah, he like, <laughs> I, I said it in the press conference. I was like, these guys are lying if they said they weren't hurting. And yeah. then uh, he's like. He's like, I had maybe three more corners in me. I was like, all right, good. I, was, I may have had four. That's that's I mean, I was, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was hurting. I mean, I don't. I really have not felt like that. I know, like I was putting everything into yeah. you know my moto, my moto wins, but sure, I have not felt. I have not felt like that at an outdoor national. Not. I mean, the gnarliest ones. There's no chance. My yeah. body was shutting down. I almost passed out after. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. I got off the track that second moto, and I was in the interviews. I was like, dude, I have, I have to sit down. This <laughs> uh, anything else, Charles, for RJ? Uh, no, no. Just congratulations, man. Uh, yeah, congrats, man. Thank you for joining the show, RJ. I appreciate you hanging in there, too, because it's late where you are in Florida. Um, nice to see you win. Really happy for you. And uh, uh, it was a great race. And, and thanks for the time tonight, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you guys for right. uh, having me on. No problem. Thanks, RJ. See you, man. Yep. Yeah. All right. RJ Hampshire, brought to you by Pivot Works, everybody. I wonder if he knew who I was talking to. The the guy, the ex pro. Uh, probably not. I think thank I hit you. it pretty, pretty well. Discreet. Yeah. Thank you. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Marks, how's it going over there? He's not asleep. That's good. I'm awake. You're all right? Yeah, I'm good. Don't I look good? No, I Don't answer that. Very little drops being used, and it seems like. I didn't want to interrupt interviews. Okay, that's a good point, too. Yeah. All right, we're going to commercial break. Okay. Uh, Charles Castle from 100% Goggles is here. Uh, we got Jason Thomas coming up. we got a, a gear alloy cold call. We have uh, lots more to discuss when it comes to the USGP. Marks uh, has your questions at, at uh, on Twitter, at Pulpa Mech Show. So we got lots more to talk about, so stick around. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Check out my boat, dude. <laughs> All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet, it's as close 
to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. 
Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say... I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate... Blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting is always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rock of Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. 
Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro Launch Start device 
radiator saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. Pivotworks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivotworks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, Pivotworks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support.
Welcome back, everybody. Pop my shops in my PTO. Fly racing. Van Halen coming at you. It's been a while since we had Halen on the show, everybody. Can't go too long, Charles, from 100% without having Halen. Sure. You just can't. By the way, I'm playing it slightly in honor of something coming up. This Sunday, Sammy Hagar playing the Glen Helen Pavilion. Ooh. And I will be there. Sounds gay. <laughs> That's like uh, 45 minutes from my house. I won't be there. I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait. Keepers are going. Oh, wow. Yep. Cool. You can stay down there after? Uh, I don't know. I think we I think we banned the chicks from coming because they were making fun of Hagar, so I banned them. They're no, both, no, 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 no. Both, both banned. All right, everybody. Paul Malin on the show. RJ Hampshire uh, also on the show tonight. And uh, we thank them for both coming on. That's fun. They're in Florida. So we had to uh, get them on early. Uh, we still got lots to coming up, though. Plenty of stuff to talk about when it comes to the USGP or when it comes to the MXDN. I, want, I meant to ask uh, uh, Paul Charles. Roman Faber knocked himself out uh, cold again in the first moto Um in USGP, this is the apparently this is his third or fourth time he's had concussions oh, wow. this year. Uh, the MX2 that nobody on the French team knows who's going to ride MX2 right now. Ferrandez got hurt, Patrell got hurt. Um, so there's a couple of you know riders and that aren't quite that on that level that they're looking at as well. Um, if Faber's out now, France all of a sudden went from heavy favorites to yeah, you know. Yeah, I think they, they really are wishing they were kind of a little more cordial with Marvin at this point. From what I've heard, it's not uh, not exactly smooth really? waters. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't hear any of that. I thought it was his like, sort of well, quote-unquote knee injury. <laughs> well, you I think know what I mean? he was upset he wasn't chosen, I think, uh, two, years ago? Yeah, two years ago. I think he, he wasn't very happy about that when he was yeah. competing for the championship here. Yeah. In the, in I, I don't know class. what those jerk-offs, the, the, the French team guys, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure um, what – what they do because uh, Jordi Tixier, mm -hmm. I saw him in the pits, uh, talked to him. I said, so are you up for Disney Nations? He's like, no. Like, he just basically bad-mouthed the, 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 the team, you right. know. And Porcel's got a rocky relationship with them. Porcel's got a rocky relationship with a lot of people. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of yeah. – like, the French team seems to have politics involved in their team selection. Yeah, even, you know? even so, more so than ours, sounds like. Um, Can yeah. Get DV yeah. on this? Do you um, know what's happening? What's that? Can DV get, get on this? Tell us what's happening. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they don't know shit. <laughs> there you go. Stevie's <laughs> in on it. Um, uh, oh, I'm getting a notice that it's Porcel is going to be the guy for oh, France. Um, instead of Febra? No, and it's for the MX2 slot, I guess. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I didn't either because I understood it at uh, France in 2011. Porcel and the French team got into it a little bit over there. Remember, ah. he, had a, he had a tire come off the rim. Yeah, he's a changed man. Went to Canada for the summer. Yeah. Mellowed him out a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, French people hate me anyway. <laughs> they do, Ping. They do. Uh, race tech, everybody. Hey, um, Charles, if you're looking for a new career uh, okay. to get away from that company you work for now, uh, you want to get in the suspension world. Okay. Uh, the race tech is offering their technical edge suspension seminars in October 21st to 27th right in Corona, California. Wow. Uh, are you looking to learn about tuning your suspension, add a new service to your motorcycle business? Not so much. Better tune your own bike or launch a career in the industry? There's a lot of suspension guys like for show and KYB that, yeah, that went that, through race that's tech. That's definitely true. Yeah. 
Uh, no one has educated more top-level suspension tuners than Paul Feed. You can't afford to miss this seminar if you are seriously interested in the state-of-the-art suspension technology. Pulpamex17 is the code for... Um, uh, for Racetech, Racetech.com. So you can save on motors and suspension stuff from the folks at Racetech. And uh, we thank them as well. Here's some emails. Uh, oh, we got to save this for JT right here. And he comes up. Uh, but uh, this is... Uh, this is Paul. No, Paul. This, this is... Yeah, it's Paul. Let's start with him. Okay, Paul Great said, radio, bros. It's funny how you're on. You're just on point when it comes to bagging on me. But it, to make the show positive, you're you're, you're slacking. But you're some on. people would say that does make the show positive. The guy does one round table, and he is just <laughs> the fucking shit. Now he is just oh god. Um, all right, Paul said uh, I'm sitting here listening to the USGP after race interviews. And thinking of the content of yours I consume and the time you put in. Show 308. How good was that? Oh, it's better than 309. Um, right up there at number 300, or with number 100 and Tony's meltdown. Uh, at the end of the year, I can, least I can do is drop a line and say thanks. Good job at the USGP. Nine race interviews with a good mix of Euros. Um, I've been following GPs ever since RV went over. Uh, all I've contributed is a buck for your app, which I rarely use. You gotta get the new app, Paul. It's buck ninety nine, and it's fantastic. Do you have the new app? I do, actually. How's it working? Great. I don't use it for much more than the, okay. the drops every now and then. But. Oh, you just hit the drops. Yeah, because <laughs> you have the little purple app on your phone that you can listen to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, yeah that's how you listen to the show. Self-explanatory. Right. Push the button. Apparently not, though. Place. Apparently not for a lot of people. All the calls we got. I know. They were unbelievable. Mind-boggling. Um. All right. Um, this guy says, I dig, a little, I dig the empire you've created. I hope you're able to monetize appropriately. You talk a few minutes ago about getting burnout and ready to quit was disconcerting. For one, as a consumer, it would leave a big hole. And two, you have to be on the cusp of something big. Grab a tear off, duck the roost, and bear down. Travis Tits, you guys are doing a great job, too. Make sure Mathis gets this one. Thanks, Paul. Really nice email. That's all the same email? Yeah. Wow, Paul yeah. was dedicated. Paul was dedicated. Uh, yeah, Paul, you're right. I am getting burnt out. This is the last show ever tonight, everybody. This is the <laughs> final show tonight of the Pulp Next Show. Never happening again. Good news is Charles Castle. Marks can handle it. Yeah, really. I got it. It's just all about backflips for you. We're going to cover it. Hey, have you done a backflip? <sighs> nope. I have not either. I win. Uh, Peter says, uh, man, I loved uh, Eric Pernard idea about combining the top 20 from the AMA MX and the MXGP. A possible way to get around sponsorship issues would be either one year have it in America with American sponsorship and American format, and the following year in Europe under the MXGP format, or have two rounds in America and one round under the AMA. Love your work, but could you please ask Mark's dog to put the Pulp MX phone number on the app, because every time I get the beep to say the show's starting, I think I'll give the show a call on my lunch break. I go looking for the number while working, and I can't find it anywhere. Not a bad idea. It's in the app. Okay, there we go, everybody. Under the info tab. Right. All the contact information for everything you could ever want. Yep. Right there. All right. There we go, everybody. Promise. And, and Eric Pernard said a few years ago, Charles, on the show, I don't know if you listened to that one, he said that he thought he could get the GPs and the AMA Nationals to do a combined race. It would be incredible. It, it would be. It would be awesome. It's but just so would a money. Happen. But so would a money tree <laughs> right. in my backyard. Yeah. Um, it, it's not going to happen. It's not. There's just so much politics involved. Yeah. And there, there's At least MX Sports and, and Ustream are talking now, but still. And I we're mean, closer than we've probably been in... 20 years or something but it's it's just it's two completely different worlds trying to collide dude. for for they're both trying to look out for themselves they're both trying to grow their series and, and yeah i mean they both have commitments yeah, to sponsors I just, and I, I know it's awesome i, I know it. people but i like that the guy the email came up with a, a solution at least he had an idea one on each yeah. you know alternate years but 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's going to happen. Whatever. Uh, Clyde says, uh, there's a lot of talk about Hurlings coming over to Racing Ironman and having to change his bike so much because of the rule differences. My question is two parts. One, do the U.S. riders change their bikes at all to race the USGP? And two, what happens at the MXON with the rules? Do the rules favor all the MXGP riders since they have so much testing on the rules and the playing field and the playing field even? Love the show. Thanks for your time, Clyde. You know what, Clyde? I meant to text somebody and find out. Um... The MXDN, for sure, USA has to conform to the sound and fuel rules of the MXGP series. But I think, Charles, for this GP, I think they let the USA guys do... Really? I think they let them run a US setup. Huh. Fuel and everything. Yeah, I believe so. Um, why don't you talk right now? I'm going to send a text. Okay. But still, I think the <clears throat> even if we got to use our own fuel, speaking you know, from the American series, and our own sound, you know, that the FIM... They don't have the same production rules as we have for frames and swing arms and things of that nature. So um, I think even if it was the trade-off where we got to run our specs for sound and, and, and fuel, you know, I think the GP bikes are still much more exotic and probably... Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they have frames the for sand tracks, frames for the hardback right. tracks. So if we get a know? little bit louder exhaust system, it's, yeah. they still have uh, lots of technology advances that we're kind of restricted from doing. Right. Um... Do you think... Uh, Hurlings really rode a production frame in Iron Man? Yeah. Or do you think it was just the, the KTM US race spec, which might or might not be production? <laughs> uh, it's a great question. For, first of all, the AMA would never catch any of these teams using illegal right. frames. Um, it's a great question. I don't know. It, no one knows. I, I think, I mean, if it was a setup, like, okay, if it was a stage, like, hey, we're going to tell everybody, they did a pretty good job of it because yeah. he, I heard on Wednesday that he had a different frame. Mm hmm. So this would have to be a multiple layer uh, of a, of a setup to, of fool, to fool everybody. You know what I mean? If it was going to be what you said, yeah. if it was going to be some sort of elaborate plan for Hurlings to use his works frame, um, or even so, if he really did use Trey's frame, I think he did. Man, legal's Trey's frame. Y yeah, who knows That's about that? Part no, no, the for equation. sure. Absolutely, it could be also illegal, and but not as illegal as the GP frame or right. whatever, or totally yeah. different. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I love how the AMA. Um, they they asked the OEMs to provide them with the parts of this of the production bikes that they want to rule Here's against. Here's the baseline. Yeah. This is what you measure they're against. They're supposed to go into a dealer and buy a brand new bike, and that's their 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 measurement. But because they don't have any money, or who knows, they say, "Hey, teams, give us give us your frames and swing arms," and then they and the frames could give them anything. That's interesting. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Uh, as a as a guy that's been on factory teams, I can assure you that there is cheating going on. Absolutely. Uh, to what level is it's tough to say, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what they do um, going forward as far as the the series two series. But I I, I can't see anything going on. I just can't. I, it would be great though. Eric Pernard's talked totally. about it twenty times on the show. And if there was ever one person that could pull off that crazy magnitude of an, of an event, it would be Eric. Minion yeah, does fences. Yeah. He's the only guy that yeah, that yeah. could do it. But having said that, I think we're still uh, yeah, yeah. light years away from that being yeah. a reality. No, absolutely. Um, that's the Race Tech email segment. Pulpomex17 is the code to save at Race Tech. They got a whole engine department as well and suspension department. I mean, look, yeah, don't get your your shit revalved or whatever. That's fine. I get it. You don't think you need it, but at least get your oil changed and everything else. So, um, thanks to those guys as well. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening tonight. Appreciate it. RJ Hampshire and Paul Malin were on. And uh, we're coming up with Jason Thomas. We are still going to give away a 2018 set of light hydrogen, a fly racing light hydrogen gear. Uh, I know I said earlier that you were brought to everybody by X-Men Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. 
But you're actually brought by RoostMX, RoostMX.net. They got a whole Pulp Nation website section uh, on their on their on their uh, Pulp Nation site on their website. Use the code PulpMX17 to save custom graphics, custom pitch shirts, wraps. Uh, they make all the graphics and, and clothing for the Cobra, the Cobra line. So if you you've got a little one, and you got a Cobra, you want to check the folks at RoostMX.net. And of course, they uh, they're running the uh, Cycle Trader uh, Rock River team with. Um, uh, Lorenzo Lucrucio, who blew up, I guess, this weekend and didn't race. He did line up on Saturday and then blew up his bike. I don't think the team was there, like, in official capacity. He was just there with no motor. Um, and also, to uh, Bradley Taft, who came on late. Mm-hmm. Came on early and then again late. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you make of his year? He came out really, you know, really swinging in Glen Helen, which he's a local kid or, you know, has been local here for quite a while, or Southern California for quite a while. And then he kind of went into a slump there in the middle, and I don't know what to attribute it to other than just learning and, yeah. and learning the, yeah. the racing every weekend, not just showing up to yeah. an amateur national and racing for a few days yeah. going home for a month and coming back. So, yeah, I think his, uh, I think his injury is pretty good too. Pretty, really? good, pretty good smack to the head during supercross, you know? Yeah. So. yeah but then you know, having said that, he, right. he rode really well at Glen Helen. So, um, so uh, Charles Castle brought to you by uh, the folks at RoostMX.net. Uh, appreciate that. Thanks to Vortex and Pivot Works as well. Uh, FMF racing, a big part of our show and a big part of Castle's program. Yeah, little D. Castle. I've been running FMF exhaust for quite a while now. You got all custom, like uh, a husky, right? No, no. I what is that Cowie. thing? Is that a Cowie? I a Cowie, and I, I might or might not have had a, a good spec FMF header at one point. On oh, there, really? I don't have it anymore. Oh, what happened? I just got old and beat up, so now I'm on a I'm full production spec. So when I had a I had a Cowie for a little while, Cowie mm-hmm. 450. I may or may not have gotten a a works uh, muffler from mm-hmm. a guy uh, out in Florida. Okay, and I uh, used to race. Yep. Um, you don't say. And then, so I may or may not have gone riding with the dogger one time. Uh oh. And the dogger may or may not have ratted me out Ooh. to Peyton. Because remember the end cap? They had yep. this cool end cap. Like welded yep. cone. Yep. Yep. And dogger said, Mathis got one. Oh. That didn't Ouch. go over well. Thanks, Ouch. dogger. Throw me under the bus that way with Mitch Peyton. But uh, it was very nice to have. So, uh, by the way, speaking of nice to have, that beautiful ridgeline in the driveway, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Honda World Downey, please uh, please check them out if you can. Uh, five freeway, 605 freeway, made over 1,000 new Hondas in stock. They just sold, I want to say, an Accord to a Pulp MX listener just the other week. Nice. So it's nice of you people to do that. Uh, Honda World Downey, 30 minutes anywhere from L.A., over 100 used certified cars, Hondas, and uh, over 1,000 new cars, uh, new Hondas in stock. So whether say if you don't like the Ridgeline. I don't know if that's possible, but say you don't like the Ridgeline. Get an Accord, get a CRX, CRX, CRV. CRX, they do not make anymore, but those were sweet. CRV. Can, can we back this up and talk about how they can be 30 minutes from anywhere in L.A.? Nope. Okay. Because I think someone else was saying that on the show. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I think that was David Pingree. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think uh, 30 minutes that. anywhere from L.A. That's, okay. the, that's, what the, that's what the damn script reads, okay, Castle? Yeah. Uh, also, too, the folks at NFAB. Uh, NFAB, JGR, Suzuki, uh, we love those guys. Uh, Jeep, truck, and SUV parts. Steps, like mounting solutions. Funny that we were talking before the show, and you go a ways back with Thomas uh, at NFAB. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Houston area, and Thomas, that's where you know the company started and, and yeah. still is. Um, I knew Thomas when he had a, a small suspension and, and stereo shop in yeah. the Woodlands, Texas. Yeah. Funny, uh, we love the folks at NFAB, n-fab.com. Email the show if you need a discount from the folks at NFAB. This is the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. Had to do it with Phil. I mean, it's legitimate. He got hurt in Indiana. Yeah. I'm checking in on a friend. He rides for JGR. He rides for JGR. Okay. So it's legitimate. So yeah. here's, uh, here's a little bit of checking in with Filthy Phil Nicoletti on how everything's going, and we talk a little USGP and uh, some more stuff. Here we go, the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. 
God bless. All right, it's that time, everybody. Time to check in with one of our friends of the show on the NFAB, JGR Suzuki. Check in, n-fab.com. Love those guys down there in Houston. Hopefully everything's uh, going all right for them. And uh, please check them out, Jeep, Truck, and SUV Parts. Email us if you want a discount on anything NFAB makes. N-Fab.com. Please check them out. Jeep, trucks, SUV, bumpers, light mounting solutions, anything like that. Uh, They've got it. Uh, Filthy Phil, what's up, Phil? How are you? Not much, Steve. How are you? I was going to do the JGR check-in with Justin Barsha, but strangely, he's not answering his phone. So, not sure. Uh, it's because he's, he's got every uh, pulp number blocked as well as 702 numbers that are coming out of Vegas. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good, luck, good luck with that one. Um, <laughs> listen, the last time I saw you, you were not happy. It was Indiana. You had a big get-off. Your, your foot was wrapped up, and we know you had some ankle injuries and foot injuries from Supercross. So, how how is the injury? Uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I just... Um, you know, blew through some scar tissue pretty gnarly on the ankle. Um, you know, where the Achilles, uh, Achilles tendon goes into the calf is kind of just real tight. And uh, I just really, man, I stretched it. I thought I blew apart my, my Achilles tendon. So, um, and yeah, my, you know, calf got shut down for a couple of days and stuff like that. So, but I'm, I'm doing okay now, getting back walking, still got a little bit of a gimp and whatnot, but. Yeah, it didn't exactly go to plan the last three, but, you know, it's good to get out there. Results weren't the greatest, but, uh-huh. you know, 12th normally on an average, so it was, it was okay. So um, it was just nice to get behind the gate after the year. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is it In a way, is it good that that scar tissue got blown open like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. A whole bunch of cooking and popping going on, which that's, that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Like when they, you know, when they put the dislocation back into place and they wire everything back up again, they just make it so freaking tight, you know, so um, you know, obviously I was missing a, still a bunch of movement, but uh, the movement kind of came back after the past weekend, but now it's just my ankle so sore and tender yeah. and stuff. It's like I took a couple steps backwards. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's, uh, you know, it was, it, it's okay. Like I said, it, the first first initial thing when I when I did it, I thought, man, this is over again. But you know, kind of yeah. came around, just stunned it really good. So just uh, just one of those things. So kind of unfortunate. <laughs> All right. What was what were you saying again? I was going to say it was kind of scary at Indiana then for you. Like you really thought maybe this could be a big one again. Yeah, yeah. At first, at first I did because the initial. Uh, you know, a feeling, like, yeah, a, yeah. Initial feeling too was just like pretty similar to when I had first done it. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, it was just like uh, I stunned the thing so gnarly. Um, you know, obviously, I couldn't really put a whole bunch of weight on it for a couple of days. But um, we're 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 back in action now, and you know, just uh, back on the men trying to make it stronger again and get ready for next year. You have this time right now to uh, maybe maybe reach out to Jmart and bury this beef. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that idiot actually called me the other day. Oh, he did? Uh, oh, yeah, he called me trying to plan uh, Alex's bachelor party, but I, I didn't call him back. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, I thought, here I thought this was going to have a happy ending, Phil. 
It was not. Uh, and, uh, he kind of was just like, hey, Kelsey, what are you doing? Just uh, kind of want to check in and plan this bachelor party and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, not calling you back. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. So, so, so it, it continues. It continues. Yeah, I might, I might just show up for the bachelor party. Jeremy won't even know. Right. You know, so whatever. Um, no. Hey, what do you think of the USGP? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought the track was pretty pretty badass. You mm-hmm. know? Um, obviously, I've seen videos of WWE before, and obviously it looked nothing like that. It did a lot of work to it. But, yeah, no, I think it, it turned out really well for the amount of rain they got. And obviously, they're in kind of like flat swampland, so it's kind of hard for the water to go anywhere. But, yeah, yeah it looked, looked awesome. So, boys are fast in the GP and stuff, so um, it's kind of cool to see some Americans get in there and, you know, dice it up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was sick. How about- I just wish it wasn't a two-day event. Yeah, dude, it was so it was so much standing around. It was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it makes you appreciate just a quick Saturday here, huh? Yeah. How about and how about yeah. hey, how about and how about Eli Tomac just twelfth and qualifying twelfth and when's, oh, when's the first one? <laughs> uh, now he knows how I feel during time qualifying on Saturdays at a national. Yeah, just really. Wanted to hang yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of a little bit weird. But I actually, I listened to his uh, his little thing he did with you. He said he kind of went toward a Southwick uh, yeah. setup, and he said he got the comfort back and stuff, which you know whatever helps. And if you're looking for a feeling and you ain't got it, you won't go fast. You know, no. I mean, that's yeah. how it is. Well, so, I think they just uh, they just showed up and they didn't know it was going to be that deep of sand, and they were like, "Oh yeah. wait," you know, they got caught up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that yeah it took them. So long to maybe figure out to go that direction. Yeah, you know? I'm with you uh, on that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of you know you have what two practices and qualifying and uh, another practice. I don't even know. I know there's a lot of riding time, but I mean you should almost be able to kind of make a call like that pretty quickly. But uh, um, here's what it is. Listen, they, at least they got it for the main time, you know, yeah. race day. So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool, you know. Um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad he redeemed himself after you know. Well, it's hard. You can't really say redeem. Because Eli's a sick on a dirt bike, but yep. you know, at least he did win win the first moto, and he rode pretty decent second moto, and, and he admitted that he didn't really have it second moto, but yep. he almost won six or six, which would have been badass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, did you? Yeah. Um, is that something you would have raced if you were healthy? Were you thinking about doing it because you hadn't joined? You know, because you had joined the um, series later. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's hard for me because, I mean, if the team went and they needed me to go, yeah, but I wouldn't do it willingly. Because oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't do me anything. You know, anything. Oh, I know. Um, if, that's why I need to go there is one extra race and get jacked up or something, and then my 18th season gets jacked up. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't, yeah. for a nothing race. You no, know for what sure. I mean? So it's kind of... That's that. That's the way you look at it. So it's kind of a risk versus reward thing. So if I really want to go down there and battle with those guys, when I kind of want to, when the race isn't going to cost me anything, you should call it. No man, you should say a fifty cent race. What's the point? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about like to RJ, and he's like, I don't know if I get a Honda bonus. He got no purse money. That's MXGPs have no purse money. Yeah. And then he, yeah. I said, yeah. do you get a bonus? He's like, I don't know. So he might have just actually got nothing out of that race. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, Honda's got to be pretty pumped, and I'm sure you know my Shaq and Ziggy and those guys will give them something. Maybe, that's yeah. a big deal for I those guys. So. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, if they don't, I'd have to say it's a little bit jacked up because the kid did 
you know, put his heart into the race. You know, he deserves something. Yeah. No, he just didn't know. He's like, I don't know. So I'm like, okay. That's that's really weird. But, uh, Uh, well, at least he's out there just giving it for, you know, good time uh, sake, I guess. I don't know. So the end of the month, so the end of the month, you'll be doing some testing. Yeah, we got a we got a big test with the Japanese the 18th. Um, obviously, kind of get everything dialed in with Supercross and stuff. So it'll be first day back on the Supercross practice track since Dallas uh, when I did my injury. So that'll be a little bit of a uh-huh. um, you know get my feet wet. But no, I'm excited. So vacation got a little bit short back home here in New York, but. Um, go down there and test with those guys for two weeks, and then uh, yeah, we'll see. I actually, I maybe still go back to outdoor riding a little bit just to keep building up a base and stuff. So um, hopefully, my plan is East Coast Supercross. I still got such a long time, you know. I don't yeah. really need to start yeah. riding Supercross in October. You know, it's kind of for me, it's not really worthwhile. But um, be burnt out by the time February comes around. So yeah, no, for um, sure. Yeah, I'll talk to Sagey about it and kind of come up with a plan and see where we're at. So uh, I'm just excited to start a new year, man. Last year was oh boy. shitty. So, Terrible year. Yeah. yeah. And what's up with your uh, Twitter profile pic? Uh, just, you know, I felt like I needed a change today. <laughs> so I went with, you know, your uh, your AMA pick that makes you look like you uh, you just got arrested for something. Ah, uh, it does look like I just got arrested. I look like I'm a drug dealer. It does. It, does. it looks really shady. <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorites. So I figured oh. I, would, I, would, I, I would put it in there. Yeah, you know, I just I'm, I'm honored. I think Alex actually took that picture too. Oh boy, I'm honoring your your yeah. memory, Phil. You're not even dead, but I'm honoring you. So. Uh, dude, I might as well have been at that point in time of my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, terrible. That better not stay on there for very long. Uh, we'll That's see. Horrible. We'll see. Uh, N-Fab.com. Please check them out. Houston, Texas, U.S. of A. Uh, love those guys at uh, at NFAB. This is the JGR Suzuki check-in with uh, Filthy Phil. Um, have you talked to Coy lately? Um, I actually saw him when I was pulling out of the cup shop to start my drive back to uh, okay. New York State. Yeah, he's been wide open. So, um, so no, you know, no, kind of strip. No good stories. What's that? No good. Uh, no good coy stories. Nah, he just comes. He just hassles me all the time. We got a we got an awesome physical therapist up at the cup shop, and every time I'm in there getting my ankle worked on or something jacked up, you know, he'll somehow. He must have a camera pointing right in that room so he knows when I'm there or people he wants to pick on to roll down from his office to bust our balls. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, nice. Now it's good. Coy, Coy's been wide open trying to get the guys, in, you know, the cup chase and stuff like that. And they went over the weekend in Darlington, which is pretty good. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, some, uh, yeah, some big things going on over there. So it's getting crunch time for them. So, um, pretty cool. Um, right on. That. Well, Get well, get riding, start have fun testing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hopefully everything. Hey, what uh, you sending anyone else doing enduro cross? Uh, I, I everyone is everyone is saying no. Uh, yeah, pipes. well, I'll tell you what. What I was talking to Spencer about the enduro cross A Ray did, uh-huh. and that was a piece of kick. that was a piece of cake. Oh, okay. So really, all right. So yours was harder. That's what you're claiming. Hey, no, mine was a hundred times harder than that. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> A-Ray like, did pretty good. What, yeah, I know. Well, you couldn't even double anything on the one I was doing. <laughs> so, oh, 
of just to let you know, A Ray was lucky. Four guys have you just know. four guys have uh, that I hit up are like, nope, no, thank you. Yeah, they, they want, they're smart. A <laughs> Ray actually put a decent showing in, though. He actually did not bad considering how many times he ate shit. I mean, I don't know if you're paying these guys to go, but they'll quadruple their, uh, you know, damage in parts and what you're paying them. Yes, I had to. Um, I had to get a radiator from you guys, a Yamaha radiator from Spencer uh, for Alex Ray. <laughs> I did owe him a radiator. He, he tacoed one, and luckily you guys oh, had one. That's why. That's why you wanted Spencer's yeah. number. Yeah. So. Ah. Okay. Okay. He hooked yeah, me up, yeah. and then I asked Coy. I sent Coy a text message and said, "Hey, Spencer got me a radiator from Yamaha. How much do I owe you? Um, you know, for Alex Ray for a privateer?" And he never replied back. So I don't know what that means. That shows that he, one, he doesn't want to talk to you, and right. two, he does not does care. Does not care. This, so this radiator <laughs> was free of charge. Yeah, exactly. He, he probably can't believe you wasted his time reading it. Letting him read it <laughs> well, so. I don't want to take the radiator for free, so, you know. Oh, man. Uh, um, funny. All right, that's Filthy, cool. thank you for joining us and giving our listeners an update on your situation. All right. Oh, yeah. You guys have a good night, all right? All right. Later, Phil. All right. See ya. Bye. And Fab JGR Suzuki checking with Phil. Love that guy, right? Love this guy right here. I mean, it's Phil. Never go wrong with Phil. You can't. I was talking to somebody. Just a ray of sunshine all the time. I was talking to somebody this weekend about the Pulp Show, and they were like, I forget who it was, but they were like, dude, you've made these guys like heroes. You- Phil, Alex Ray, Seven, Seven Deuce, Deuce. Deuce Deuce. And I'm like, I said, well, maybe we have given them exposures, and they, they made it. But I said, those guys are comedy. Like they're not normal people; they're comedy. Totally. So they're doing it themselves. I'm just giving them the platform, but they are their own people. So You're I think right. it's six on one, half dozen on the other. Like I think they've added to the show more yeah. than more than we've made them out to be. True. You know. But they have, and definitely, your exposure has given them yeah. more notoriety. And but for, to you, the average privateer, they're. Light years ahead in terms yeah. of but these connecting. Guys, but these guys are great to me. They're hilarious. <laughs> Phil's they great. Yeah. I mean, Phil's a, you know Phil's a f- finished fifth in the outdoors, so he's not. He's definitely not on the level of A Ray or, or, or Seven Deuce Douche. You know, he's a little more known guy. Yeah. But and A Mart probably would have would have thrived too, but he got the ride and, and got off the island quicker. Yeah, think, so. yeah, no, absolutely. So Alex is a liberal. <laughs> um, Perfect timing. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please. We are going to give away. Let's just do this. Six person to call in, Mark. Six person wins 2018. Like, what? What? Nothing, yeah. Why'd you roll your eyes? That's <laughs> six lines. Because you got a round table show? Yeah. And that's it? Yeah. He's building somebody else's I'm, app I'm, over there. I'm big time. No, dude, he does. He does personal work on, on Pulp Time. Right I see now. how he's got his monitor right set up now. where you can't no, see it. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah. You need one of those bubble mirrors in the top <laughs> so you can see what he's doing on his monitor. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get, like, they do this at corpor- corporations. I'm going to get him to put an IP address, cert, like, on himself. Good luck with that. So, hey, I need you to mark all the websites you go to during the show. Done. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> I can't do it. I, I'm going to get my tech guy to put my tech... <laughs> I'm going to mark all the websites you go to. Uh, you can see them. They're open. Um, Not during the show. Uh, Sweet Granny 22. <laughs> <laughs> Gringo. I met Gringo. He was great. How was that? Oh. He, did he, he bring the ruckus? He brought the ruckus. Oh, wow. He did. Okay, six caller. That was, that was freely admitted. Six caller wins a set of 2018 light hydrogen gear from the folks at Fly Racing. Prepare, perform, progress with the folks at flyracing.com. Let's get into our superstar uh, GP commentator, uh, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? 
Not too much. You got the you got the slogan right. I'm very proud of you. Uh, prepare, pre- prepare, perform, progress. Progress. Yeah, it's uh, a verb. <laughs> it, verbs folded. Verb MX folded. <laughs> Thank you. I hey, wasn't sure about that. We had Paul Malin on earlier. He said you did it. You did okay. He said you did okay in the booth. All right. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm good with that. Uh, Charles, time. Charles, time. you 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 gave him very positive reviews. I did. I think you did a great job, JT. I appreciate it. No, I I had fun with it. Um, it's a learning experience too, because especially you know with Paul, I, I think if I did it with Steve, like we have such a good rapport that I know when he's getting in and out of what he's saying and when he's going to finish his sentences and all that. Um, but with Paul, I haven't really spent any time with him, so. I don't have the cadence that I would with Steve or, or Weege or somebody like that. So it was definitely learning on both sides. Yeah, and I think Paul typically does it completely solo, so it was probably even yeah, more yeah. difficult for him too. Yeah, he's got to adjust yeah, also, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because normally he just he just talks the whole time, so he's looking for ways to get me in. And, um, it, you know, I, I could tell for him it's definitely – I don't want to say a nuisance to have another guy, but it definitely adds more stress for him because mm-hmm. he's he's worried about myself or Michael Lessey or whoever um, making sure we're in, in and out of the right spots and not talking at the wrong times because the interesting thing with their setup is they have so many different outlets. You know, they're in 100 countries or whatever. Yeah, um, They're jumping in and out of different people's broadcast times, and they have to know when to go audio silent, and, and all that stuff is coming over the headset, so we've got to make sure I don't talk over that. And uh, I think yeah. it just adds another layer of of uh, work for him. Yeah, when I do the Bercy shows with them, there's a, there's an English guy in the ear saying, hold on, five, four, three, two, one. And then we pick it up and we go, we're back. And if your Paul yep. picks it up, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, no, it was good. Uh, I haven't listened yet, JT, but I'm sure you did a good job um, in, in the booth. It's amazing you got into it with knowing that you're associated with Pulp. I don't think they knew that. <laughs> I think. Um, well, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting as I was listening, you know, when, I, when I'm talking, I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to say next. And that's the nervous part. You know, when, I, when I'm on Pulp and when I'm on recaps or whatever, I, I, it's so much more free flowing. You know, it's just like we're having a conversation. But when you think about the scope of it and you're not sure exactly what you want to say, um, it feels really notchy for me. And I felt like I was uh, not smooth in my sentences or anything, but I, I listened back to it today and watched the, uh-huh. the replay and it didn't, it didn't sound like that. If I didn't know better, it would sound like I was speaking smoothly. So I was, I was much happier with it after I watched right. it than I was when I left the booth. Uh, by the way, we got our winner for the gear, uh, six caller. Thanks everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to fly racing for uh, hooking it up. Um, JT, we got an email here from Alex. When you get JT on tonight, call him a weapon. I don't know what that means. It, was, it must be a misprint. A woman, a weapon, a walrus. I don't know. Call him a weapon for not correcting Paul Malin on the broadcast. He kept calling Dakota Alex, Alex Dakota, which made me want to tear through my TV and punch him in the face. <laughs> so He did do it, but it's one of those things where I'm a guest, and I don't, I don't know the, the etiquette there. You know, it's, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out a way to correct him, but at the same time, yeah. I definitely don't want to try to come on someone's show and correct them and make them look, you know, yeah. uh, um, just inaccurate. So I just let it go. I've had that uh, a few times, and then I'll just say the I'll say the correct way or I'll say the fact, 
You know what I mean? And hopefully right. they pick up on it. You don't say, hey, by the way, you never correct them on the air. Like, that's not cool. But just say it back and hopefully they get it. You know what I mean? But but right, really, right. I mean, for Paul, he's not that familiar with these guys. He, Dakota Alex, you could see where someone would say he thinks it was Alex Dakota. That's m- way more common than Dakota Alex. You know, um, yeah, and my, my plan was if if Dakota was in the race and relevant, like he stayed up front and uh-huh. was on camera more, I was definitely going to do that. Uh, but just the way the race sorted out, yeah. he was only on a couple times, and it, it didn't seem to be a factor. Right. Uh, Jason Thomas on the uh, Public Mech Show here, presented by BTOsports.com and the folks at Fly Racing. Um, JT, so what about Hampshire's sweet line in the second moto? That was awesome. Off the start. Uh on the start, yeah, yeah. I mean that's just that's just smart racing. It is, like, yep. That's, yep. That you know, we see that at Melville on the very inside. And, uh-huh. High point uh, used to be high point. High point back in the yeah, day. Yeah, high point was the same way. Yeah, I can remember Lammy would always go that very inside and hop up on the grass. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's always little nuances and edges if you can find them. Uh, so good for him. I mean, he was up against it, having uh, you know basically last right. gate pick going into Sunday. So take any advantage you can get. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, too, so we got that email from the from the guy um, uh, uh, about Dakota Alex. We also had another one here for you, JT, as well. Uh, let me get to it here in a second. No, not that. JT, was the plan the whole time to just do the first motos? Great radio. And Mike do the second one? Yeah, yeah. And so basically, you know, they presented the opportunity and said, hey, we'd like to have you on at some point. And I was like, sure, of course, I would. I would love any chance I can. Um, and then they basically said, we're going to do the, we'll have you do the first motos, which, you know, I, I knew that was going to be the two motos that were not on CBS sports. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I was, like I said, I'm happy to do anything they'll, they'll have me for. Um, and then they told me that Mike was going to do the second two and, and that's fine. I mean, Mike's resume is, is incredibly strong. And I mean, he's won race after race and raced in Europe and done all these things. So I, I completely got it. And, uh, I was just happy for the opportunity that I got. Um, all right, okay, so I got a note on Instagram, JT, here. You, you saw this earlier. Uh, this guy, uh, stop talking about Tomac, JT, like he hasn't been the fastest rider in the U.S. all year. Why don't you go lick Hurling's jockstrap? Jesus. Pulpamex, I think it's time to deport Jason Thomas. Wow. <laughs> well, wow. I can tell you that that guy has now been deported from my Instagram. <laughs> I, uh, Jerk off. I, I had to do the same thing to a couple people. They lost their privileges of speaking to me on social media uh, after this yeah. weekend. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. we, we Charles here was just talking about how, uh, JT, you know, you get so mad at the motor cross the nations when USA has been losing. You're a patriotic type of guy, and, and I would agree with that 100%. On the other hand, I do feel like, you're just discovering hurlings a little bit. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean not really. Like, but you know, we we talked about this privately a little bit, a little bit, and and the hurlings that was at Motocross Nations last year was not the same level. I I don't believe anyway. He won I a mean, moto. He, he, he beat everybody in a moto. But Anderson Anderson beat him straight up. I mean, yeah, hurlings ended up crashing, but yeah. he couldn't he couldn't pass Anderson. I mean, it wasn't to me. It was not. This level of performance, not last to first at Indiana, not, uh, you know, the level of performance. I, it's just a better Jeffrey Hurlings. And, and he's had a whole year on a 450, so he should be a lot better. Well, and a sand track, um, or a sandier track. That, that's his specialty. Sure, yep. You know. Yeah, and I was just trying to give those guys credit. I think, uh, I think a lot of the Americans are just unfamiliar with those guys in general. Um, and, you know, Tomac went out and he, he – proved a point in that first moto. I mean, that was an incredible ride from him. 
But at the same time, I think uh, you know both. I think both series are on a closer level between Supercross and Outdoors. It, it, each have their specialty as far as what they ride the most of throughout the year. I, I think there's so much parity between each con- you know each continent uh, right now in oh, yeah. the series. Um, I was just trying to shine a light on that, and uh, I wanted to be fair to those guys. I didn't want to go on there and be you know, an American homer and uh, not give those guys their credit because I think they really deserve it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, we talked about this with Malin. Look, last year, Eli Tomac swept two USGPs, looked phenomenal. This year, Hurlings beats him in Indiana, beats everybody in Indiana, and then wins. Like, it, these guys can win either time, any place. And, and really, like, I was just thinking about it the other day. Eric Gabor has won Glenn Helen in 1990, 1990 or 1991, so the height of Ricky Johnson and all these dudes, Jeff Stanton, oh, Stanton didn't ride, but Gabor's went to Glenn Helen and beat everybody. And so it happens. Demaria beat everybody at Bud's Creek one year at a USGP. Like, it's not all American domination year in and year out. You know what I mean? These guys have always been good. They've always been great riders. Um, are they great at Supercross? No, but... I don't know. I feel like, like we talked about with Malin, like, okay, Tomac lost. He, you know, Turlings won Indiana, and Tomac lost at uh, at uh, this weekend in, in Jacksonville. So next year he could win, though. You know, like these guys are great. They're all great. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing, and that's that's awesome. I think it's really, really good for just the world competition to have uh, equal levels like that. Um, and and like I said, if, if guys that thought, thought I was being unfairly biased towards the Europeans, then you haven't ever listened to me talk or followed me on well, social right, media Charles, or right? seen me at Motocross Nation. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, JT almost uh, got in a fight doubt, with Jeff Meyer over in the press room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to doubt my patriotism at events like this would be just nonsense. Right. So I was really just trying to be fair. I, I was calling it like I see it, and trust me, it's hard for me to. Um, give those guys credit in the face of American riders like that, but when it's earned, I feel like you should give it to them, and, and I really felt like they deserved a lot of credit for the level that Jeffrey and, and Tony Cairoli yeah. as well showed uh, showed all weekend. Uh, I looked, th- I'm starting my observations column for Racer X, and I went back, and um, I've been to a few GPs now, five, six, or whatever over the years, and I wrote about how amazing Antonio Caroli was at Lomo like three years ago, and I'm like, he's one of the best riders in the world, everybody. You know, and I'm going to put that in my column, and uh, just to be like, yeah, this is, this is this. I mean, TC two two two. He's he's amazing. Um, but Charles, um, that was twenty twenty twelve. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, when was the designations there? Yeah, motocross nation. Yeah, it was twenty twelve. Yeah. Okay. No, I was at a GP there the year after. I think then. Um, okay. Okay. But Charles, like, spare me these people on t- social media and on the internet talking about American motocross is in trouble and and run for the hills like. Like, Tomac won the moto. He got third. He, he got second overall. Like, and he won all four more, like we just talked about. Right. Like, spare me. Like, what, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. This guy's not falling. No. It just, this. these guys have off weekends. They have good weekends. They, you know, Eli, obviously, in Indiana, had bigger things on his mind with the championship yeah. to wrap up. But um, this weekend, he proved if he gets a start. Yeah. He, his results are very similar to the like I said earlier, like yeah. what he does in the U.S. Nationals. He gets a whole shot, and there's very few people in the world that are going to catch him, run him down, and pass him. Yeah. But then if he starts a little further back, sometimes he has trouble coming through the pack. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, just calm down, everybody. Like, calm down about Indiana. Calm down about Tomac last year, the USGPs. 
Mm-hmm. Calm down now. Like these are all great riders. Yep. They can nothing. Nothing is fucked, dude. <laughs> nothing is fucked. <laughs> like these people are just. I don't know. I don't get this panic. You know, like I had American guys saying this is embarrassing and this. Is, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> the second, the second moto. Yeah, Indiana. More Indiana. Like this is embarrassing oh, for Indiana. Yeah, yeah. or maybe like, after Saturday yeah. practice. Yeah, maybe after Saturday. Maybe it's after Saturday practice. I don't know. But um, the, the, the qualifier on Saturday was pretty rough. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, that was that was a little rough to watch. Well, okay, so we I talked to the Cowie guys a little bit about it. They put their Southwick setup on after Saturday. Um, it begs. I would assume they went to the Friday on. They went into the race on Saturday with their Indiana setup. I would assume, and maybe they looked at it and saw, wow, it's really sandy. I questioned JT a little bit of why they didn't do it Saturday morning. <laughs> no Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have thought they would have went. Right away, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's oh, more yeah. to it. You know, or maybe no. between practice sessions on yeah Saturday before the, the right. qualifier race. How much credit do I get though for telling Eli on Sunday morning? Not much. That, that Zero. He was, Not much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. No. Stay, telling them to stay white in the berms and not bury the bike is is not. That's not like, rev, you know, it's not a revelation or, uh, yeah. No, no one's claiming I, it's a I, revelation. I, no one said it was a revelation. I didn't well, you say asked it. how much credit, and then you asked him, even on the post-race interview, like, how much credit do I get? And I was talking to myself walking through the airport. None. I was literally saying out loud. Yeah, because uh, you don't want to give me any credit because you, you don't like me, but, you know. But that's uh, common sense. That's common sense. It wasn't so common on Saturday, apparently. Just saying. I don't think that I don't think that he, like, changed his riding strategy because he told him to stay white in the berms. Yeah, you don't know that. You don't know. I don't, but I would be willing to wager a fair amount. Um. Anyways, thanks for playing along, everybody. Charles, you <laughs> but you're right. Thanks it's for not playing that along. You're not right. I just feel like a rider of his caliber already kind of knew that. Well, I w- I should hope so. But a nice little reminder from a a spectator <laughs> like myself <laughs> could help. Champ? Yes, four time champion could right. help. Um, okay. Yeah. It. It. But talking about Tomac going dominating the first moto and then. Spare me the 28-second victory, everybody. It was about 12. Hurlings yeah, gave I, up. I got, you know. I got yelled at that about two, and I'm like, come on, man. It was like 12 and 13, 14, which is a lot. Yeah. But the 28 thing is like, come on. Those, those guys obviously like, gave up the ghost there because they knew they were going to beat him. Um, JT, do you think Eli put too much into that in the first moto? Maybe should have backed it down a little towards the end and saved some energy? Um, You know what? I Honestly, to be... Completely frank, I think that frank. he just didn't have the pace the second moto. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't think that he was tired. I think from lap one or two or three on, they were just a tiny bit better the second right. moto, and and they steadily pulled away. Yeah, no, he he never got. I don't think he ever got in the same second as those guys. They got into two o threes, right? Two o threes in the second moto. Yeah, he he never closed mm-hmm. down any. Kind I don't of gap. think it he was... ever. I don't think he ever went faster than those guys. He was the same, if not slower, right from the start. You Which, know, you know, JT was yeah. alluding to on the the broadcast that he, you know, Herlings has had his trouble in the heat. Yeah, and uh, you know, Eli probably is a little more, you know, used to it compared to those guys. But it didn't pan out that way. At any point in the broadcast, Charles, did JT start yelling about these colors don't run? <laughs> At any point. No, he did quite the opposite. <laughs> These actually. colors don't run! You see this, Malin? He made a very good effort to, to be neutral and call it as he saw it. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, I'm sure it was difficult for him, though. JT, have we reached the point with Eli Tomac? And I like the guy, but I don't know if we've seen 
we'll, 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 we'll wait to see what happens with Roxon's comeback. We don't know if he can get back to 100% or not, and so we'll wait on that. But So right now, I think it's Charles. It Stop me if you don't agree. Eli Tomac's the number one racer in America right now. Correct. Okay. I, I think we can agree on that until we see what Kenny can do. I don't know if we've ever seen such a hot and cold, quote-unquote, best rider in America, JT, as Eli Tomac. Like, I don't know if we've ever seen that. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange. You start to wonder because it's uh, it's not just Supercross. It's not just outdoors. It's not just in a championship scenario. It's not just <laughs> in the U.S. Nationals. It could be in, in a GP as well. Uh-huh. You know, I don't I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. I, I really don't. Um, I bet if and honestly, I bet if you asked him, he wouldn't know what to tell you either. Yeah, which is the weird, you know the crazy thing too. But just from Dungey to Villapoto to Carmichael to McGrath to Stu to Chad, yeah, Stu. Stu would self infl- uh, self implode himself crashing, right? You but the ne- speed was always there. Yeah, yeah, the speed was always there. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I agree. It's it's very strange. I yeah. mean, he can be he can be three or four five seconds a lap off. Yeah. Of his pace with I mean, seemingly no explanation. I mean, look at Unadella, and that was yeah the yeah. first model there. Yeah, um, it's definitely um, unique. JT, uh, who had a worse outcome at the USGP, Cooper Webb or Justin Barsha? <laughs> I think it's tough to tell. Oh yeah, I mean I know what you're saying, but man, yeah. what a what a bummer for Webb. I mean, he's just trying to get through the day. I talked to Seth Rarick a little bit at Butts Creek, and they were just trying to get through these last couple of races and and get to the 18 bike and get some testing time and regroup because it had been a it had been a trying season for those guys. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a race, you you know you don't want to. I don't think they wanted to be at you know uh, and. They probably would never admit that, and probably be mad at me for saying. But I don't. I don't. I believe, firmly believe they didn't want to be there. And then uh, you walk out of there with a with a broken thumb. Now that's it's uh, a pretty tough deal. And Charles Barsha, it wasn't good. I, I think I've heard his kind of contingency plan for if he didn't get a solid factory deal here in the United States, that the the backup was maybe GPS. If that's the case, I, I don't think he did himself any favors this weekend by. I'll, I'll tell you what, in talking to the to the guys in the paddock at the, at the MX uh, GP, there's sounds like there's less rides over there than here, man. There's yeah. four MX2 teams are folding up next year, Jeez. and and you know this guys like uh, Searle and Tixier don't have rides. Uh, Stribos, who knows? Nagel apparently is going to go to TM. Oh wow, um, which okay. is the one step before you're done. <clears throat> um, so it sounds like a pretty grim situation. In the MXGP pits, as you know, as much as the the US pits with RCH folding and, the, and this type of stuff. So, um, JT Justin wasn't good. I mean, look, he hasn't been the same since Washugli came back after hitting his head, and it's been tough for him. I 100% think that a healthy Justin Barsha is not this bad. So maybe he shouldn't have even been there. Like, if you're going to be that far off from from injury, don't show up because it wasn't good. Yeah, it's it's tough because every time he's really been in a MXGP scenario, which is typically motocross the nations, he's had several performances for the USA. He's always been great. You know, uh-huh. you go back to uh, Erne two years ago; he yeah. was fantastic. You know, battling for the win. He was the so best guy. He was, he was the best guy at, at uh, Lomel and the best guy in Toshintal. American, right? right? You, you see, yeah. You can understand why these MXGP teams would have a lot of interest because he's, he's shown an ability to, to cross borders and be very, very competitive. So that would make sense. But then you get him into a scenario this weekend and he's, he's nowhere near the pace. So, yeah, I, 
I would uh, I would agree that it was definitely not a productive weekend as far as getting a ride over there or here. Love Fast Freddy Norman, but he caught him and passed him and then dropped him in that first moto. Love Fast Freddy, but that that shouldn't happen. Freddy's yeah, I mean, Freddy's in a van. He was good on Saturday. Uh, he was uh, his lap best lap was two seconds better than Eli's best lap. Not that that was saying a whole lot on right. Saturday. Right. But he was at least competitive, battling with Gautier, and and then Sunday was just uh, Sunday just wasn't good at all. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. Phil has a question for JT. Good day, mate. How are you, Phil? How you going, guys? What's happening? What's going on? No, oh, look, uh, uh, JT, just wondering next year, are you guys still going to run that fly VIP program where you can get to go to the races and hang out with you guys? Yeah, we are. And uh, just to be clear, it's it's a Rocky Mountain KTM scheme program. Um, fly. No, I, right, sorry, I would yeah. love to say it's a part of the fly deal, but it, it's really not. They're completely separate. So, uh, But, yes, I yeah, will cool. be doing that. But it's uh, it's part of the team for sure, which actually makes it uh, makes it pretty awesome to be around a race team for the day. And, Phil, you don't get to hang out with me. That's extra. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I thought you had to pay me to hang out with you. I thought that's the deal. Mm, that could work out. It should out. be that way, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thanks, guys. Why, are you into it, Phil? You want to go? Yeah, well, I'm getting married next year in the States to my girlfriend. I met her in Tennessee, and we're getting married over there. And I thought it would be a good thing for all the boys to go oh, and yeah. hang out today over there. Yeah, uh, what, what's the website, JT? Hey. Or what, what, how can you learn more about it? Yeah, just uh, tweet me or email me. We have a website set up, but it's uh, it's very long, and I would tell you the wrong thing with hats, backslashes and all kinds of stuff. So just tweet me yeah, or email yeah. me, Jason36AOL, tweet me or whatever. Um, we'll get you dialed in. You know, I don't have Twitter, but I'm sure I'll figure something out. Sounds good, Phil. Yeah, just email me, Jason36 at AOL. AOL. <laughs> yeah, AOL, Phil. Oh, thanks. And here's RJ killing it on the weekend. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great, man. Uh, that's really cool, JT, that, that RJ Hampshire pulled off the win. It was. I mean, you talk about a guy that's he's in a contract situation, so he needed that. But then, you know, the hometown deal, um, that, that's huge. I mean, that's something he'll never forget. You know, his dad is there, and his dad was a, a really, really good rider. You know, he really never made it to the national pro level, but he was really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been he's been following him, and for him to be there with all the Florida fans and their family and everyone there, I mean, that had to be so special on that stage to win and go go 1-1 nonetheless. Uh, thanks, Phil. Watch out for the Magpies, Phil. <laughs> yeah. All right, cheese, boys. All right, sir. Uh, no Honda bonus for, for RJ from the race, JT. Yeah, I heard him say that to you on the uh, yeah. post-race pod, and I was I was thinking to myself, like, there's no way they're paying a bonus. And, by the way, I heard from a good source that Hurling's got no KTM bonus for Indiana. So, Yep, I would believe that. Yeah, crazy. Um, all right, let's get to the next call. Justin, what's going on? Justin, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's happening? Uh, I just wanted to call in and tell JT thanks, because I am uh, Rastus from the Industry Idiots Fantasy League. And he got me in way back, and I ended up uh, getting a chance to win it. So. Oh, uh, thanks, Charles. JT. Oh, man, so, yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of a lot of angry people with me. For, uh, uh, yeah, for Charles, Charles is shaking his head right now. Charles <laughs> thanks, is very JT. upset right now. All the people I brought in didn't didn't get in top ten. Uh, hey, Justin, JT you got like brings in the JT, you got like three. Or Justin, you got like three grand, right? More. Yeah, it was like a little over thirty five hundred. Yeah. Dude, that's that's awesome. That's I need to. I mean, you didn't score six ninety nine like I did at Southwick. <laughs> well, 
it was funny. It sounds like I was sitting there writing all my scores down as I was watching the race. I was like, oh, I had to do pretty good. And I pulled it up and I won the, the league. And then I'll go down to industry idiots. And there I was second. I was like, oh, man, math is being. Oh, yeah. 699. Yeah. Suck it, Ju- suck it, Justin. Yeah. Um, no, hey, man, uh, nice work. Uh, we It's an industry idiots, uh, idiots motocross fantasy league. We each, a bunch of us chip in $100 and uh, AC plays and Chad Reed and Jordan Smith. We take all their money, Hayden Melross. <laughs> Uh, AC pretty much just didn't even fill the team the last six weeks. Um, but, uh, no, that's awesome, JT. Thanks for getting Justin in. Charles yeah. seems really pumped about that. No, in all seriousness, Justin, good job. Yeah, and I just <laughs> wanted to tell JT I've always wanted to do the uh, one of his VIP things, so I think that's what I'm going to do with my prize when he's... Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. oh I like that. Nice. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Win. I'll hit you up for probably Houston or Atlanta. I'm not sure yet. Justin, are you going to play oh, Supercross just, uh, with us next year? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. Cool. Let's just pray that uh, the Texans don't have a great season. Yeah, right. Titans should win that division. I think, I think you're, but, we're pretty safe yeah. bet on that. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for the call, Justin. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Thank yep. you. Good work. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. He, it's, a, it's a real like, like you know, some money to be made. Yeah, tell me. About you it. take it too seriously though. I dude. made zero dollars. Your wife's agreeing with me. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. Paul, Dan, JT, Charles, way too serious. Yeah. Way too much anger. There's a lot of money involved. Yeah, there are people I, I really don't like because of yeah. uh, fantasy, yeah. which is a little bit crazy. I, I'm willing to admit that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's play the X-Brown Goggle tear-off segment game. Let's get right on busy with that. It's Charles' favorite segment. Let's do it. <laughs> it's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Thanks, everybody, for uh, supporting X-Brand Goggle. It's the number one goggle in the market, unquestionably. 100% better than 100% X-Brand Goggles, EKSBrand.com. Fantastic company. I like Rich. <laughs> Four-layer foam, outriggers, two styles. Oh, it's great. Uh-huh. Um, uh, these questions are uh, rapid fire. Uh, 30 seconds are on the clock. They're submitted by a Moser. Charles, do you know him at all? Mm, I don't think so. No. No, I don't I'm think JT, familiar. you know him? Uh, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. Uh, so here, X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Uh, Freddie Norn will be running X-Brands at the Motocross the Nations, representing Team Sweden. All right, here we go. Steve. Yep. Why do you think Honda, uh, why do you think Honda shuffled the 450 and 250 team management around? Um, it's a good question. I don't really know. I have an idea that the 2018 CRF 250 is all new. And Dan has a history of developing four strokes back in the day. And I think Dan's more data-oriented than Mike LaRocco. And they wanted a guy to really – HRC has been playing a huge part. They wanted to sort of synchronize the two Honda teams. And uh, they thought Dan would be, uh, I think, more open to doing data and looking at data to, to, to improve the bike. And Kehoe coming back, yeah, that's awesome. Everybody loves Kehoe. So. How about when uh, Chervo and just launched his oh. – 2018 over the finish line. <laughs> what happened? I saw the end of it. What? How did? What did he do? Did he, he was like did basically he, whooped out and did, just did he clip that thing? Did he clip a guy? Like what? Uh, not that I know of. I just so, saw him like straight up and down, like front end high, and he just threw it. I saw that. I saw him kicking on his bike, and they they mentioned it was a 2018, which yeah. I'm sure Honda wasn't overly excited. Yeah, well, that was the first. That was the first moto. It, yeah. It, Oh, okay. He DNF'd. And then the second moto, the finish line, like, checkers, literally, checkers, checkers are flag, yeah. He just, like, oh. yeah, ghost rode the whip yeah. over the finish line. <laughs> it, was, it was gnarly. But so. first moto, did his bike break? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. I think yeah, so. yeah. 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 She let go. Technical issue. 
Did JT just say Ghost Rode the Whip? <laughs> yes. That was awesome. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I'm not really sure why, but Blame. I started on question number three. I don't. I couldn't even tell you what's going on over here. Bring right. his A game. Yeah, yeah, real great. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, JT, what was the worst goggle brand you ever wore? Um, JT's probably... Huh. I don't think JT's really worn bad goggles. Yeah, I don't think I had any that were that were not up to par. Um, hmm. I mean, the only one, like the most... Uh, kind of obscure would have been our net like when they kind of made their push there but i mean the product was good i didn't have a problem so uh yeah i haven't i've been lucky i haven't ever worn like any of the the crazy off brands or euro brands or anything like that john knows uh john knows that jt was the ultimate goggle tester because you just get hammered with roost for 30 minutes yeah i would yeah i just get pummeled yep but uh you know a few years ago i believe i don't know for sure but will Hahn was using another brand not X-Brand goggles, and having some issues with goggles, and Kawasaki said, you're done. We don't care how much you're getting paid. You're done. You're, you know, they're not working out uh, different issues. You're going to wear these Oakleys for free. We got you an Oakley deal. Uh, that's, have you heard? Did you hear yeah, that? Like, I think there's some truth to that. Like, yeah. and It's pretty bold for the team to, to basically clip money from the guy. And I think Will, I mean, Wilbur went along with it, but... Kawasaki was like, yeah, dude, your $20 goggle is costing us uh, race finishes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think so. said goggle brand is no longer making power yeah. sports goggles. Yeah. Kasselov, yep. who would you like to see Mathis have as a first-time in-studio co-host? Justin Barsha. Wow. 1.4. We'll work on that. <laughs> Steve, who's the next GP rider you think will make the jump to racing in America full-time? Hunter Lawrence. I mean, that's a good good pull. I, well, no, he's Australian. They want to come here. They don't want to go to Europe. Uh, you know, the, the the European guys are more happy are happier to just stay over there. Uh, for sure, Hunter. He's got another year though. Yeah, he's got one more year. So, hmm. but he'll be here. JT, which American track would you like to see? Oh, by the host way, wait, GP? hold on a second. By the way, I, I asked uh, Burner. I said, "Hey, how about this Hunter Lawrence kid?" He's like, "Yeah, he's like good. He's up and coming. Seems like a nice kid. You know what I mean? This and that." And uh, and I'm like, hey Chad, what about Hunter Lawrence? He's like, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Which is so Chad Reed, you know what I mean? He, he said that before the day. He didn't say it after the day, but but I just had to laugh. I was like, oh boy. So Reed was there uh, hanging out with Ellie and the kids, and every Eli Tomac, Win Kern, Tim Ferry, no matter who you were, you had to park outside the pits with your motorhome, uh, and that shuttle, little ways of a walk. Chad just pulls his motor home in right alongside the semis. And I said, how did well, you? That's, what? It's basically like whenever I, I said something like it, some, something happened and I was like, that's crap. Like they didn't, they did this to me and whatever. And like, he just got away with something. And I'm like, that's BS. And he goes, yeah, but you're not me. Like yeah. you're forgetting something. You're not me. I said, how did you get this spot? Like right with the semi trucks, beautiful white motorhome. He goes, let's pulled it in. <laughs> oh, that was great! Because Tomac and everybody had these long ass trips to their motorhomes, but not not Chad. It was right there. All right, next question. Sorry, um, JT. Which American track would you like to see host a GP? Uh, that's a good question. Um, man, I, uh, I'm going to say Redbud, but I think we're going to get our chance at that. 
Yeah, that's the kind of that's the nations, Red Bud. Pretty sure heard that this weekend. So that was up in the air. Now, can they have a national at Red Bud, JT? Yeah, I, I mean that's a sketchy who, subject, who right? Yeah, but these rules are. I mean, they're set in Jello. <laughs> they're set. Like, in, who's gonna? No, they're set in. Gonna, um, who's gonna enforce that rule? Who's gonna enforce that rule? What is uh, like, what's really? A, what's Italian ice cream called? Gelato. Gelato. These the rules are set in gelato. <laughs> um, no, I'm with you, but yeah, generally speaking, if you host a Nations, you can't have a GP because it's a little home track advantage. Blah 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 blah. Right. Well, um, there was but, a there was a national at Butts Creek in 07. So yeah, that's a good point. Oh, good so. point. Charles, does anyone take goggles more seriously than Knowles? Maybe Kuzo. No. Knowles is pretty serious, though. No chance. They're both, they're both really good at their jobs. I'll, I'll give them that. I would never want to be the goggle guy at the races on the, on the starting line. I did not envy their, their work. Steve, care to comment? Uh, about what? Being a goggle guy? No, about no. everybody being so great at their jobs. Uh, Kuzo sucks. He's the worst thing about 100%. <laughs> Without a doubt in my mind. He's terrible. Just teeing him up, JT. Yep. Oh, no. No, look, hey, I, I've said it. Here's the, th- here's the problem with him and Bevo. Here, here we go. Here's the problem with him and Bevo. Uh, I had no problems with Bevo. I got along with Bevo. As soon as I took an X-Brand goggle job to help me get to the races and help people out, I'm in the sport, uh, I immediately became his enemy. He immediately badmouthed me to other riders, to other companies. He badmouthed Rich Taylor's product, everything else. And, and I'm like, wait, what, what happened to us just being cool? He's one of those dicks in the industry, and there's tons of them out there, where we're all in this together. I don't, JT, I don't see you talk, talking bad about Beaker and Fox or Andy and Thor no. or anybody I mean, else. I do it playfully. I do it playfully, but yes. never, like, mean, right. mean-spirited. Yeah. Kuzo, Bevo, motherfucking me, motherfucking uh, X-Brand, two other riders and teams. And I hate that. It's like, we're all in this together, man. And one day, Beav... You were with a company for 40 years and got canned. One day, Beave, you may get canned from 100% and another goggle company could want you. I don't understand the short-sightedness of these people that, that do this kind of stuff. So that's where it all started with me. And you know that, Charles. I've told you that. That's where it started with me. I don't like people who do that. That's, that's bullshit. Especially with Beave, him and I got along okay, and all of a sudden I became Satan. Because I'm trying to do a little bit of goggle service for Chisholm and Tickle and Norn and whatever. I'm going to go Switzerland on this one. Well, I'm just. I didn't mean to go that hard. I didn't. I didn't know you were going to go that hard. No. Yeah. All right. No. I've said it before. I'm not going. It's not like yeah. I'm going to like backtrack from what I've said. So. No, I, I'll give you that. You never back away. From I, I just. I think that's bullshit. I think. I think we're all in this together as an industry. Sure, it's competitive. Sure, X Brand 100% are battling for market share, but there's a ways to go about it that is the proper way, in my opinion. Right. That's all. All right. As much longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> John Knowles is nobody more serious. There's no doubt. I, I agree with that 100. percent Not well. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Steve, how did this American GP stack up with the past years? Good question. Uh, crowd looked good. I wasn't where we were. We couldn't see it, but the crowd looked good. Uh, rider participation about the same. We didn't have a stack full of, so that's about the same as any other GP, I think. Maybe Glenn Helen had more because it was local. Like TLD did Glenn Helen, right? And, um, but that's pretty good. I, I stay away from California for future USGPs. Like those those folks in northern Florida, they don't get any races. Go there again. So, and a neutral track, Charles, as we talked about earlier, I like that. I like the idea of like 
You know, these guys didn't write. The American guys are, like, trying to figure it out, too. Mm-hmm. So. JT, who impressed you the most at the G- at the GP, and who was disappointing? Hurlings. Uh, impressed me the most. Um, I knew RJ would be good. I, I predicted an American would win, so that wasn't that surprising. I would say maybe Hunter Lungs because I didn't expect much. Mm-hmm. And he was way better than advertised, so I'll go with him. Uh, the rest, everybody, I, I fully expected RJ to be in the mix, or at least on the podium. Um, 450, or MXGP class, I guess. Um, man, I don't know. I, I think everybody kind of did what I, what I thought they were going to do, which is weird. Um, I knew, you know, the top three, I would I would have been shocked if it wasn't that top three. So yeah, didn't you, uh, I thought don't it you, was kind of what we... If Webb races, he probably slots four to six. Charles, JT, don't you think? Maybe I don't know. It really? depends on how he rides. I mean, those guys, those guys weren't slow. Um, Paul Henry rode really, really well the second moto. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe uh, four to six. I think it's fair. Um, but those guys, it, it all depends on how Cooper rides. Because if he rides like he did at like Southwick in the first moto, yeah. no problem. Yeah, I'll give you two all day. But if he goes out there and rides like we've seen at other races, then maybe not. Uh, disappointments. The question also was Barsha for sure. Um, but it's hard to say the disappointment because he really hasn't given us much, you know? So is it really a disappointment or is it just kind of more of the same that's in the last few weeks? Um, Justin Cooper was man. good in qualifier and then had a bike break in one. Yeah. Minute. I'm going to, I'm going to say Cincerillo just getting hurt again. Yeah. Um, that was not really so much a disappointment as in like he didn't perform as just, I was just disappointed. We, we didn't get to see him out there and he's got another setback now, which is two, two USGPs in a row. Dude, there's no chance he ever does another USGP. <laughs> right, Charles? Man, I, <laughs> I think Justin Hill has to fall into that, that category for disappointments as well. He was not, I expected nothing. So <laughs> it wasn't for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was not good. Oh boy. That was much longer than 30 seconds, by the way. Castlew. Yep. What separates 100% goggles from the competition? There we go. Moser. Well, if we, to keep it quick, the number one selling point. Keep it real quick here. Would be that the, the single lens fits the whole different range of X-Brand of had that goggles. first. So, X-Brand had that first. So from the $25 Strata goggle to the $75 Racecraft, it's the same lens and tear-off. So X-Brand had that too. Easy for consumers, easier for dealers. Everybody wins. Thanks a lot, Watanabe. The, a lot of goggles got away from that for a while. Like yeah. Smith had like a hundred different models. Yeah, and, and now that you know the company, we've been doing it for you know a bit now. I can see how companies end up down the road of yeah. tons of different lenses yeah. and tear-offs. because you're trying to innovate and yeah, come up with something. New. You want to keep moving right. forward. You don't want to you know be yeah. complacent. But yeah, it, it's working really really well. So. X brand goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Thanks Moser for those goggle specific questions. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, for the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Charles Castellou, 100% uh, sales manager in studio, JT on the line. Let's roll that right into our next thing. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTO He didn't remember at first, then he did. Here's the tweets of Travis. Who's on one? That guy's been holding for a while. I don't know. He called right when we were doing a segment. Oh, okay. So. 
Uh, BTOsports.com, uh, please uh, mention Pulp MX in the uh, notes section on the website or uh, call them and mention Pulp MX to get a discount. Uh, whether it's uh, blasting through the uh, berms on your dirt bike or riding the or driving the UTV or shit, riding a quad, why not? Uh, BTOsports.com has got what you need for anything you need for your bike, body, or gear. Uh, great guys, great company. They've been part of us for seven years now and, and terrific customer service. Uh, overseas shipping and everything else, man, they're tough to beat. So thanks to uh, everybody for supporting BTOsports.com. These are questions submitted to at Pulp MX Show. Uh, Travis Marks runs that account, and uh, he picks the best ones and um, asks us what we think. So let's do this, Marks. All right, this one's from Matt Jordan. JT, have your have your thoughts changed on Covington riding a 450 at the designations? Yeah. What about it, that JT? Not really, because he's <laughs> he's been capable of doing what he did this weekend on a 250. Um, my only real questions are him riding a 450 in, in competition for the first time. And then on that stage with that much pressure, is he going to, is he going to have a crash? Like we've, we've seen, um, at previous rounds, uh, the, the talent, the ability, the speed, any of that, that was never in doubt. I, I fully believe he was capable on that level. Um, it was just all the, the big question marks that we had, you know, riding a different bike and, and in that, that event specifically. Uh, Charles, you've listened to these recap shows and everything we do on the pods. Mm-hmm. Are, are you share JT's uneasiness? Uneasiness with I do for for the reasons he just said as okay. well. I mean, Thomas has the abilities and the skills to run up front at an MXGP and the MX2 class. But I mean, as great as he was Sunday, that doesn't answer any questions as to how he'll perform on a 450. Yeah, on that stage. I so. feel like his results have been really random. Yeah, I mean, he's fifth in the points or something. Like he's way far back of the guys. You yeah. know. Yeah, a bit inconsistent. Yep. See, this one's for you from Tyson Stegall. Who's your favorite GP rider to interview? Oh, that's a good question, right? Um, I don't know, man. I like Strybo. Strybo's is cool. He's a good dude. Paul Lynn's a good dude. Uh, Antonio's a good dude, although he pissed me off this weekend a little bit. But um, Tony pissed you off? Yeah, he did. He did. Why? Well, because I saw him and I'm like, hey, can I grab an interview? And he said, come to the truck. So no problem. So I went to the truck a little bit later, waited, 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 waited. I poked my head in the lounge. He was up there chilling with Jill and, and Lupino. And I said, hey, can I grab that interview? Like, it's getting a little bit late. And he said, I'll be out right away. And so I said, okay, no problem. Like, I'm not here. And I waited another 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, I got to go. I'm like, okay, I guess we're not going to talk. I hadn't seen him all weekend either, so I was looking forward to catching up. But it's okay, whatever. He's still a good dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're all, you know what? They're the who was I talking to about this? Uh, I don't remember who I was talking to about, it, and they were telling me, ah, shit. I remember I said to myself, remember this conversation. Remember this person. Now I can't. They were telling me about how the GP guys are so cool with each other. And they're not like that in America. They just do not, these guys do not hang out together. They do not talk. They're basically, you know, MX2 guys, or the 250 guys are okay, but at the higher levels, they're not. And, and, and in MXGP guys, these guys chill, man. They hang out. Like they're friends. They're, they're, they leave it on the track, you know, and it just doesn't happen that way. I forget who I was talking to about that. Uh, I had a good conversation with Russian Bobby. He wants to race in America, he wants to come race Supercross too. I don't know how that's mm-hmm. going to go. That's, but, um, Sounds dangerous. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're all good guys. I don't have a particular favorite. There's some really good dudes, though, for sure. I can't believe you made Russian Bob like 
postpone his in and out for your interview. Yeah, I know. He told me that. I didn't know that. That's horrible. I know. That's he said horrible. he he said I sit there, I stare at the burger. I'm on the phone with you. I'm like, <laughs> I'd have been like, call me back. Bro. Sorry, bro. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, he goes. What's he, did you watch that? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, he um, goes. Phone. He goes. Uh, I, I the place uh, has, has small menu, very little choices. <laughs> and I go in and out. He goes, yeah, yeah, in and out burger. <laughs> small menu, very very yeah, limited choices. <laughs> All right, JT, what were you going to say? Did uh, did you watch that Paul Ann crash that I... No, I need to. Damn it. I was on a plane oh when you sent it. Oh, that was, it, was, yeah. it was pretty good. I want to watch it right now. I mean, it was one of the worst crashes I've seen in a, in a long time. I, I, can't, I still can't believe that he's okay. He hopped like, up I, pretty I quickly, too. I don't know too. how that's possible. Hoogie was worried about his face, but it's, I <laughs> guess it's okay. <laughs> right. um, okay. Not low. See what you think. And, and he went out and finished the me, moto with, with really I, bent handlebars, by the way. And he finished the moto. Yeah. Got a point still. I mean, his whole body folds in half. He lands on his neck. Like, there are so many things about that crash that shouldn't be okay. And Right. Good for him. When okay. when they showed him on TV pulling the mechanics area, I thought, okay, he's done. He's he's headed back to the truck. And next thing you know, he's back out there still, still going for it. This is the second big crash he had already. He already had one on the quad. water. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. They're just showing picking it up. Great radio. <laughs> is Paul, Paul Lynn's locked in for another year there, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised to see Nagel was out. I didn't know that. Here, here's the crash. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, was, it was a big one. <laughs> yeah, he said his foot got caught. Clearly, his foot got caught. Wow, that's a big one. That's like a knack-knack that never got that's back. Kind of Chad Reed-esque. Yeah. It was very much. You're right. Yeah. It's yeah. just the like the contortion that his body goes yeah. through. I don't. I mean. Uh, yeah. When he hits the I'm ground, I'm still he, laying there. He hits. He hit harder than Chad. It seemed like, but the yeah. the act of crashing was similar. All right. Uh, this was from Matt JT. After seeing the GP riders in the flesh and considering the latest injuries, who is a dark horse team for MX Nations? I'm confused. Oh, to win? Sure. I don't know, dark horse, dark yeah. horse, or just do better than it's. It's it, he's picking. I didn't know if you meant yeah, it's, like for our choice of team or uh, what. He's, um, he's off his dark game. horse to win. The guy in the corner is off his game. I guess. I guess well, because France, took France a big is, hit. yeah, France took a big hit. So now, who would be the favorite? Um, I'm gonna go with Belgium. I like I like Belgium's chances. Throw Canada as a dark horse, not to win, but just Canada. Make the aim. Yeah, their their chances are just dark. <laughs> uh, this one's from Canamex Castle. do you think the lens technology that is evolving in snowmobile industry for better depth perception will bleed into MX um, sure at some point I don't know what that, what is it um, I think it's the high depth type sunglass type lenses and oh. uh, maybe even some of the um, changing lenses when you go in and out of shadows hold on I'm going to make some notes for Rich here <laughs> Um, transition. transition, yeah, the transition lenses, lenses hey, which is, is the, difficult because it takes a while to catch up. Okay, go ahead, JT. Right, who, who's the MX2 guy for the the Dutchies? Is it Bandonic? Or no, I don't know. I'm not sure who the 250 guy is. Or MX2. Um, uh, I mean, it'll be Koldenhoff and I, Hurlings and who? I thought it was Koldenhoff on the small bike. No, I don't think so. It, it might be Vandonic. Hmm. Van Donick was the best finishing Belgium on Sunday. So. Oh, he's Belgium? 
He's not yeah. Dutch. Well, he's yeah. so he's not a Dutchie then. I, I'm not sure who because their team's going to be really good. I mean, they were leading. Bogers is the, Bogers the Dutch? Nations last year. Maybe it is Bogers. Yeah, they could be really good too because yeah. you gotta you gotta figure Herlings is going to put up. Yeah. One two one three two one something mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, and then Koldenhoff, his starts. He he didn't have great starts this weekend, but he's been really consistent this season with the starts. So he could be decent too. So that could be the dark horse. Just got a well. text from the the Paul Malin. It is Bulgars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boogers. Yeah, that w- that's not a bad team. Yeah. No, they came close last year. They were going to win it until Koldenhoff Colden- yeah. dropped off maybe, I think, near the end. Like, I think he just got tired and got passed or something. But, um, all right. Next question. This is from Keel McStovepipe. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Castler. <laughs> huh. uh, JT, you did a good job announcing. Oh, uh, here we go. Would you announce a whole just, series if they gave him. you a good offer? Let's just blow the guy now. He's in the booth one JT time. JT has a full-time job. I couldn't hear the question because Steve was harassing me. Gargle, gargle, gargle. <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. Uh, you did a good job announcing. Would you announce a whole series if they gave you a good offer? Uh, yeah, I would I would love to give it a shot. You know, I, I think uh, the, the biggest problem, honestly... Uh, I don't know if it's a problem, I guess. The biggest hurdle is that I think that um, the guys we have now do a great job. So I think they do a better job than I could do. Um, and, and who knows? But um, I don't see a huge need for it. And, and things change and uh, people don't want to do it anymore. Or, you know, just whatever. Things happen and that's why we, don't have, we haven't had the same announcers forever, you know, in each series. So um, if an opportunity ever arose, sure, I would love to do it. But uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I think the guy's doing it now do a great job. First question for you, JT. Would you recognize the bunching technique when you see it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to, <laughs> as I called it out then, I would, I, I still don't know what the heck Fro was talking about. And he doubled down on it the next week. So I, <laughs> I am completely clueless as to what the hell was going on with that situation. Uh, you missed it earlier. Paul Malin said that he's, he's Charles might have had the line of the show. Paul said he gets to go back to the track at 2 or 3 in the morning sometimes to do voiceovers um, mm-hmm. of the different things. And Charles said, well, uh, our, our guy, Grant Langston, is also at the track at 2 or 3 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him if he sleeps in the uh, Monster Energy Cowie truck. <laughs> And uh, have you ever looked on a uh, MXGP TV and seen how much actual footage and highlights and yeah. uh, just commentary work that Paul does? It's, it's mind blowing. No, I know. I, I told him it's unbelievable that he's by himself. It's it unbelievable. It's if I, if, if well, Charles, then all the extra voiceovers too, like afterwards. Oh, I know. No. Crazy. If Charles called me today and said, Hey, I can't make the show tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm going out to uh, Cirque du Soleil. I would cancel the show. I do not want to do a four and a half hour show by myself. He does. Never mind eight. eight, you know. So, all right. Yeah, he does. He does a fantastic job. And, and for anybody who's never seen how a, a television broadcast goes down like that, there are so there's so much going on and so many things to jump in and out of and timelines you have to stick to and people in your ear and and he's talking to you while you're talking. You're trying to finish a sentence while somebody else is is telling you you know, counting down and it's, it's pretty wild. Um, I mean, those guys are true professionals. If you guys want to see absolute perfection on a, on a race broadcast, check out uh, Paris Supercross each year when I get beside Malin and call the action. It's beautiful. I I bring the ruckus to that ass. (laughs) Beautiful. I met Gringo JT. 
I've met Gringo several yeah, times. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, Gringo. I wish you wouldn't have yeah, got he a He was picture. the guy that had like a the fly helmet. 10 or 12-year-old helmet. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited about it, and I had to have a talk with him, a heart-to-heart about, I appreciate I appreciate your loyalty, but we got to get you into something else here. Yeah. He's a long-haul UPS driver, uh, so he's driving a lot with another buddy. He's listening to Pulp a lot, and uh, he lives in Claremont. He sees AC and the boys all the time, and uh, he wants me to go down riding. He's got an RM250 for me. You're going to ride? You're not going to ride. I'm going to ride here very soon, yeah. I'm riding in the next uh, couple weeks. Yeah, I believe it when I see it. Okay. This one's from Pulpamex Fan Club. Are there rumors of any new top-tier sponsors coming on board for next year? Charles? Not that I'm aware of. I think RCH would have had. <laughs> Remember, RCH had the, the trial deal with Microsoft, right? During yeah. Supercross? Yeah. Whatever happened with that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, JT, you know anything? Uh, I have nothing that I've heard of, no. No. No, I haven't heard anything. Marks is on the phone, so we got to kind of we got to improvise. Carry the show a little bit. Incredible radio. So. Yep. Don't bro me. Wants to know, have you tried to get Ken Roxon on for the show to update? I have. On what's going on with I him? have tried to get Kenny on. I'm and, getting, and? I'm not, we have not had Kenny on, so it's not working. Uh, Brad Ross wants to know, He's, JT or Steve? He, he was riding like an hour north of here today. Mesquite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, who throws a better event, AMA or MXGP? These MXGP guys, dude, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta back this thing down. Two days, it's too much. Wash base. They do got the wash base. Not this weekend though. God, the pits were flooded this weekend due Awful. to the rain and everything. Uh, JT, too long. They gotta stop. It's a long weekend. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, it's all perspective. You know, I think uh, I like the one-day format. Um, but when you're talking about, you know, you were mentioning how all of the, the riders are cool with each other and they hang out and there's more camaraderie and all that, I think that's a, that's a result of the schedule. I think being yeah. there all weekend and people staying in their motorhomes and all that, I think one is directly correlated to the other. So. Um, better or worse, yeah, I think for families and, and people that work all week, I think the one-day schedule is better. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I guess it's just all perspective. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, again, everybody wants to say better, you know, the better ride, like better ride. Like they're just different, whatever. There's pros and cons to both. And I think the well, MXGPs. Sorry, JT. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, you no, go, no, Charles. This is your show. Okay. Um, but, you know, they fly across the world for some of these races. Yeah. So if it was a one-day format, I mean, it's like we literally flew – to the United States for one day of racing, turn around and okay. go home. It's, yeah, no problem. I Whatever. think for them that they try to, you know, extend I go all, it I go all the way to New York for one day. It's rough. Yeah. First class, United, all the way to New yeah. York. All right. This is from Brandon Johnson. Uh, what's the deal with Peter Sagan wearing 100% MX goggles around his neck after race wins at the Tour? That's he, your guy. Yeah. Peter Sagan, he, he just, he thinks it's cool. He's a big fan of motocross, and to be honest, I think he just saw moto guys we took him to las vegas supercross actually for the finale and uh i think he saw those guys wearing goggles on the podium and he was like hey that's cool i want to yeah. do that yeah dude how, how good is that for you guys 100 like, that's good that's huge yeah huge he's you he's I mean? mainstream legit yeah. legit guy to be completely honest i didn't know who he was prior to us signing him uh-huh. um, but once i did some research he's a legit rock star guy he's i mean the vegas supercross walking through the pits there was people grabbing him for pictures and to talk to him and i'm yep. like 
Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's it for tweets. That's it? Yep. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. I couldn't think of it for a minute. I'm, I'm dry. Look, I got up at 1.30 in the morning Pacific time. You're a saint. To catch a flight. And I'm having a show tonight. On I, hope Labor you, Day. I hope you people realize this. I hope you people are happy. Uh, BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. That's it. At Paul Pomek Show is the Twitter. Uh, please send them in if you have some questions. And uh, we will get to them as far as uh, whatever it comes to the USGP. Or next up, the Motocross Diz Nations. JT, you feeling a little better about Team USA's chances? Uh, I am with France's struggles. Yes, uh, we've had our own, so I don't. I don't really feel bad for anyone. We have probably had more struggles than anyone, um, but I think that opens the door because right now they're they're kind of scratching their heads as to who they're going to put on that bike, and uh, if they have any indecision, that means we have a chance. Um, yeah, I, I does, think I think it looks better. Does Paul Malin have any insight to France's? Uh, no, no. Um, and even Goche didn't. I asked him after the race. Goche mm-hmm. didn't know either. Somebody, the Lewis Lewis from MX Vice, told me that there was a kid in EMX or something that said, "I'm happy for this opportunity. Thank you, Pasquale, who is the name of the French team manager." And a kid wasn't that good or something. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I have no idea. And he's not. And Lewis wasn't sure 100 percent if this was talking about this nations or what this was talking about. Is Porcel locked in, or is that just a rumor? No, that was just a rumor. Okay. I don't know. I can't see Porcel doing it. Maybe. Um, Cog, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What's up, bud? I'm uh, just uh, chilling out, hanging out back here in Nebraska, you know, enjoying our Labor Day weekend. What did you think of Debo on the show last week? <laughs> Killing it. That guy, dude, he's so funny. I mean, honestly, he, come on. Everybody knows Debo. I love the guy. Hang out, I do everything I can to help him out with everything, and then he just gives up riding. Just yeah. one weekend, and he's over it. Well, he ate shit, right? It's some local mini state racers, mini mini racers, something, right? Well, I mean, it wasn't a Manitoba race or anything like that that he ate shit at. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Really? I don't know, Cog. I'm just saying. Debo said he ate shit. He felt like it really banged him up. He was like, "Oh, I I, I don't like this." Steve, don't yell at me, please. Okay. Really? No Come problem. on. I'm just telling you what he said, I'm, Cog. No, I, we're all good. Okay. I, dude, he's such a funny guy. He's riding a 2007 YZ250 with, like, hair scramble suspension on it, and he's trying to do all the stuff that Debo knows how to do. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. It is what it is, right, right. bro. But he's such a good guy. He is. What else is on your mind, bud? Well, I just, I don't know. I want to talk about your uh, fantasy picks for the GP this weekend. Okay. Your turn. Ball's in your court. Let Let's go. Uh, I I don't even know who I picked, man. I don't know. I, I I'm you're talking about that thing with Danny that we did, right? Um, yes, sir. Uh, I I picked AC to win. That went out the window. Mm-hmm. But I had RJ second, so I won on that one. I did not have Hunter Lawrence at all in the top eight. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, Sewer was in there. Uh, I think uh, I put Harrison up there, and he would have done pretty good had he not fallen with two turns to go. And MXGP, well, I said Tomac was going to win, and Hurling second, and Caroli third. Okay. So, Steve, this is where I'm going with this whole program, is that what an, what an awesome situation that it was brought up to us that we had so many different people to pick from, mm-hmm. and then different guys won, and... 
I mean, holy crap. None, nobody would have ever picked anything from this weekend with the GPs. Well, no, they and, actually would have picked Hurlings in Hampshire. It would have been probably a, a, like a pick that someone would have made. Right? Well, I don't know. Thanks for shooting my foot. You know, right now. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Great, I'm just you. saying. I'm saying, Cog, Hurlings, Tomac, and Caroli is a is a is a common thing that Charles and JT and myself and we would have got the top three in some order. And then Hampshire and AC, I'm fairly confident AC would have beat Hampshire. I think if if he had stayed up. So, you know. But but what happened to AC? Not. I mean, um, he got hurt, and that's exactly what happened. He got hurt. I know. Yeah. Anyways. Dude, it, it couldn't have been – I guess th- this is what I'm trying to say. What an awesome weekend of having such good racing. Yes. I mean, dude, everybody had so high expectations for different racers, and, you know, certain people were let down, but, damn it, it was a great weekend of racing. This is what we need in the United States. I mean, dude, this stuff is – we can't even script this shit. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, such a good weekend. It, it was. It was a good weekend for sure. And that, I mean, that's what happens when you have the best over there and the best, or not the best, but some of the best from America meet up. You know, and that's what Charles was saying earlier about having a a super series. How awesome that would be. Neither one of us thinks it can happen, but it would absolutely be, well, be pretty not awesome. I, so, what? What, in your opinion, what do you think it would take to have that series come together? It, it, it's. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any way it happens ever. All right, well, let's bring JT into this. JT, what? Oh, sorry, Kaga hung up on you. Oops, by accident. I'm bringing JT in. <laughs> JT, how could we make a, a, a U.S. national and an MXGP come together? I, I, I don't see how this could happen. An act of God. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, also on the line is uh, Trevor. What's up, Trevor? How are you? <laughs> sorry, Cog. Good. By Good. the way. How are you, Mathis? Good. What's up, bud? I was just wondering, watching the GPs uh, this weekend highlights and the last race, and um, I forget where they were, but Hurlings and Cairoli, like, how is their relationship? Like, they seem to have a lot of attitude when they're passing each other on the track and such. Um, I don't think they're very good buddies, but I think they're professional. I think they handle it. They pit out of two different trucks. Uh, Caroli's yeah. team is Italian with Koldenhoff, and uh, and Hurlings is under the MX2 team. It's based in Austria, you know. Um I think they're professional. I don't think they bro down though, but I think it's not great. Yeah, I think it's yeah. That's what you know. That's what I kind of saw, like just watching some of the highlights of their battles in the first moto and such. And um, I wanted to ask you that that quad that was going back into the back section that looked big even in the video highlights. Dude, it was big. Yeah, yeah. Especially that sandy face. It kind of looked like like they were kind of popping up and just hoping they had that distance. How far do you think that was, JT? Uh, I think they said it was 30 meters, so, you know, 90, 93 feet, 90, whatever. Oh, no, no, now all of a sudden you know the conversion, right? Well, I just heard Paul say 30 meters. Okay. So, all right. I, I mean, I know how far a meter is, yeah. It's three feet. 39 inches. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so there you go, That's Trevor. Just, yeah, they just, you know, looked impressive, but, yeah, I like... I appreciate all the coverage, and I'll let you guys get going. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think Caroli and, and I don't think they're bros, you know, but. No. That is a fact. <laughs> um, you know, how, how can you blame? How could you blame Antonio? Like, like Antonio can see the future here. He may win next year a 10th title, 
But I think the Hurlings era is coming real soon, right? I mean, I think we all agree on that. I don't know how Geyser. Geyser is awesome. But I don't know how Geyser just straight up beats Jeffrey or Faber gets back to beating Jeffrey. Maybe not next year, 20, 2018. But by 2019, I think the the MXGP will be Jeffrey Hurling's world. Do you agree, JT? Yeah, I think we're. I think it's here. You know, I think um, you know Jeffrey had a, a a wrist injury going into the season that really set him back. Um, and you know, to Tony's credit, he took advantage of what he needed to do. You know, when Tim Geiser went out after round six with an injury, Tony took the reins and kind of never looked back. Um, and he, you know, he basically anytime anybody had a problem, he capitalized and uh, that's why he has a huge points lead. But I'm, I'm sure Tony knows, you know, Tony's 32 years old. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey's the next guy, quote unquote, next guy. And uh, I think Tony knows that's why this title is so critical because it may be tough to get another one after this one. What what's Tony's contract situation? Do we know? I don't know. No, I do not know. No. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, as as Jeffrey gets better and better. I mean, but too, you know, Jeffrey's been hurt now um, four out of the last five years, three out of the last four. You know, including this year. You know, if you count the injury, so he hasn't been yeah, able to I think, quite stay injury free. Go ahead. I think the four fifty allows him to ride a little bit more to his skill set, which is under control, use the power. Um, I think the 250, he had to override it by so, you know, so hard. His, his mm-hmm. ability forced him to override the bike to go that fast that he, that was why he ended up crashing at times where the 450, he never looks like he's out of control. He always looks yeah. like he's well within his limit. Um, and he can just use the power to make up that speed. So we'll see, you know, I think maturity, uh, solves a lot of injury problems, and I think he's coming into a stride now. So yeah. uh, might be tough days ahead for anybody trying to beat that guy. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's got a note. Two more years for uh, TC. End of nineteen, his contract yeah. is up. Um, so yeah, it should get. It, we should see some great battles. And honestly, I was so blown away by Geyser at Mantova and the races I've watched. And he's going to do the Monster Cup, which will be interesting to see. But man, like. You know, uh, maybe he gets, maybe, I mean, you know, he was winning earlier in the year, but I just see this thing being hurlings, man. I really do. I just, I don't know. Maybe. Well, those guys have their tracks. I mean, guys yeah. are on a hard pack track. He's, he's great. Uh, he's world class. I think he'll give Jeffrey anything he wants. Yeah. Um, but at the sand tracks, it's not even close, you know, so that's, that's yeah. going to be the difference. I think where Jeffrey may win, he may not on a hard pack track, yeah. but almost a certainty that he will in the softer ones. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's it's, it's the series is going to be interesting to, to turn out. Do you think, Charles, that with Hurlings coming to Indiana and this weekend's USGP, do you feel like more Americans will follow that series now? I think so, a little bit, and and that might taper off as the series gets longer. Yeah, because they um, are on CBS. You know, yeah, they're they're on over it's, here. It's easy to to watch if you're right. into it. Um, just like when Villapoto went over there, the, I, I'm sure there was a spike in interest that you know tailored off, and I would think it would be the same next year. Yeah. Some more interest, and then maybe kind of peter out if the series gets like it is now with the big yeah. big lead yep yep it uh i think it'll what do you think jt you think people will be into it more yeah the biggest thing just like any sport you know it's it's a recurring theme for every sport we watch the more familiar you are with the stars of the sport the more interest will carry so getting those guys here getting you know uh, behind the scenes commentary and interviews with them and just 
learning about their personalities and where they're from and the cultural differences and all that, I think that's what will make the difference. Um, that's why, you know, NASCAR spends so much money to get these, these lifestyle stories on these drivers. So you, you create a, uh, some sort of uh, common bond mm-hmm. with the driver and you understand where they came from. And uh, I think that's what's lacking for the American fan with that series is they just basically have no idea who most of these guys are. So it's it's really tough to follow that series and get involved when you don't even know who you're watching. So as that grows, um, and and we have more and more USGPs, I think that you know, and I think the I think Ustream is is aware of that. You know, they know that to get uh, worldwide viewership, they have to uh, they have to get people to actually realize who these people are, and uh, they're they're trying hard, I think, at that. And for me, I know just as a fan myself. I, I'm much more um, interested than I have maybe ever been. So it's, it's worked for me so far. Uh, I was talking to Jeremy Albrecht, J-Bone from uh, JGR Suzuki, the manager. He he told me what he would like to see is a end of the production rule in America. Because, you know, he says on their end of Suzuki, Suzuki's like, they, you know, they, they've been racing the 18s all year. And, and, it's a great way to develop a bike. It's a great way to get publicity for a bike. It's a great way to to uh, get testing on a bike is racing it. And he said that they he feels like some of the OEMs would be more invested if if, if the rules were open to use enough, uh, the fully works bikes like we used to have back in the day. And and I see his point because I don't think the days of like making a brand new Honda like they used to do in the mid eighties that's not going to happen. Nobody does that anymore. It's not that gnarly. But I see Jay Bowen's point. Like the OEMs might be more interested, dumping more money into it, if they could race another model. Uh, you know, and 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 again, I think the difference between a production bike and a works bike is as is as slim as it's ever been. The gap in 1985 was huge. Uh, the gap now, not so much. But uh, what do you think, JT? You think that Jay Bowen has a point there? Maybe, but does that separate the haves and the have-nots? More than well, more than it is now. I brought that up, and Jay Bone's like, "Yeah, but it's already huge." You know, the seven deuce deuces Honda and Kenny Roxon's Honda are, are quite different on the line for a Supercross. So, right, but don't don't you want that gap to be? Well, you know, the production rule was was basically built to bring that gap down, and also to uh, limit costs for these teams to be able to operate. Right. So, um, I think you you all you put in danger. Um, the ability for any privateer team to be competitive if you completely remove that rule. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying J-Bone's yeah. right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the other side of the coin. Um, you want you want upstart teams to feel like they have a chance. And the more exotic you make the equipment, the less that becomes viable. Okay. All right. What do you, what do you think, Charles? I completely agree with, with JT. There's two sides to the coin. And, yeah. Um, you know, the cost of racing is – you know, very expensive as we've seen teams drop out and you know not be able to get funding to go racing. So, um, you know, the the more we limit the amount they spend on being competitive with factory teams, the mm-hmm. more opportunity there is for more teams to come into the sport. So. Yeah, all right, yeah, something to think about. I do like looking at the, the equipment. You know, yeah. it's pretty cool to see a TM. <laughs> You're like, hey, look at that thing. Yeah. It's like seeing like a rare unicorn or something. You're like, look at this TM. It's it's awesome. Um, all right, JT. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to, you know, talk about? Um, no, I just want to give a plug for uh, this Dirt Dreams um, project. My buddy Davey's working on. Hold on, I got this right here. I'm supposed to do this already. Oh, my bad. All right. So what you do? DirtDreams.net. Go there. Uh, starting well, there's a new. There's a new. There's a new little wrinkle to that too. So oh. he set up DirtDreams.net slash Pulpamex. 
Okay. So there's actually uh, one that's tied in that, you know, links to Kiefer and all that. So just if you want to check it out, this direct program that we're talking about is dirtdreams.net slash pulpamex. Starts at a Monster Energy Cup. You're a VIP there with JT hanging out. Uh, you get tickets, transport to and from the race. And uh, from there, you head up into the uh, wilds of, uh, uh, of Idaho, right? Or is nope, you, Utah. Utah, that's what I said. Yep, Zion National yep. Park in Utah. Stick with me. I'll walk you through this. Uh, uh, hotel is included. Uh, most of the meals are included. Bicycles, motocross bikes are all included. Trail rides, uh, mountain biking, the permits is all included. And uh, it's really, really cool. You, you'll mountain bike one day up to the top of a red ledge. You will uh, trail ride up to the top of another mountain ledge jt did this last year chris kiefer is doing it this year and stepping in so you can hang out with kiefer which uh, could be could get weird but uh, also could be really cool <laughs> um jt so this is an awesome deal yeah i can't guarantee any uh personalized kiefer after dark but uh I, I i could bet you would talk him into it just knowing kiefer yeah um but yeah it was it was awesome i mean it's it, you know a lot of the guys that are coming is it's such a great opportunity to ride in a situation you've never been to. And if you've never been to Utah, I mean, people come from around the world to go to Moab and ride off-road in Utah for good reason. So you get to do the VIP program with me at Monster Cup and then uh, have a badass week of uh, mountain biking and dirt bikes with uh, with Kiefer and uh, Davey and whoever else is there that week. Yeah. So, we deal. Uh, people from all over the world have come over and do it. Um, so please, yeah, if you're a foreigner and you want to come on over uh, and see America, see a real cool part of America, as well as uh, get to be a VIP at the Monster Energy Cup, you can meet, meet Charles Caslew, 100%. Meet Paul Perbinos also, probably. Although he'll, Paul, Paul probably be mad. He'll be angry, but um, that's a good chance. Uh, yeah, was super angry last night. Was he? Yeah, he was super angry that he was in Jacksonville, Florida, and not at home. <laughs> hmm. I think he he probably booked that. So uh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, it's great. Uh, so yeah, please check it out. DirtDreams.net slash PulpMX. Right. I get you that? got it. Okay. Uh, perfect. Uh, thanks to uh, to Davey for checking that out. It's a real fun deal. And uh, thanks, JT, flyracing.com. Thank you for coming on and joining us. And uh, may you sleep well tonight dreaming of Jeffrey Hurlings. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, JT. All right. Jason Thomas, everybody, on the Pop Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Um, we're going to uh, gear out like Cole Call Your Brother when we come back from commercial. Okay. Gene Wilson's mechanic, former Nick Way mechanic. Former Josh Hansen mechanic. Former Christoph Purcell mechanic. Christoph Purcell. God, that range is incredible. Hanny Purcell, Way Wilson. Can you get more off the end? Right? No, you, I don't think you could. Yeah. All right, Charles Castle will pick the music when we come back. Uh-oh. Are you, are you picking country western? If I'm picking, it's going to be country. So we might have to Holy smokes. divert to uh, Pookie. Sounds gay. <laughs> uh, I agree, Berluti. I agree. Uh, we'll be right back after this with much more on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll be back after this commercial break. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. The word of the day is Bieber. Bieber. 
All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain, 
They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands... Please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available on the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, our long lasting laser cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. 
And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors 
fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. Pivotworks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivotworks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, Pivotworks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. 
Gear Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki, you can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, what's happening? You and your ass invited. So gonna get to clapping. Go pop a phone, Pop it for me, turn around and drop it for a plan. Drop it for me. I'll rent a beach house in Miami. Wake up with no jammies. Lives to tell for dinner. Julio served that scampi. You got it if you want it. Got it if you want it. Said you got it if you want it. Take my wallet if you want it now. Jump in the Cadillac. Girl, let's put some miles on it. Just to put a smile on it You deserve it, baby You deserve it all And I'm gonna give it to you Cool jewelry shining so bright Strawberry champagne on us Lucky for you, that's what I like That's what I like Lucky for you, that's what I like That's what I like Search by the fire at night Silk sheets and diamonds all white Welcome back, everybody. Pop Mech Show presented by BPOSports.com and Fly Racing. That's Charles Castle, everybody. Song Bruno Mars. Do you want to dance when you hear that? I mean, you're fucking kidding me. Thank you, Berluti. Cookie supports it. Berluti would not like this song. You're right. He would not like it. 
I mean, it's a collaborative effort, my wife and I. And Pookie. Sounds gay. <laughs> There's not enough for Ludi drops for this. <laughs> People are going to hate whatever I pick. Doesn't matter. Pookie just said he's the next Michael Jackson. She just texted me that. He's, she's, okay. a, she's a Bruno Mars fan. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. Huh. I really don't care. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks to Paul Malin, RJ Hampshire, uh, and Jason Thomas. And most of all, thanks to Charles Castle for coming in. Um, this is the first time you've been solo co-host, huh? Yeah. yeah. Other times with, with that other guy? Yeah, Paul yeah. Fairbanks. Yeah. Uh, Gear Alloy, everybody. The brand that dominates the truck, Jeep, and SUV market. Gear Alloy has got you covered and is the go-to wheel brand for your lifted truck, trailer riding Jeep, diesel burning pickup, or street cruising SUV. These guys, uh, they offer you a deal through SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Love these guys at Gear Alloy. Uh, what you do is you go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Type in Pulp MX-17 and uh, save with SoCal Super Trucks at Save Gear Alloy with SoCal Super Trucks. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, it's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you to choose from. And, of course, Gear Alloy is a big part of the RM, ATV, MC team uh, with Millsaps and um, Baggett and uh, Benny Bloss and Charles. Dakota Alex says it looks good for him to stay there next year. They're nice. putting together a deal for him for 250 class. Okay. So we should yeah. see Dakota Alex under that uh, uh, room also, too. I like that. And, uh, and uh, please, get your trucking gear, gearalloy.com. They're also a big part of the uh, Ricky Russell, Josh Toth, Cole Richardson, uh, NFAB, Ampro, Yamaha, GNCC team. Of course, Gear Alloy. They wear the Gear Alloy helmets. It's like a monster mm -hmm. helmet, but it's Gear Alloy. Uh, all right, everybody. So this is the Gear Alloy cold call. So why not call Charles' brother, Daniel, mechanic for Dean Wilson, a.k.a. Mohead? Uh, let's call him up. Let's see what he's doing. It's a little late, Charles. Clean people. He's probably at the shop let's working. Gear Alloy Is he really? Call. I don't know. I, I like, like him. Call him Mohead, everybody. Here's 50-50 that he picks up. Gear Alloy cold call. Hi, yes, it's Jagger home, please. Let's see if he answers the Gear Alloy cold call. That's dogs. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> Not looking good. No. Hi, yes. I don't know. Daniel, sorry I missed your call, but leave your name, number, and a brief message. Oh, and I'll get to you. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Mohead, it's Mathis. Pulp Mech Show. Got your brother here. We're live. We decided to call you. See what's up. I'm sure you're wrenching. I like that. Good to hear. Uh, Torquing something. Gear out. What? Torquing something. Torquing something. Uh, gear alloy cold call. Uh, give us a call back. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Mohead, everybody. Mechanic to Dean Wilson. Swing and a miss. Uh, going to this Nations with him, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for, he's excited. Uh, for Great Britain. That'll be awesome. Um, I like talking to your brother. He's one of the guys that uh, I like to go say hi to and talk to him. And Man, he's passionate. He is. No, it's not short on passion. That's no, for sure. he's so passionate. I, I talk to him, and I'm like, oh, the, my God, this the kid, guy. The kid's paid his dues. I mean, he started off, you know, he was my mechanic for a bit, and then some other privateers, and there was a point where he was living in my van outside of Chad Sanders' shop working for the 1110 team when they were Honda Troy. Um, so the kids, I mean, he's, yeah. he's worked hard to get where he is, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes to a lot of mechanics on the circuit, you know, um, myself included. Like, yeah. I look back at the stuff I did, I'm like, wow, what a need. For I the am. amount of money you did it for. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> or a lack thereof I money. I was sleeping on an air mattress in a, at the race shop, you know. Yeah. It was just insane. But um, 
And then when I talk to him now, Mohead, I'm like, yeah, this like I'm all cynical and grouchy, you know? <laughs> and he's just like full of piss and vigor and loves it and pack and I'm just like yeah. Yeah, and that, I think that goes a long ways with him and Dean have a really good relationship, yeah. get along really well. Yeah. So um, they're both passionate people, but also like to have a good time. So it's kind of, they feed off of each other. Uh, absolutely. Hey, by the way, folks, Enduro Cross coming up September 23rd in Reno, September 30th in Denver, Everett, Phoenix coming up. Uh, we're going to give away some tickets to Enduro Cross down the road in a little bit, but please check it out. 2017 marks the 14th season of AMA Enduro Cross. It's uh, Colton Haker uh, defending his plate against Cody Webb, and they had fireworks in Vegas, which was awesome to see. And uh, we're going to have Haker on a show coming up here real soon. We're trying to get some moto guys like A Ray to get into these things, but everyone, Marks, is shooting me down. No one is interested in doing these. I mean, it doesn't look like the most fun event. A Ray <laughs> seemed like he had fun. Kinda. What part about that? Anyways, a Ray was walking like he had crap in his pants by the end of the night. Yeah, it was not good. Maybe yeah. we just said A Ray to all of them. That would be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, Enduro Cross, everybody, endurocross.com. Please check them out. Have you, have you ever been to these? I have. My yeah. wife actually has raced quite a few of them. She yeah, that's even awesome. X Games too. So I'm familiar with Enduro Cross and will not be lining up at one anytime soon. Well, you were going to be my next guy. I was going to ask. Uh, if there is a cash bonus if you make the pro main event. That's not happening, though. <laughs> Those guys are so specialized in what they do. I know, huh? it's... Remember the early days when Dowd and Rhino and Huffy would show up and they'd do good? Yeah. But now yeah. there's just the guys are too good. Right. Yeah. yeah they've, they've devoted tons and tons of time of testing and the, developing bikes for it. It's, it's a completely but, different ballgame. But the point of this is that if Enduro Cross, if you're in Reno, Denver, Everett, Phoenix, Boise, or Ontario, like tickets are cheap. Go mm-hmm. see it. It's fun. Oh, it's awesome. It's great. It's a like, great event. Marks, you can you can attest to that. Yeah, it's entertaining for sure. There's something always happening. Oh yeah, yeah. Doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what race, what class no. it is. No, there's it's, always it's something going on. Chaos. The, the women's race is usually one of the best ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look what at marks. marks? Oh, gosh. Yeah, like I said, entertaining. Yeah, we'll just Very leave that one there. Yeah, it's, uh, so please check them out at EnduroCross.com, and uh, we thank them for coming on the show. Also, W Wheels. Love John and the gang down there at W. Supplier to half the pits, it seems like, in wheels. Atlas Neck Brace. Atlas is doing big things with uh, Marty Davalos and Jason Anderson, among others. If, you want, if you're interested in, that, in a neck brace and you're worried about uh, how they fit, how they sit on your neck, how, how, how restrictive they are, please try an Atlas Neck Brace. You'll realize how great they are. Guts Racing. Get Data as well on board with us. Works Connection. And, uh, and we love all those guys. They've been with us for a while now, and uh, including the folks at EK Chains as well. So please check them out, and uh, we appreciate the, all of the support we get from you guys as well. And uh, Patreon, if there's a, there's a podcast, I usually give a little sneak preview of an upcoming podcast on Patreon. So go on there. If you can give anything extra, you can. It'll help out. And uh, we really appreciate that. Patreon.com as well helps for paying for our new website, new server, that kind of stuff. So um, you think your brother will call back? I don't know. I text him. said, hey, oh, okay. that was us. We yeah. tried to call you live yeah, for that, a show. That doesn't really happen. Like everyone doesn't pick up the seven hundred two number, right? right? They're not exactly sure what it is. Uh, USGP talk still uh, with Charles Castle from one hundred percent talking a little bit more of the USGP. Now let's go to what about what a silly season? Yeah, what Any about updates? silly season? Um, Davalos to Pro Circuit. Davalos to Pro Circuit. He's back going back. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Oldenburg's going to ride Rockstar Husky. I, that, that's that's okay. old news now, but I don't a know if people bit. knew that. Uh, and so it'll be Moseman, Oldenburg. Which, which Oldenburg, he, I mean, he broke his collarbone, right? Was that the injury during outdoors? Yeah. What took, we went 12 more races after that. Never saw him again. 
No, we didn't, did we? I never heard if he got no. injured again, yeah. maybe, or something. He got married, I saw, on social media. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, and what else? Uh, Millsaps to Yamaha, I think, is going to happen. And then Rocky Mountain's not filling that spot, right? No, that'll be, well, now Dakota Alex sounds like 250 guy, and Bloss and Baggett will mm -hmm. be on that team. Um, Geico will be basically the same. Sexton, Hampshire, J-Mart. Help me. Who am I missing? Boy, we're McAdoo. McAdoo. Yeah. There you go. Dude. Two-year deal. And what is up with McAdoo? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with him about some fantasy results. Oh, geez. Here we go. You got to let it go. Place. You got to really Dude, let I it go. Dude, I picked him twice. I got zero points. Four motos. Did you hear our points. fantasy show we did where we talked about the riders that we picked the most? Yep. Yeah, we did a little stats or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Good evening, fellas. Hope all's well. Yeah, we're good, man. So, good. And hopefully, uh, and sleep deprived makes it a little better, too. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm struggling, but I'm pulling through for you, Brian, for you. Um, oh, man, you are doing fabulous. I can hear everything crystal clear. Right. So here's the thing. After yesterday, so one of the two things that I learned, I don't know about, about you guys, but uh, I feel bad for Zach because, uh, you know, coming up for Matterly, because I feel like a house just fell on his shoulders in the simple fact that our seventh and eighth place dudes, even though it's on our soil, took down, NMX2, I mean, took down their champions with fairly relative ease. And now I'm thinking, oh, man, this poor guy is now going to have so much pressure to go win the 250, not, not the overall, of course, but the 250 uh, for, uh, you know, for Matterly. And I thought, wow, that's not even his fault. But I feel like it, the pressure just immensely, immensely just got turned up. But, you know, it also makes me think, though, I, now if I'm not mistaken, now, I don't follow the GPs quite like you guys do, but Geiser wasn't a world beater on a 250, was he? I mean, he was okay. He was yeah. fine. But I'm wondering, okay, because Hurlings is, if AC is going to, you know, go two more years after that, I mean, it's going to be the Hurlings show more than likely. Who's the dude that can come over here, or, or who's the dude on the 250s over there that might be able to, uh, that might be able to at least make this thing competitive? I mean, is it maybe Lieber? Who's going to Cali next year? Or uh, I mean, is you know Jonas, Jonas or Seawear? Yeah, know. I mean, I, I just or Prado. Think, yeah, Prado should be over here soon. He's got to figure out this heat problem he's got. Oh, uh, I didn't mean. I didn't even mean over here. I meant. Um, yeah, no, I meant I, even over there on the fourth. No, I know, but I mean, he, he, okay. he, the heat Sorry problem he's got over there and here and everything else. Um, honestly, yeah. Brian, this is why I think that MX2 age rule is just ridiculous. It's just a, it's a fake class. Like, if you're just older and you're on decent equipment, you'll just start doing good because of everyone in the class gets moved out and into and mm -hmm. the 450s, and you see these guys not ready. Pacharel's going to 450s next year. He's got nothing. He's got no ride. There's not enough ride for him. So wow. the, the, the guys that are winning MX2, like, I mean, look, Hurlings doesn't count. He's an all-world talent. But give me a break. I don't see any. Like, I just see it being a fake class with this new with the age people, with the but age is, limit. Is there something to be said for that age limit forcing talent into their MXGP class and them developing better and longer to then, you know, handle us on our home soil. What do you mean? I mean, the MXGP class, yeah. we didn't have a ton of talent in it, but there was way lopsided on the side of Euros in front of us. But then the MX2 class, we were much clearly faster and better. But the MXGP class, it seems like they forced guys up into yeah, that we, class. We had two elite guys in there. America yeah. did, you know, Barsha and and Tomac. 
but then we're also not exactly dominating the designations either. No, no, not them, at all. So, no, well, um, not dominating, but they're top th- America's top three or four. You know what I mean? Like it's not the end of the world. Sometimes. Like they're, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know, Brian. It's a good question. Uh, I I just I look at MX2 class in Europe, and I'm like, eh, you guys are all just winning because I mean they're great riders. Don't get me wrong, but you know, let's keep let's keep some people down in there and see how these kids do. So. But you no, know, using referencing our our talent, you know, like Malcolm Stewart had to move up, Justin Bogle, guys like that, they weren't close to 23 years old anyway. So, like, if the same rule was here in the U.S., um, they would have to move up based on Supercross results before they got to 23. So that wouldn't be a problem, really. I mean, yeah. Zach and Osborne and Davalos would be the only yeah, couple that really come to mind that would be affected by yeah, that. Yeah, it depends, right? Depends how, how it most works. Of, most I, of those guys are, are forced out. But to, via the Supercross rule, yes. But to me, an uh, an eight race regional series against half the competition, mm-hmm. like that's not basis enough to move you out. Yeah, it shouldn't be to me. So you don't prefer either? Yeah, I just want to leave it open, just open, just it. You just ride. You can go if you're a two fifty specialist and you're better and you got more financial uh, weight and everything else in that class. Go ride it. That's it. Go ride it. You know, man, I agree with you because I think you, I think you should also be able to move down if you wanted to. Thinking yeah. of one classic example sure. right now, sure. Barcia. Why not? Because that regional Supercross series, I mean, that started out to help people, privateers who lived on the East Coast, get get to the races, and mm-hmm. vice versa on the West Coast. And that's that's all gone to shit. You know, mm-hmm. everybody races everything. There's highly funded teams. The machines are very expensive. The whole thing about privateer, like that's there's nobody anymore doing that. You know, it's it's completely outdated. Uh, um, system. Now, however, saying that, if you did make it one class, this is talks to America. If you did make it one class, why would Peyton hire four guys? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And so he wouldn't have four mechanics, right? Yeah. I thought. I don't think he would hire four guys. I, I'm. I'm assuming you wouldn't. And Geico and everybody else. Probably not. So two or three. Does the the, the East West keep jobs? I think I so. Think so. Absolutely. So there I go talking out of the both sides of my mouth, right? <laughs> About like wanting the jobs and the rides, but you know, and wanting guys to stay in the class if they're a specialist, but Davalos should move up. Well, what I'm saying for the Mar- like what I'm saying with Marty is yes, he should get out of there. You know, which is contradicting what, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying about everybody should be able to stay down because of the rules the way they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not working, Marty. Right. You need to move up. But if you right. want him, if you wanted to just make it wide open, no problem. You Speaking know? of Marty, do we know where he's going? Pro circuit. Oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah. right. On the yeah. 250 again. Yeah, again. <laughs> um, and I think my whole Marty Davalos uh, argument was proven with his I, results this summer. You're not wrong. That That's for sure. He I always well. said the pressure of being a championship contender on a 250s was getting to him, and he was folding, and he was never going to win this title. It's been 12 years. Dan Truman can tell me all he wants about it. He can win the title. No, he can't. No, he can't. It's been proven. Well, Unfortunately, guess what? We're going to get to see it again. We're going to get to see it again. <laughs> Take the pressure off him. Just have him be one of the guys, yeah. And and we know he's got talent. That's yeah, undisputable. that's never been a question. So we saw what he could do. Anyway, somehow this anyway. morphed into Marty Davos once again. Go. Yep. So um, <laughs> it went from Brian asking about MX2 riders who could break through to Marty Davalos. <laughs> You're welcome. Follow those steps, everybody. Um, yeah. I, no. I. And you know what? It's it, it sickens me that Hurlings. Is is coming up on Everett's for career wins? Like he's got seventy six GP wins. Really? Yeah. And it's like, give me a break. Searle started getting as fast as you. Searle had to leave. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, these guys g- got quick and they had to get out of the class. So, 
Um, and imagine how many he would have if he didn't get hurt all those times. Oh, God, right? Yeah. I mean, he... So, okay, yeah, great. He's going to have 76 wins. Great, okay. Or he's got 76 wins. Great. Um, he's beating up on, like, basically a bullying in a schoolyard of kids, even though he's younger himself, you know? So. <laughs> all right, Brian. Sorry, Brian. Thanks, fellas. Have a good night. Thanks, Brian. See you guys. We hijacked your question into Marty Davalos talk. Yeah, that happens. Uh, 702-586-757. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. We haven't been playing them much lately. Did we play Gringos last week? I don't remember. Oh, no. 480 Phil. Uh, we did 480 Phil. 480 Phil. <laughs> that guy's awesome, by the way. Did he call again? No, uh, but we should get 480 Phil and Gringo uh, <laughs> to, to co-host the show one night. Maybe the next roundtable. Marks? <laughs> Marks? I you? mean, yeah, we can make it happen. I just don't know if 480 Phil... I think he has an anger problem, an anger issue. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but then he seems like a really nice guy. As long as you don't stand under his tent. <laughs> I picture 40 Phil as a Vietnam vet. Yeah, probably. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fought for the country. And it's his fucking tent. Yep. <laughs> and he fought for that right for that fucking tent. Give you me know? a fucking dollar. And fuck you, you millennials, for telling me to move. All right, voicemails, here we go. Hey, I was just coming, calling in from uh, Illinois, went to watch the Ironman National, and I don't think you guys are giving it much respect that's due to hurlings. I mean, that was some next-level shit. Maybe it was just from my point of view. but I mean, amazing, <laughs> incredible. I said it was one of the top ten rides I've ever seen. JT blew him on the— JT's blowing him left and right. Weigand is freaking out. I don't know how much more credit he can get. Dude, I, I think we all did a good job of saying how amazing he was. And he, rightfully lipstick so. Lipstick on your he, dipstick? Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know. I don't get this guy, but anyways. Uh, he's the man. Hey, guys. Um, Derek Reed from Wisconsin. What's up, Derek? Just uh, watching the first moto of the Ironman of the 450s, and I know the results already. But I'm looking at the track, and I'm looking at Curlings in the lead, and I'm looking at Tomac riding the track, and I think Curlings winning did something really good for the state of motocross in the United States and getting good races because they just proved that track is GP-friendly. And uh, I think it's a great thing. I'd love to see the designations there. And just as long as we get good weather... It's a good track. It's it. Dude, uh, Redbud, which is where the series, the MX Nation is supposed to go, Redbud in October. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. That'd right. be really cool. Leaves will be changing, you know. Um, it's the one week before the Monster Cup, and I already had a couple teams tell me we're not going. Really? We're not going. In 2018, we're not going. We got the Monster Cup. Monster Cup's that important? I don't know, bro. I don't make these rules up. I just report on them. Hey, Matt from Studio I just finished up last week's show. I wanted to say that the, uh, the interview with Watson was really good. Uh, he's um, pretty humble and, uh, you know, makes motions about the whole deal with RCH closing, but great interview, uh, awesome information. Uh, and also, as the great sound off at the four-hour and uh, three-minute and some change mark, in one sentence, he has two doozies. He says, uh, accolations. And equity sweat, <laughs> but I think he meant accolades and sweat equity. So uh, if somebody could get those, they're like, 
Hey, Steve, just a uh, uh, random question about two-strokes. I know you love all the two-stroke talk, but uh, you always mention that the manufacturers that don't make two-strokes would be upset uh, if all of a sudden uh, they were making, uh, someone was to make a rule so that uh, all like two-strokes should be allowed to be competed in the 250 class or the 450 class. Um, but how did the manufacturers feel when the AMA started uh, changing the rules and allowed four-strokes in? There were a number of manufacturers at that time that didn't make four-strokes. Uh, I would like you were kind of around that time. I'd love to know uh, kind of uh, maybe if you had a good feeling on how things were felt. Of course, you worked for one of the, the manufacturers in KTM that manufactured a four-stroke, so maybe they were pretty happy about things, but uh, maybe not so much on the KTM or the, the Kawasaki side, rather. Um, thanks for all the content, big guy. Hope all is well, and uh, best of luck in the offseason. Take care. Uh, Corolla has 83 wins. Hurlings has 65, according to my MXGP Wikipedia source here. Um, uh, four strokes, yeah. I mean, Yamaha really surprised the shit out of uh, all those guys uh, with the four strokes. Took Honda four years, I think, to come out with one. Cowie, Suzuki, five. Um, yeah, I think it really caught everybody's surprise. And, and I, I mean, I tell the story all the time. Guys would get them and be like, this is awesome. I could be so lazy and still clear the jumps at my local track. These four strokes are amazing. And that's what happened. All of us were lazy. And... Now that and then we 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 bought all the four strokes, and the OEMs are like, oh cool, sweet, they're selling like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. And really think about it, the two strokes hadn't done anything for evolution wise. Yeah, they were like doing not they, they put a power jet on the carburetor. Um, I don't know what else they were doing at that point. Yeah, not much, even not even four stroke related. It seems like we broke through the air forks, good yeah. or bad. And at least that yeah, was yeah, a change. Yeah. Which on the two stroke era, there was EFI yeah. was huge. Yeah. There wasn't any anything going on. It yeah. Was, um, I, I definitely think that the the guys were surprised by Yamaha doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and and it paid off in huge sales for Yamaha. So, what's going on, guys? I just listened to the roundtable show, which was fantastic, by the way. Mm, Mark, start your dad. Uh, Thanks for calling in. You know, they were asking for opinions <laughs> on whether people would actually pay, you know, a monthly yada whatever bullshit. Um, yeah, I'd pay, you know, dollar, two dollars, maybe five dollars. You know, I like the content. Um, but it's just gotta, it's gotta be so I can fucking download it on my phone, just like I do now, and not, you know, have to do it off some, like, crazy app or anything else like that that costs money, or I can't fucking download it, and I'm gonna have to stream it, then my data bill goes up to a million fucking dollars. Yeah, Mark's gonna work on all this for you, buddy. So, I would do it. I would be all for it, especially since it would probably, uh, help, uh, everybody out. You know, help make the show better. Not that it isn't great now, but, you know, Marx was saying, you know, with that kind of money, you know, you'd be able to do some crazy shit. So I, I, I remember you I'm saying that, for it, but it's just got to be uh, it's got to be easy like it is now. You know, I wake up in the morning at 4 a.m. I check the podcast, see if anything else. I download it quick and then I listen to it during the day. Easy as that. Um, you know, I can't listen live anyway. So, you know, that's just all I'm saying. But uh yeah, I'm going to start listening to our Monday show. Can't wait to uh, listen to uh, Chicken and fucking what's the other guy's Tiny. Tiny. But uh, talk to you guys later. Thanks. Uh, I don't remember. You said if you charged for the show, you would be able to do some serious shit? I don't think it in those exact words. No. I, but, I mean, the general consensus of it was that if if you did charge a couple bucks a month for everything that you do, you know, it kind of like a subscription service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it would it would increase revenue quite a bit and the amount of i mean we could do a lot of cool stuff what could we do i mean just besides get bitches and coke mountains of it yeah right well isn't, like that, isn't, isn't that all you need we would, can i get a socal hole we get some of those too exactly so um, um I mean, I mean, yeah, you're claiming we have forty thousand downloads per show or pulp show, yeah. Pulp show. Yep. What if we charged a dollar per show? I got forty thousand dollars raining down on me, Castle. Every Monday. Just just like just you know. Can you imagine? No. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, let's do that. There's no way though that if you charge a dollar a show, you would lose a lot. You would lose a lot of people. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of what we talked about too. Yeah. Is like it people don't even, want to pay for it. You wouldn't. I mean, you would definitely lose some, but it would be about weighing the pros and cons. Like, would what you gained outweigh oh, what you dude, lose? If I just got like cash flying in, that'd be awesome. Like, if you made it, if you made it super simple to sign up for a subscription to Pulpamex content, you know, we make the app pristine, perfect, works great. <laughs> um, yeah. Make the sign up process easy. Yeah. Charge a dollar a month, and you get twenty thousand people to to do that, or ten thousand people to do that. You know, uh, the amount of yeah of time and money that you could I know reallocate into again making things better. You could have like a studio, like a professional studio with cameras and everything. You know, you could have another dude. You could have a. You could have you. And then another dude that did your job, and then you like executive produced the show. I'm with- the dude playing the dude playing another dude. Yeah, All right. That'd mm-hmm. be great. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good to let's me. Let's do it. I don't think I think people are so used to getting this content for free, though. I don't think they would pay. I yeah, mean, some would, of course, but yeah, there's definitely some that would. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and also to all of our advertisers, they'd be like, "Why are you charging? We are giving you money." So yeah, you know, so lots What's- of ins and outs to this. <laughs> sounds like is that from Lebowski? <laughs> That's a JT famous statement, probably from Lebowski. Yeah, it's from Lebowski. Yep. Lots of ins and outs, man. I loved that show. All right. That movie. Hey, I'm Steve, Zach from Nashville. Just want to say I enjoy listening to the roundtable. And uh, I thought Monday's post show was very, very excellent. Uh, yeah, I called in and asked about the party, but I was debating on asking about the helmet. So I'm so glad that you touched on chicken's helmets because, man, he had some cool custom painted lids back in the day, man. That's it, man. Chicken was very angry about the Bradshaw stuff. (laughs) Not happy. Photo downstairs. Pants in the studio. We 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 really do this goddamn show. There you go. We really screwed that up. We should have definitely taken the Bradshaw stuff down. Yes. Well, God, we're dumb. All right. What up, Chunk? Taking it out the river again. Listen to the Fly Moto 60 show. That's what's up. Just want to say I'm very thankful for uh, the Flying Dutchman to coming over here and, and shitting on America and putting us in our place. Oh, I think it's about time point. that we realize where we're at, and uh, I think we need to do something about it. We need stepping up our game. That's what we need to do. Take it to the next level. Um, I feel that we in order to make more riders become relevant, I say we just fucking split it right down the middle. You either get serious on one side just or get serious on the other side. You know that brings more people into the sport. That's how we grow the sport. Um, doing both things and having the same amount of riders on both sides—it's just like 
It's the same thing yeah, repetitively. It's the same happens. guy, the same dominant people, but let's split it up. You know, maybe those some of those dudes from the back are better at the other side than the other side. But fuck it, you know what, whatever. I'm just mumbling and jumbling. Fuck, fuck you. Thank you, Her- the Hurling, man, the Flying Dutchman, for shitting on us and making us realize that we need to step up our game. We just, are a bunch of bitches. I don't see where Chunk's coming from. Like we just talked about. We talked yeah, about this, but. We need to step up our game. Last year, Eli Tomac whooped everybody's asses. Yeah. And then Webb won Charlotte. Right? Yeah. And Webb beat Hurling's coming from the back and won. Like, these guys are all great riders. They're all, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anderson won a moto at Destinations. Yeah. Then got landed on. Yeah. So, sky is falling. Right. Well, Japanese Honda riders <laughs> falling, actually. I just got done listening to the roundtable show. Mark Stog did a hell of a job. Uh, Tell your dad thanks. He's around. Tell your Makes dad the thanks. Show a little bit better. Thanks. My dad has a lot of different voices. Yeah, apparently. Chad Reed Monster Cup YZ two fifty two stroke stamp it. That guy actually could be right. Yeah, You're shitting me. No. That'd no. be cool. Yeah, I think. Huh. Are you kidding me? No, Gringo. No, I'm not. Um, that's that's NYK. Was it? What? Yeah, that's NYK. Let's hear it again. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Maybe. No. I made it. Your mom made it. She did. She helped. Um. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it'll be on a Yamaha, but I think it'll be on something. But, like, a Yamaha, but not looking like a Yamaha, okay. you know? Feel like you know some that is the rumor, okay? So. Hmm. Hey, Steve, it's Bo in Louisiana. I just finished listening to uh, show 308. Uh, Denny and Chicken were awesome. Those guys are those guys are rad. Good job getting them in. Um, a couple other things. I wanted to congratulate Marks on Here we go. conducting a roundtable, the first one that I could listen to the whole thing. Those guys did a good job. Uh, what else? Planting your friends um, to call it. Uh, a drop from your read of uh, the Grantstone boot commercial while Ping was in the studio. That was hilarious. I don't know if you could trim it up to where it's short enough, but his what? responses to your statements was just classic. Uh, I don't. What's he talking? I don't remember that. Is it the Olay. Olay. Oh, remember the good Olay days? <laughs> remember that? Yeah, now I do. <laughs> He's like that says Olay. Yeah, and I'm like saying. uh yeah, I asked him, I, I was like, what about, remember the quality of the boot? And he's like, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Pink, nobody shits on the sponsors more than David Pinger on this show. There's no way. So. Easier mounting, always a good feature. Uh, and can we also get a GoFundMe for uh, 480 Phil to travel to all the nationals next year with his easy up. <laughs> that guy. Anyway, um, have a good one. 480 and, Phil uh, every weekend. Looking forward to hearing them. Call in, Call in and tell us what happened, Phil, at the Rat Nationals to you. Please, let us know. We got to know. Next show. Bye. We should do a poll. Um, who do you want to hang out with, 480 Phil or Gringo? Like Who who would you like to hang out with at a national oh, with? Oh, man. <laughs> Let's do that poll tomorrow. All right, I'll put it right. tomorrow. Don't forget. I, no, I love chicken and dinny. Those guys are awesome. That was hilarious. That's all I got. Welcome. You're following in their footsteps. (laughs) I'm with them. 
He's not near as depressed as Noof was, though. No, no. no. He's, he's holding it together yeah. pretty well. When was Noof? Noof followed uh, Langston, and he was crushed. Oh, yeah, he that's, was that's, crushed. A, that's a tough act to follow. He was crushed. <laughs> yeah. I had two things on my mind, winning races and smashing pussy. Steve, what the fuck? I'm a little worried, and I'm hoping you can explain this to me. Thomas Covington. Haven't seen him ride in years. He's been in the GPs, and he's seventh in points. Why did Roger decide to throw him on our team? Has Roger seen him ride lately? I'm guessing not. Now, we're heading into the GP in Florida, where there's probably going to be four guys from America that are going to beat him. He's seventh in points, (laughs) yet we're sending him. We haven't seen him ride. And I'm a little worried what's going to happen after this weekend because people are start realizing that Roger made a huge fucking mistake. And I mean, who who else was he going to get, Charles? Right? Like, like go down the our points. Webb said no. Pike Pike wasn't asked. Even if you had Zach move up to a 450. Savachi's hurt. Savachi's hurt. Adam, I guess, Adam. could have gone, but I just. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't envy Roger on this one. No, I don't. I mean, you know, if it came down to a to a tie and it was a Husky guy or a KTM guy, Roger's probably going with him. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and the, the logistics of Thomas's yeah. team yeah. over there yeah, yeah, yeah. made it easy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the problem with it. I mean, it just, it was the, the way it was, uh, you know, so. I'm not as pessimistic on Covington at the Disney Nations as you and JT, though. Yeah, I think he'll be fine in MX3. In the MX2 class, I wouldn't be near as pessimistic, but right. the, the unknown of riding a 450 is what, what right. makes me nervous. Right. Why? But now that I'm thinking about it, we have no KTM guys, no Husky guys going. So Husky says, hey, Roger, let's throw in this guy. AC, Savachi, I can name off a list of guys. They would be better. Osborne should have stepped up to a 450. He's 30 years old. You want to be on Team USA, step up and take the lead. Yeah, he Throw it to- He really, Osborne said he didn't want to do that, from what I understand. He said, I want to be MX2. And I, I respect that. He was fast. He won the title. He wants to, to have the glory at the Disnations if he can on his own bike. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And I'm there's okay with that. Probably a little strategy involved there too, because the MX2 class results are much harder to come by at the destinations Absolutely. because of yeah. the start. Yeah, so that's a good point. if you yep. can get a really good result in MX2, it helps. Um, yeah, you take jump some pressure. Off. You jump three or four dudes. Yeah. yeah so AC Savachi, whoever else. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm beginning to get a little more eerie and ornery closer we get to the nations. Wow. Guess we'll see how this weekend goes. I don't know. It's Friday. Guess we'll see on Monday. Well, good news is only one American beat Thomas Covington. Yep. So. Very easy. Could have gone 2-2. I love the Pulp Show. I am a 41-year-old woman who's been riding my whole life since I was five and racing motocross. Please try to tone down the language, but I love the content and knowing all about 
the backstory. Probably not a fan of Keeper After Dark. Oh. I feel like we did okay this episode. Yeah, I think Nothing so. Too bad. Yeah. Sorry, lady. Yeah. Jay from North Carolina, man. Been listening to the last couple shows. You've been very disappointed and strung out by the voicemail that have been left, and I agree. They suck because the people that call in cannot effectively articulate their point. Limit people that leave a voicemail to 30 seconds. 40, yeah, Phil, that. gringo, cut them fucking guys off. Yeah. Make them articulate their point in 30 seconds. Hey, Steve, he's fucking gringo, man. You fuck, I love your fucking show, man. It's like you're fucking massaging my ears. You squirt the yeah, oil you like in that? there. You got your fucking fingers in my ears, man. It's fucking making love. Pop show making you love. You're bringing the ruckus to that edge. Know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> fuck that. Make them guys make a point 30 seconds. Otherwise, cut them off. 29.6 seconds. I'm out. I'm going to have to go back and time that. Seemed long. Yeah. It seemed longer than yeah, 30. Yep. That's all for voicemails. That's it. Yeah. 702-586-7857. Uh, call and leave a voicemail. Let us know what you think of uh, the USGP that just happened or that this nation's coming up or, or, or Charles Castellou's performance tonight on the show. Post-ejaculation remorse. I don't think I ever said that. I just don't think I said that. You and your little fancy computers over there are making things up. Um. I would never do that. Uh, thank you to uh, to our guests tonight, RJ Hampshire, Paul Malin, Jason Thomas. Also, thanks to Mohead for not picking up. That's awesome. That's Great. unfortunate. Great job, Mohead. Probably fell asleep. <clears throat> um, and uh, you do. And yeah, exactly, Mohead. That's what we got to say to that. Also, too, thanks to our guys, our sponsors. Uh, uh, let me run them down again. Why not? BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX. Pivot works. X-Band goggles. Mission Starcross 5. X-Band goggles. Works connection. X-Band goggles. FMF. Atlas neck brace. W wheels. EK chains. Guts racing. Get data all on board with us. Do you have one of the get things on your bike? I do not. You know the guy. I do. I don't like asking my friends for stuff. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. screw you then. Um, I'm sure it performs great though. <laughs> it does. It, it it works great. Uh, and thanks everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, we gave away our set of light hydrogen gear. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing already for that. And uh, Charles Castle brought to you by RoostMX.net in studio. Uh, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate it. You yeah, have fun? No Absolutely. Will you come back? Yeah. Do I need co-hosts? Yeah, I, I'm, I in. I'm in. I'm in. Just uh, let's schedule it not after Denny and Chicken. Let's <laughs> do it like on a normal day? Yeah, like a normal Monday. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. that guy drinks a lot. See? I can't follow that Every up. single drop you pick, though, Denny's talking in the background. Well, that's like, how the show went. Right. I don't know if you listen. <laughs> Very hard to get a clear-cut drop. Right, right. Because they were just both yelling? or Yeah. yeah. Denny, right. Denny talked almost the whole time. All gold and great great yeah. points, but yeah. anytime Chicken was talking, Denny was like, had some color to add to yeah. the conversation. Um, I'm not stupid, dude. They, they were kind of like an old married couple, right? They really were. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. I was super entertained. Uh, chicken with the airbrushing of skulls and everything. We didn't really get into that too much. Chicken with his illegal animals. And the doggers, dogger stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Good stuff. Uh, well, everybody, thank you again for listening. We're back next week. Um, Chris Kiefer is in studio. Chris Kiefer is back in next week. The 11th, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kiefer's in. Okay. Uh,
<laughs> What's wrong with him? I don't know, dude. So much. There's so much. Uh, and last uh, last day for Nona. So if you're listening, you want to win a helmet uh, that, that Chris Kiefer used at Loretta's for, Which, for Nona. That's a really cool thing Chris is doing for Nona. <laughs> Fuck you. Yep, absolutely. It. Uh, it took me a while, but I got it. Marks, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Pookie. Thanks, SwissCore. Thanks, Moser, uh, for everything, all the help. Thanks, Carlos Gasly for 100%. Yep. And, uh, and we'll see you guys all next week. Later. Or if you're a little bitch. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Till...